Previously on Master of Nyalfatep. Recap. As we approach Hanoi, the party just discusses what to do with our cultist prisoner, including possibly killing him. But instead, we decide to dump him in an asylum once we make port. We try intimidating him, but it doesn't work. He declares he is protected and that Jack has been named as traitor. When we arrive in Hanoi, he is carted away in a private ambulance. Peggy, meanwhile, scours her books and figures out how to cast a ward spell, which will be good to cast on the cursed statues. Matteo thinks he can just smash them into pieces because he remembers Antoine doing so back in London, but everyone is sceptical, so we decide to dump them in a security deposit box. As we do this, Mitch says that he has the headdress of eyes, which belongs to Queen Nitocris, which he got in Australia. We deposit this as well as the golden flute from the boat, but we keep the mirror of Mendoza. We then ask Peggy to cast a ward on the security door with help from Chai. We decide that to avoid the Suez Canal, we will make dock at Berenice in the Red Sea and head over to the Nile and travel to Cairo and Alexandria that way. Just in case there are other cultists on board, we give the impression that we will get to the Nile by train in Safarka, but actually we will get there by truck from Berenice. Recap. On the journey, Mitch is inspired to cook French cuisine, but delivers nothing for dinner. Everyone is hungry and grumpy. He is plagued by strange dreams. He makes up for it the next day with lobster. But Rebecca can sense something is odd with Mitch's behaviour as we eat, as he storms out disgruntled when we don't appreciate the art he has cooked up. As we finish eating, suddenly Chai is possessed by the spirit of Felix Walker as part of our bargain. Clumsily, Felix portrays himself as Chai and makes his way to the writing room. Thomas checks she is okay and confirms with Felix that when we are in Egypt, he won't possess us at a bad time. Whilst possessing Chai, Felix informs us one of us is Cthulhu's sleeper and will awaken soon, and that there is a presence on board who is furious at Captain Liza. With that, Felix departs. Meanwhile, Jack and Rebecca are concerned for Mitch, and they need to calm him down and check his belongings and possibly sedate him. This soon appears necessary when Mitch tosses Rebecca out of the kitchen, but Matteo insists not to sedate him or he will sink deeper into the dreams of Cthulhu. Matteo is forced to kick the galley door in and everyone piles in to restrain him. Jack is knocked unconscious and the doctor injects Mitch, but nothing happens. Chai and Thomas arrive to see a brawl and witness Mitch knocking himself unconscious when he bangs his head. Matteo insists he be woken immediately, but the doctor refuses and takes him to be observed. He at least awakens Jack and keeps him under observation for a concussion. Thomas has a revelation that Mitch is under the call of Cthulhu and it must run its course for up to 20 days. The less he is unconscious, the better, but the doctor insists he sleeps for at least 12 hours. Chai visits Jack and suggests she bestow Bast's blessing to heal him. The goddess checks he is still on Team Good and then bestows her blessing, healing Jack. In his dreams, Mitch is wandering a mystical city and is continuing his cooking compulsion and narrowly avoids exploring any further or beginning any type of ritual. Peggy leads a research group with all the books we have while Thomas and Matteo tidy up the kitchen and galley. Mitch's dreams broth is drawing in the children of Cthulhu and it is extremely disturbing but he remains focused on his clam chowder. 
Jack has a moment of inspiration and determines that Mitch must have secretly taken the Cthulhu soapstone from the security deposit box when they were storing it. This is confirmed when Thomas finds it in the flower cupboard in the kitchen. We then make a request to the captain to stop at Kuala Lumpur to dispose of it. Meanwhile, the research group discover more about the Call of Cthulhu and that it can spread to others who sleep nearby the afflicted one. Killing the afflicted one appears to be the most efficient way to stop the curse. Recap We will arrive in Kuala Lumpur in the morning, so most of us try to stay awake to prevent the spread of the Call of Cthulhu. Peggy goes to sleep, however, and she witnesses a green city with giant spires all around her. The sights overwhelm her, and she approaches the temple where it sleeps. Mitch notices her and guides her over to his cooking pot to keep her relatively safe. She hears the voices urging her to sing the unearthly tune. She cannot resist. She begins to sing when Mitch's fist slams into her. This causes her to awaken, screaming irrationally that Cthulhu is waking up and we must awaken Mitch immediately. Walter is woken up to tell the doctor to bring Mitch around, but nothing seems to work. Within his dream, Mitch is making a four-course meal. He is resisting the call of Cthulhu, but his mythos is steadily rising. When suddenly, he is awoken by Jack slapping him around the face. Mitch tells us Cthulhu is awakening and the temple is opening. Thomas runs to Chai's room and wakes her up, urgently suggesting they contact Lady Bass for help, while Rebecca and Matteo get the soapstone statue ready to be removed from the ship, being careful not to directly touch it. Lady Bass is summoned and calms Chai and Thomas down, confirming that now that the afflicted are awake again, the dream sequence has been interrupted. She teaches them a song which could remove the call of Cthulhu from them or damn their souls to the city of Raleigh. Uh, Bast also tells us Hastur is on board, probably to try and stop Nyarlathotep's plan, but he doesn't seem to be bothering us at the moment. Chai and Thomas invite Peggy and Mitch to take part in the Song of Sundering to sever their connection to the Call of Cthulhu, or risk being banished to the city of Raleigh. The pair begin to chant and sing, and the pentagram illuminates beneath Peggy and Mitch, and the Call of Cthulhu is successfully severed. A few hours later, we arrive in Kuala Lumpur and dispose of the soapstone statue for a second time. We grab a few more boxes to reconstruct the ones that were destroyed and take a few days to recover as we sail across the Indian Ocean. Once we feel rested, Mitch gathers us together to go over our preparations. Bass will give us more information on how to seal Nialathotep's throne room when we reach her in Alexandria. Nuri of Elwasta knows where Warren Bissart is, who has part of the seal required for this ritual and the holy man Mondari in Nairobi knows where the Mountain of the Black Wind is. Walter also reminds us that he will be staying on the boat when we make port in Egypt, but he will leave us £6,000 for us to use and make arrangements with. Recap. After three weeks at sea, we arrive in the Red Sea and pile into a rowboat to reach the shore at Berenice. Under the cover of darkness, we head into the port and find lodgings in a nearby hotel. The following morning, we start locating resources such as cars, fuel, camp tents, water and food. We soon change for desert survival clothing and hop in the jeeps and start the three-day journey to Lake Nasser and the city of Aswan. The journey is relatively uneventful, save for Chai and Thomas learning a new spell and 
Jack asks Mateo how to meditate effectively. We try to set up camp despite Peggy's attempts to help and have a sleep. Mateo's meditation lessons do not go well. The following day is equally as hot and the road is a bit more uneven, but again, it is an uneventful day until it is time to set up camp again when Peggy causes damage and drops all the food directly onto the fire. It leaves us hungry and grumpy and the next day we are in a foul mood and make little progress, which doesn't help our mood any further. Thankfully, on the fourth day, the terrain is smoother and we burn rubber and arrive in the tourist town of Aswan and make a beeline for a fancy hotel and restaurant. The following day, Peggy makes up for things by booking passage on a steamboat up the Nile while the rest of us enjoy a day in the baths and sightseeing destinations. Jack and Rebecca also send telegrams ahead of time to our contacts which we need to meet up with. Welcome back to the Masks of Nyarlathotep. Chicken wing! Woo! Nom nom nom. Where last we left our intrepid heroes, Jack, Chai, Rebecca, Matteo, and beloved, beloved Thomas, Mitch, and um, Peggy. You can't hear me. I can hear you. I can hear you. Noel said something about me. Yeah, he's, he said he can't hear you. Oh, yeah. no, can you can you hear us? No. The, the fact that he's now now we can't hear him. The fact that he's neither saying nor hearing us suggests that something is an error. I think we can't, it's normally yeah. quite and we can't and we can't tell now. him we can't hear. Hang on, I'm gonna do it. No, if you yeah. if you can hear us, do crab claw. Okay, he can so, hear us. So he can hear us, or can was he just copying now? me because I did crab claw? I can hear you now. And disappeared. I don't know why, but it did. And so I didn't hear the start of Russet's beginning. Well, I'm going to start again because now I've ruined my intro. (laughs) I think it gave it character. We we need more enthusiasm from everybody. All right, everyone give Ryan some silence. We can cut this out. I'm not cutting this out. It's great. It's great stuff. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Gold. You are all in Aswan. In the upper kingdom of Egypt, practically the source of the Nile, 
You've had a lovely day in an incredibly expensive spa hotel on uh, the Vanderbilt expense account. <laughs> and you have hired tickets aboard the Memphis, a Egyptian paddle steamer, which will be carrying you down the river to Cairo. Where I am sure you will all have an exciting, uneventful boat journey. Yes, Jack? Has the Aswan Dam been built yet? Because I think that happened in the 1960s. I don't think the Aswan Dam exists, no. Okay, good. There is no dam over Aswan. They haven't done that yet. The, the, the Aswan Dam. Right, now, it's it's early morning. You are all down on the docks at the uh, hotel which backs up onto the river. You can see your paddle steamer is docked at the boat. It's a modern-style Royal Nile steamship. Memphis. Nice. It is nice. It looks like it's going to be quite intimate. It's not a very large ship. We're used to be on very large ships. No, they're not very large. Um, Passenger capacity is maybe only about 50 people, including crew. It doesn't look like it would even have that many. That no, might be exaggerating a little, but... That's if it's full with, like, two people in every room. Right, right, okay, okay. The uh, the cabin, the cabins are the back third, right? There's actually... Where is it? Oop. A map. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, dog. Oh, of yeah. Of course there is a map. What an excellent map. I love it. Yeah, it's, it oh, is a God. good map. You, Everything they need from a map. It is actually a period map of a uh, Royal Nile steamship. There we yes. go, then. You can even see where it's been stapled to a notice board. <laughs> <at some point. laughs> uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I moved my character the, to the staple hole. <laughs> and you are si- simply, simply fall. <laughs> That's lost in time and space. <laughs> through time, yes. No. Um, it looks like a really nice boat that you will all be living on. It's been hired and arranged by... Your tickets have been hired and arranged onto it. It is October, however, so you are outside um, tourist season, so it is quite quiet. And you're also like mingling on board seeing your luggage is brought aboard. Uh, are people doing anything in particular? It's uh, a good question. It's been so long since we've played. I'm not I know, yeah. Yeah, remembering I, what we're up you to. You um, check through your notes and your plans and check why you're here in Egypt. I remember, I remember the end of the recap. Uh, Rebecca sent telegrams to our te- contacts that we're going to meet in Cairo, but I don't know who they are anymore. Yes, Rebecca and Jack have hired some private detectives in Cairo who are trying to track down Warren Bassart, Warren Bassart, and Nigel Wasif, who are the people you want to see. Mm-hmm. Nigel Wasif is the man who may have a lead on the capstone, right? Yeah. And Warren Bassart was like the Carlisle. Uh, he's, he's the Carlisle, Carlisle Expedition's like go-to man for equipping the expedition. Yeah. See, I make notes. My whole shtick in this uh, as Chai since since you know the departure of uh, Liza hasn't really been to be the organised sort that keeps a track on what everyone's doing, but more the 
floaty space cadet that's along for the ride. So, <laughs> shrug. Um, so I, I did have a little question that I couldn't quite remember, and I could, I, I was skipping through the recording and I couldn't find it. Um, I, I wanted Mateo to help me learn to. I was going to say masturbate, meditate, and um, <laughs> I know how to do that. That's fine. Um, Either way. <laughs> And um, I can't remember why. Um, I don't think it was mentioned why. It just yeah. said that you, you tried and it didn't go very well. Um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll keep that up because obviously I had some plan. I don't keep track of your plan. Not me either, apparently. I didn't write it down. I didn't write down why. <laughs> Did you want to be sane? You're sounding fairly sane i am pretty sane i uh, like i had there was some purpose but i can't remember what it was so shit never mind yeah i i need to mostly just relax i think for a bit i'm still pretty light on the sand at the moment i'm happy for us to keep on going on our uneventful boat trip tm and I guess make sure that no one brings on strange luggage that isn't ours again. <laughs> yeah. Rebecca is checking all of the luggage. Uh, are, you, you know, are you roping in anyone else to help? I was yeah, going to say, I do you know, know, do you know what? I, I would help with that because I am so fucking sick of soapstone statues at this point. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sticking my snoot into every box that's going on board the boat. Right, well, you're bot hidden. I'm sure I've got a number for oh, that. Sh- oh shit, I forgot this is a character that can fail spot hidden rolls. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and then we've got Rebecca that's practically blind and deaf. <laughs> no, she's just deaf. Well, I passed it. Much more deaf than blind, it's true. I passed it there. You did. You did. Well done. Well Look done, at you go. Uh, you work your way through the luggage together. Um, you have to roll me a credit rating, please. Uh, which of us? Both of you. Oh. So, whoa! Huh. Uh, yeah, you managed to... Don't even bother at this point, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> you managed to slip a few uh, pounds to the various people loading luggage to allow you to, like, just gently peruse other people's luggage. You know, and you do not <laughs> see anything untoward, anything soapstone statuey, no solid gold representations of the Dark Pharaoh. <laughs> it all seems to be pretty normal luggage. There are some knickknacks, but you know, it's like actual tourist tat. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, 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 I sniff them to see if they give me any bad vibes. Nope, it all seems pretty normal to you. Hey, uh, that's what you do. Is anyone else doing anything else before you depart? I don't seem to remember there being a lot available in Aswan. It's quite a small little place, isn't it? It's quite a small little place. There is this luxury hotel that you've all been staying in, but otherwise it's pretty uh, quiet. I am going to go and have a pedicure. Wow. On the boat? You're loading onto the boat. Oh, right? you, you just made it sound like we can go to the hotel for a little bit while the boat's being loaded. 
You're like loading onto the boat. Okay, okay. In which case, I'll be loaded onto the boat. You um, you can <laughs> wheel you up. <laughs> you you can have a dockside pedicure, which uh, which definitely sounds like slang for something. It really does. It's not <laughs> happening. So it's when a stevedore accidentally a drops loose a crate and free, on but not that loose and free. <laughs> Okay, uh, roll me your credit rating, Chai. Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Womp womp. (laughs) It's a success. (laughs) It is indeed a success. But at what cost? (laughs) I'm guessing it's going to be the sort of success where you realise... You're not going to be able to actually get anything of what you want, so instead of completely embarrassing yourself, you merely stay quiet. <laughs> Why don't you shut up and get below decks? <laughs> uh, no, it's mostly you see other passengers arriving, but you don't recognize any of them. Oh, that's fair. That's fair, man. They are people. I am people too. I'm sure about that. (laughs) Chai is people too. Well done, Chai. (laughs) Imagine each of these people, it's this opposed credit rating duel. Do I know you? No, you don't know me. Jack is just, I know all. (laughs) I do, but unfortunately, the the thing that I know is everyone's frilly undergarments. Um... Hey, um, the boat is actually quite quiet. Um, it's only this busy because all of you have arrived. There are only three other groups of passengers joining the boat that you can see. Yeah, I got nervous because I thought one of them was Dr. Huston's icon. I was like, wait, what? One of them was Dr. Huston's. It's been <laughs> reused ever since Dr. Huston, yeah. basically. Dr. Huston is dead. I'm not going to, you know, just abandon... My good tokens, because you guys murdered a poor, poor man. Could you could you maybe edit it and write "knock Doctor Huston" on it? And <laughs> no, uh, oh, look, there he is. He's awake. It's uh, Doctor Muston. The boat <laughs> is being loaded. The pa- crew are very polite and are helping you to your rooms. Uh, you are all on the lower deck, the, in the middle deck, essentially the saloon deck. Um, most of the rooms on either side of you are empty. The rest of the passengers are all on the upper deck, having booked into like the large double luxury suites. Because the boat is practically... Well, well, if you guys weren't here, there would have literally been four passengers on this boat because it's October. Not really the height of tourist season in Egypt. It's still like weather-y outside, right? It's a desert. It's It's pretty like... 37 degrees centigrade mm. outside. I was going to say, I don't... Uh, it, it's pretty warm all the time, except at night, right? That's the... Yeah. 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 Um, at night, it being literally cold enough to kill if you don't stay a bit warm. Womp womp. But yes, um... Roll me your luck. Um... Everyone. Yeah, everyone. Everyone do a bit of luck. 
Cl- oh. I'm extremely lucky. Oh, what's, oh. With, all, what's with all these extreme rolls, Rotor? <laughs> oh, Matteo letting the side uh-huh. down. I was about to complain and say, oh, and Chai was it, but then Matteo made it worse, so I, I won't <laughs> complain. Guess I just die. Please don't. <laughs> um, yeah, you're all given nice wounds, you're all being treated politely. Um, Matteo, you happen to be crossing through the saloon, just having a wandering around, mm-hmm. and you are approached by a gentleman wearing a fez. He's like, you, boy, um, tell me, uh, where does one go to, um, like, when does the bar open? Uh. Well, come on, boy, tell me, when does the bar open? You do speak English, right? Perhaps you should ask one of the staff. You're not one of the staff? I am not. Definitely going downhill then, and he storms off. All right, bye, asshole. Matteo's <laughs> not going to just fucking knock him out at some point. <laughs> <laughs> How many uh, suspects? I mean, passengers are up here. How many uh, potential victims? <laughs> you're the only person in the saloon now. He's stormed off, but after a couple of minutes, a 50-year-old man and a much older woman come wandering around the stairs. Um, and the jump, the lady goes, Oh, that's Matteo Romero. Um, hello. Hello, Mr. Romero. I look around as if... Um, like I'm the only one here, right? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. yes. Hello, I am... Um, Mrs. Francesca Feywild, this is my husband, Colonel Ulysses Feywild. You are Felix Walker's exhibition assistant, right? Is he on board? Uh, We've heard it, all about you in the papers. Not exactly. Um, uh, you have? Well, of course. Uh, I'm an avid follower of Mr. Walker as uh, Adventures. And of course, his nom de plume as uh, Antoine Delamere. The adventures he writes about are so exciting. Is he returning to Egypt for a final follow-up adventure? Uh, no, I'm flying solo. Finally breaking free, says the colonel. Well, that sounds exciting. Your first solo adventure. Well, hopefully uh, Mr. Walker will help you get it published so we can read all about it. Okay, I'll level with you. You seem to have got the wrong person. I have no idea who you're talking about. You definitely look like Mr. Romero to us. I do apologise if we've mistaken you for someone else. I don't know this Mr. Rommel. Rona, you're on mute. I am. Um, I walk in at the moment. At this moment, and go ah, Matteo. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he did fairly black roll. <laughs> no, I'm not being molested. I'm not. I'm not being that mean. I'm downstairs. You know, I'm downstairs. It wasn't a critical failure. 
Well, they seem very polite. Uh, uh, well, are you taking in the Egyptian uh, sights? Uh, this is quite a slow boat to Cairo. I'm looking forward to seeing all the temples on the way down. Yes, it's very exciting. My first time here. Well, uh, you'll have to join us on some of the excursions. We've got some exciting places to go. Uh, we're stopping at Komombo, Edfu, Luxor, Nakuta. And that's just the beginning. Uh, yes, quite. Uh, I don't really have an agenda, so I just suppose I'll be stopping off wherever this does. Well, uh, we're going to go and have a wander around the boat. Uh, lovely to meet you. Do apologise for mistaking you for someone else. No, that's no no worries. I guess I've just got one of those faces. <laughs> one of those Peruvian faces. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if she comes back with something like, no, all you people look alike to me, I'm going to be like, oh. <laughs> Mateo is not having a good trip. <laughs> all right, uh, right, the boat is eventually loaded and starts to pull away from the dock at Aswan. It starts to head downriver. Uh, it doesn't take long before you are sailing past the Abu Simbel Temple on the riverside, which a few of you have went to visit the night before whilst you were here. And you are departing, beginning your journey down the Nile. What um, are people doing? Uh, I make sure there are lots of really dramatic drone shots of the boat as it's as it's going down. Uh, maybe I, maybe I arrange to have it modelled in CGI to um, you know uh, to really look good. Okay, so who are you murdering first? Um, oh, oh, am I the murderer? <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Hmm. Well, I mean, you know, this time. Right, I'm going to go around. Chai, are you just having a relax in your cabin? Are you going out on deck? Uh, I feel like being out on deck somewhere would be the much more scenic, pleasant way to do it when just sitting in my cabin. So I am in full kickback mode right now. Are you going to the forward deck or the rear promenade deck? Uh, what's got the best seating? Probably the forward promenade deck. Forward promenade deck. Oh, isn't the saloon to the fore as well by the looks? Yeah, Yeah, that's where I would definitely be then. There are servants in beautiful starch white um, uniforms. Um, They've got the ship's crew, uh, but then you've got like actual waiters and maids looking after every need. So, Chai, you settle down on the front deck. Uh, there is a chap in a fez who glares at you as you stroll through, the Japanese lady, uh, that you are, but he doesn't actually say anything to you. What? what as he glares at me, I, I practically u- use my dancing to put a, a little bit of a... and just put a sarcastic look on my face. <laughs> okay. Uh, Thomas, what are you doing? I might go to the saloon and have... A G&T or something. You go to the bar. Hmm. Okay. Matteo is in the saloon as well when you enter. Matteo, are you staying in the saloon or are you going somewhere else? Um, yeah, I'll stay in the saloon, I suppose. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, 
Rebecca, what are you doing? I think I'll have a, a little look around the ship, but I guess the areas where we might be, so not the lower decks and all. So I guess the saloon and the main deck. Okay, roll me a D20. Mm, okay. You've come out your room, you've gone up the rear stairs first, which are kind of the closest one, so you emerge on the rear deck. Um, Jack, what are you doing? You're on a luxury pleasure cruise down the Nile. I I am horny for high society intrigue, so um, I'm, I'm going to skulk around the boat and eavesdrop on people just to see what their jive is. Also, um, oh, you were just flapping. Okay. <laughs> um, uh also i'm i, I want to get the lay of the land of the other passengers i'm ba- i'm basically spying on the other passengers but like you know fun way amazing come back to you in a moment thomas what were you doing drinking right i moved <laughs> to the saloon yeah, yeah. Saloon. right that's why i was confused uh, <laughs> I, I, I like i like that we've brought the olympic the olympic sprinter solo that just is default activities is oh i'm gonna have a drink <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're gonna be fucking ruined by the time we return you <laughs> what 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 year is it in the game 1925 okay, yeah i got three years until the next that, olympics <laughs> craig craig that is true but that's only because we're going to be returning him in a small urn Look, if, yeah. is, if you return Thomas in a small urn, you also return Chai in a small urn. in a small urn. Mm. <laughs> unless we, unless we've both way. been shrunk. I have <laughs> a vested interest in trying to make sure he at least gets returned alive. Yeah, that's same. That's that's fine. We can we can get like it. We'll get like a job lot on um, on funereal urns. Okay. Um, yeah, Mitch has found the galley. Uh, Peggy, are you here? Right. What are you doing, Peggy? Wander up to a Okay. Uh, I deal with Rebecca first and Peggy. On the top deck, you encounter a tall, beautiful 30-something-year-old lady. She's uh, got... She looks like that. Suddenly gigantic. <laughs> Ross, we've got to, we've got to talk about you and these tokens. What? I made it big so you can see what she looks like. You 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 encounter you encounter this beautiful woman, the the diameter of a battleship. <laughs> you know, giant woman. All I want to do is see you turn into. Uh, she's dressed quite elegantly, and she turns and she smiles. Oh. Uh, fellow travelling companions, I was expecting the boat to be quite quiet. Good day. I am Lady Regina Carmichael, Countess of Harwich. Delight to meet you. And you are? And you? Just turning to Rebecca? Uh, uh, Rebecca Corley. Yeah, good well, to meet you. It's lovely to meet you all. I wasn't expecting uh, more passengers. It sounded like the boat was going to be quite quiet. There's um, some American colonel and that odious man from Oxford... Um, on board. So uh, I'm glad there's going to be some actual proper female conversation to be had at dinner. (laughs) 
Uh, oh, no, no. Um, my family owned the Aslan uh, Imperial, so I was just, you know, enjoying it in the off-season when it's nice and quiet before returning to England. I've been here for most of the season. What brings you two ladies to Cairo? I don't remember your names on the guest list for the season at the hotel. So uh, did you just arrive? Are you travelling? Are you doing like the Grand African Safari or? Yes, we should definitely agree on a story. But before that, things I actually say. Yeah, um, we, we just were having a look around uh, Egypt, really. And so now we're just heading back up to more populated areas, the slow way. Uh, seemed, yeah, we'll, we'll get to see the sites on the way. So that will be... Well, um, it's 14 exciting. days from here to docking in Cairo, so we've got two weeks to just enjoy a quiet piece of the Nile mm. on this uneventful boat journey. Foreshadowing. Right. Uh, Thomas, you have found Mateo in the saloon. There is a barman behind the bar serving drinks, but it's just you and Mateo in here at the moment. Um, I'll just... Yeah. You all settled in now, Mateo? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I When the uh, when the bartender is out of earshot, I say, oh, by the way... Would you say that it's better if we're not recognised on this journey? Yeah, probably, but I find it difficult these days. Yeah, I was a little bit recognised. I managed to persuade them it was a case of mistaken identity, though. I don't know how long I can keep that up, though. Well, it depends how busy this boat is. I mean, I don't think there were that many passengers on, so... Guess, guess we only need to we only need to convince a couple of people. Mm. Still, some people might put it together if they recognise too many people at once. Maybe we'll just see what we do. Mm. Anyway, chin chin. I uh, clink a glass and uh, say, "You getting on? Okay, no run-ins." No, nothing yet, thankfully. I'm just hoping this will be the one step of the journey where, uh, you know, nothing eventful happens. That seems unlikely, but yes. Mm, we live in hope. Right. Um, Chai, you're on the front deck. The wonderful, beautiful width of the Nile is sliding past on either side as the boat steams down the river. Um, servants, well, waiters will bring you drinks, snacks, fresh fruit. There's a little umbrella like over your bamboo wicker armchair. Oh, if I wanted maybe some lemonade and some volavants, that would be possible. They would bring you volavants, they'll bring you lemonade, freshly squeezed lemonade. Mm, sweet lemonade. Yeah, I'm gonna. Have some lemonade and volavants while on the front deck, watching the scenery slide by. Look at Craig fishing for sanity returns. Mm-hmm. Gonna keep fishing until I get something, even <laughs> if that something is fucking fat, because I'm just not moving. 
Just remember, when you go fishing, you have to throw it back. Oh, it always gets thrown back when you're fishing for sanity, eventually. The house always wins. <laughs> All right, Jack, you are wandering around, uh, eavesdropping quietly on the other passengers to try and get a sense of who they are. Roll me your... Eavesdrop on people. Um, okay. I need to just remind myself what skill to ask you to roll. <laughs> That's your murder people? Ah, oh, shit. I always get those two mixed up. Well, I'm so bad at eavesdropping. Hmm. And I guess, roll me... Dropping all those eaves. Roll me your charm. My charm? Yeah, you're but, just... that, but that's my dump stat. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's I, charming. I don't know. I don't know what I did for Roll Twenty to bless me so so far. But now I've become increasingly nervous. <laughs> yeah, but you know you're not going to have the rolls when you need them. It's saving up a big chunk of critical fails for later in the day. Uh, you oh. charm your way around the boat. You're just being like you know a touristy passenger. You meet. The Colonel Feywild and his wife. They seem to be a charming American couple. Who are Feywild? They are called Feywild. They're from Minnesota. And they're doing a bit of a world tour. You know, the children have all moved out and been married. They've got grandkids. They're enjoying their retirement. We have a bit of a world tour. And they picked Egypt at this time of year because it's off season, so it won't be as crowded. Wow. I figured they, you know, enjoy the touristy, touristy times a bit more. Less, uh, less chance of catching COVID. Good idea. Yeah. Uh, there is Lady Carmichael, the uh, Countess of Harwich. It sounds like she's um, spent the summer living in her luxury hotel here in Egypt and is now returning to England. And there is Professor Williams, who you meet in the dining saloon. He is a Oxford professor of Egyptology. He is uh, returning home after a dig out in the desert. An unsuccessful dig where they didn't Williams find... Williams was that. Yeah. yeah. They didn't find whatever they were searching for in the sands. And he's really grumpy and really rude and doesn't seem to like anyone. It's especially disparaging of the, all the foreigners on this English boat. Got three Americans, Japanese woman, and some Spanish kid. He's he's a right asshole from the sounds of it. Sorry, he uh, is a twat. Literally could, in my notes now. Could you mm. could you say that last bit again? Uh, Foxby sent me a message gratuitously apologising for not talking to you, but he's been busy. Um, the professor did not find what they were searching for in oh. on his dig, and he's really grumpy and really racist and really rude. And he, the, your current only conversation with him, you know, he's sort of like, "Hello, nice to meet you." Oh. It was mostly him complaining about all the foreigners, which he includes the Americans. <laughs> I am. Um... <sighs> oh, I make a note that if I need a soul for something, that he's first on the list. Yeah, he he has a right old moan about three Americans being on board, not to mention the Japanese woman, the Spanish kid. Oh, mate, I uh, I I just nod impassively, like, mm, mm, while like sidestepping away to get out of this conversation. 
You find Kai on the front deck lounging in a deck chair, enjoying a gigantic plate of fresh volivants. She's got a jug of freshly squeezed lemonade. She's got her feet up and is clearly just enjoying the scenery. As I walk hey, by her, as I walk by her, steal a volivant. <laughs> I offer you another volivant when I realise you're there. How? How, how is it going, I say, eating a, one of those little pastry cases that have prawns stuffed into it? Um, yeah, good so far. I mean, there was one man that gave me a hot, smouldering look. Um, wasn't the, um, what wasn't the, the, how does the, um, how does the professor look? I described the professor. I was like, it wasn't that guy, was it? <laughs> yeah, it was. I like, um... I'm not sure. Hey, far be it for me to say anything. Love is love, right? Um, let's. Uh... <laughs> you do, I, I you do might you. be misinterpreting it for comic purposes, Jack. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I, um, I, I hope that's the case. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He. Uh, uh, oh boy, he sure seems like an asshole. <laughs> I didn't actually talk to him, so. I I didn't I did and I regret it. He called Mateo that Spanish kid. That isn't even accurate while still being rude. Yeah, ne- neither of those things is true. <laughs> if he's meant to be a professor, he's meant to be more accurate about these things. Go, on, from- say, go on, say he's from Ecuador. <laughs> <laughs> he's from Chile. <laughs> um, oh dear. <laughs> um, <laughs> What are your plans anyway, Jack? I, I, I'm just trying to actually relax because, you know, we're going to die. Everyone's going to die, Chai. I've seen it happen. Sooner rather than later. In um, horrific ways. So why not live it up while we can? Uh, I I smile really awkwardly and take another volleyball. Would, would you like some lemonade? <laughs> uh, no, I think I'll pop inside and get something a little stronger. All right. Um, I was I was just keeping an eye on the other passengers to make sure they are who they said they are. Uh, there's no one else around, right? I'm not I'm not just blurting yeah, all this out. It's, it's just, just you and Chai on the front deck. I, w- I wouldn't be standing in front of the other passengers going, "I'm spying on the passengers." <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm kind of operating under the hope that you know all of our efforts to get off the radar a bit have actually finally worked, so I can just let my hair down for a bit because it's been a while yeah i mean the ward should be covering us so we should be safe just to trundle slowly up to um destination hyro and then alexandria that's what i said yes you did (laughs) (laughs) uh anyway if you see any of the others let them know where i am just in case they do need me but i suspect or at least hope that no one's going to need anyone. Just going to be quiet, have some relaxing, see some sights, maybe kill some racists, have some <laughs> volivants. Oh, you know the good stuff in life. Look, don't don't think you're killing that guy without me there. You're trying to make me share now. <laughs> look, uh, look, I've got I've got this fantastic set of mixed ritual daggers that I haven't used in ages. <laughs> Okay, Jack, but only because you're my friend. 
Uh, the murder on the Nile was you two doing a murder and then trying to come get away with it. Yeah, yeah the, the murder on the Nile is us deciding we don't like someone and planning to murder them within ten minutes of me. <laughs> I, uh, I, I aspire to generate that level of hatred in other people. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Memphis is sailing down the river. Uh, Peggy and Rebecca... After your chat with Lady Carmichael, are you doing anything else? Or are you just enjoying the boat? Wandering around the boat, I'd like to catch up with others in our group. Well, you've got Peggy. Mm-hmm. Like standing by the railings with Peggy, you could catch up with Peggy. Yeah. Well, I guess Peggy was there, but it might be good to mention it. It's like, oh, Peggy, I, it sort of occurs to me that we're going to be having several dinners, and therefore, when it comes to talking to the passengers who aren't in our group, we maybe should have a consistent idea of why we're here, or things could get quite strange quite quickly. <laughs> but I'll just be independent travellers, but I don't think that's going to actually make sense for very long. Sounds like Peggy should be put to bed. <laughs> Lady Carmen. Lady Car- Lady Carmichael. Yet, but in 14 dinners, it may be difficult to just be, oh yeah, we're, we just happened to be around and we're, uh, we're travelling. Wasn't that fun? <laughs> I, I, I shout up from the lower deck, hey, hey, what's our cover story? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody told me the cover story. Uh... <laughs> and all of it clams. Uh, Oyster again. I I, I assume he's fighting off the chefs at the moment. There's a pitched battle going on in the kitchen. Mitch has just taken over the galley. (laughs) Oh, God. Is there such a clear chef hierarchy that he just has to walk in the room and the other chefs just show him their bellies or something? (laughs) (laughs) Immediately defer. He is the world famous Michelin. He is the top <laughs> Michelin. Oh, how, Christ. How has he gone from oh. just some random cook on a fucking boat in the arse end of nowhere to world famous when all he's done is follow us, us twats around and cook oh. for us only? Ah, simply by only leveling one stat but doing it aggressively. <laughs> yeah, the, he, the... He just... Exudes this aura now. He walks into the kitchens, and the other chefs, as you say, just roll over on their backs, like my lord. That's just the smell of spices. I'm just imagining this David Attenborough narrated session of chefs meeting each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here we see three ships cooks meeting each other for the first time in the galley. Who will be the dominant chef? Let's observe. Their social interactions quietly through these night cameras. Actually, comparing knives, like. <laughs> yeah, it's that. That's it. That's it. Whoever, whoever is the king chef is the one who has the biggest knife. Just walks in there with something like the Buster Sword from oh, Final yeah. Fantasy. <laughs> what do you, What do you use that for? Separating oxen. Now, I think at this point, Mitch can just summon the time knife and it make people experience it. Oh, God, no. Time knife. Uh. Yes. 
relaxing wander around with Peggy to try and fill everyone in on this thing that may lead to oddness. You wander into the dining room and uh, there is a middle-aged gentleman wearing a turban, uh, fez. He looks up, oh, afternoon, ladies. Pleasure to meet you both. Hmm. I'm Professor John Williams of Oxford. Egyptology is my specialty in ancient history. Delight to meet such charming ladies on this lovely little boat. God, he's laying it on a bit thick, isn't he? Then they bump into Prof Williams, who wants to get his dick wet. <laughs> I mean, oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, what brings such lovely ladies to the boat? Uh, your name? I'm Rebecca's name. <laughs> oh, Rebecca Colley. A charm to meet you. You're the columnist, aren't you? For the Times. I think I've read some of your... Um, Oriental reports. I am, yes, that, that's correct. Oh, no, nice to, to meet someone who reads. Oh, it's a delight to get your papers here in this barbaric land. Um, despite uh, the British's uh, veneer of civility on this society, it's still quite a uncultured land. He's, he's an Egyptologist! <laughs> <laughs> They've lost so much of what they once had. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 they were cultured once. Now they're not. In, in his opinion. Oh God, this uh, uh, this guy is not getting off his boat alive. Honestly. <laughs> oh. oh, there's nothing accidental about this. That's true. I haven't I haven't opened the bingo. Thank you for reminding me, Nido. Um, we will be docking at Com Ombo shortly. Are you going to take in the temple? We wanted to show such fine ladies the temple at Com Ombo. It's a fascinating double design. Um, there are more... Essentially, it's a temple to two gods, which is very rare in most Egyptian architecture. We're back. Uh, hello. He oh. just invited you on a tour of the temples, and you both went silent. Uh, okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. That would be fine. Well, uh, I'll see you at the launch when we arrive at Com Ombo in about. He looks along the river. I'd say we're about half an hour away. Would you care to join me for a drink until we arrive? There aren't just snacks left out because of the crushing Egyptian heat, but you can request to be made for you straight away. You wander to the bar. What are you doing, Rebecca? Yeah, I'm also going to keep wandering around, but I will be back in a bit. Okay, you wander out. Uh, Matteo and Thomas, the Feywilds have joined you in the bar and invited you to join them at a table. Uh, They have instantly recognised you, Thomas, world-famous American gold medalist. Um, because you are a world-famous American gold medalist, and they're Americans. Fine. The colonel's like... <laughs> the colonel seems all smile. He's like, ah, oh, it's Mr. Kennedy, right? Gosh, 
Are you here doing some sort of intense desert training, or are you just having a relax after your victories at the Olympics? Just a relax. I've got I've got time before the next uh, tournament, so I think I've I think I've earned a rest. Oh, um, you couldn't have picked a better time to travel down the Nile. It's such a peaceful time right now, according to the boat crew. We're going to have prime viewing at all the temples we're stopping at. Um, I hope you're not in a rush, because apparently they, they say this journey takes about 14 days, but with so few of us, they're, um, they're, they're more than happy to, you know, linger at various archaeological sites along the way. So if you want to take a couple of days out to explore somewhere, they'll happily, you know, slow the journey down. Okay, well, I'm, I'm trying to uh, uh, sort of take it easy, but, uh, well... Well, Us athletes kind of get a bit get a bit fidgety when we're, when we're doing nothing for too long. Well, we're stopping at Luxor in a day, and I was thinking I might petition the other passengers that we stop for a few days. I mean, it's the ancient city ruins. We can't really take that in within, like, you know, three, four hours of, you know, stopover. We should drop anchor, enjoy the luxury boat hotel for a few days, and see a couple of the famous sites around the city. What do you think, Mr. Kennedy? Uh, what, what precisely is in Luxor? Ruins. It was in. It was a capital city once. So there's temples. There's a royal palace to be seen. Various tombs. Uh, ancient Egyptian architecture. Um, Fran, Fran, dear, have you got that little? Oh yes. Uh, his wife hands over like a little pamphlet. Here you go. He hands it over, and it's like literally a little tourist brochure about what you can see at Luxor. And there's like. Five or six different sites. Okay. Like normally, we'd only have time to take in one, but since there's so few passengers, and if none of us are in a rush, uh, Lady Carmichael's all up for it. She says, you know, she's not in a rush to get back to England. Okay. Well, I'll I'll have a flick through this. Thank you. And uh, yeah, po- possibly I do. I do have to meet some people in Cairo, but uh, yeah, may- maybe one or two days won't be too much of a delay. He dooms the world by taking two days extra to go and enjoy. I'm just trying to fob them off at the moment. I don't want to (laughs) delay my two days. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, they seem pretty friendly, and the day is passing slowly. Uh, Arona has escaped. Hmm, maybe we should agree what my name is, I mutter. If I'm, you know, not... Ah. (laughs) Ratatouille. Let's perhaps go with... Let's perhaps go with Adrian. Adrian? That will do. It is, in fact. <laughs> Fair. Chai and Jack, now you're back. Uh, Rebecca and Peggy. Sorry, sorry, hang on. Um, I've just noticed it wasn't recording Nido. Um, so. Uh, what did me? Uh, because you, you weren't here. here. You weren't here when I did the check that it was recording. Everybody. Oh, exactly weird. what happened on Wednesday. Neither, yeah. 
So, so summarize what you just said, uh, because there's a, there's a big void otherwise. Good thing, good thing we spotted it now, <laughs> not mm. seven hours in. Been, uh, t- but thankfully he's been with uh, Rebecca, so yeah, the conversation can sort of be followed. <sighs> but uh, yeah, they, that annoys they've been, me. They've been talking to Lady Regina Carmichael. Uh, yeah, just introducing themselves. Really, they met Professor yep. Williams, who was very pervy and nice at them, and has offered oh, to yeah. take them on the tour. Uh, they have, however, just walked out on deck where you, Jack, and Achai are talking. Peggy and uh, Rebecca, you found um, Chai and Jack. Oh, hey, guys. Ah. Hello. Hello. Do you want a volivant? Oh, I love I, one. I, I, I often want volivant. And a volivant. What, uh, what snack and what drinkies was I able to locate Russet at the bar? You have a drink, that's why you're on the deck, Nido. Yes, but I also was looking for snacks at the bar. There were no snacks at the bar. But you could order snacks. Yeah, you had to request it. You have to ask you have to ask for snacks because it's so hot that they I I did. Okay, fine. Well I would have also requested snacks at the bar while I was there. They can't they can't just leave out a side of ham. He wants specifics. Lots of cheese and crackers. I, uh, I wanted them to surprise me with something. Okay, oh, you're that kind you. of guest with sheep's eyeballs. Yeah, they'll surprise you with local Egyptian cuisine, which I'm... Mick will be preparing for you right now. Look, look, it's Enjoy. local Egyptian cuisine, but I'm on this boat with this group of people. It will have been made palatable for me. So <laughs> they aren't going to just casually serve you something super weird for funsies. They're going to serve you something which, like, you know, you're going I mean, to enjoy. I think Mitch might serve you something super weird for funsies. Well, he doesn't know I'm the one asking. <laughs> um, right. Um, are you saying anything to Peggy or talk you're all together yes. what are your plans what are your things what are the things you want to raise like why are we on this boat what's our cover story <laughs> um yes. hello. Yeah. Oh. rebecca is is concerned that we're not um well you, you tell me rebecca, sorry <laughs> yeah it occurred to me as i was talking to the lady carmichael <laughs> that it's if we all have slightly different reasons for being here as a group then that could become quite strange quite quickly so do we want to have a reason why we're all here? Or do we want to be independent passengers? Which I don't think well, will wash very long. I mean, you're a fairly famous reporter, aren't you, Peg? Um, uh, Rebecca? Yes, I've already been spotted. Uh, I'm my fairly name. famous as a world-famous Tomb Raider. We've what? got a Olympic athlete who's also already been spotted in our company, our collective company. We've got the world-famous Matteo Romero with us. Um, I think you, you might be trying to do something that's doomed to fail. What and I, I don't have the energy for that. <laughs> am I here? You're not there, no. Right. You're in the bar yeah, with yeah. comments. Okay, I wasn't sure whether we'd gathered... 
why not just have some lemonade and relax? We're we're here on a boat, and if people pry into our business, we just say, having a good time on a pleasant ship, like everyone else here. It's me. I mean, just... I'm I'm, a, I'm happy just to say if anybody asks me because I'm relatively unknown. I'm just an old friend of yours, Peggy. It was like uh, Rebecca. That's that's uh, that seems like the easiest Peggy explanation. Is you. I know I'm Peggy, Rebecca. <laughs> what um, yeah. what if we say we're here celebrating an engagement? Whose engagement? Um, oh, I'm not here. That's a good question, voice in my head. Who's <laughs> <laughs> engaged? <laughs> just look on Askens. Oh. Rebecca, I've known you all these three months, and <laughs> I know we've barely talked, but let's get married. Oh, oh I've been waiting for you to ask for so long. <laughs> Here, I... it's a trap. This means um, I can't say actually because it might spoil death on the Nile for people. I don't. But it is eighty years old, so I think I'm well outside of spoiler territory. I don't. I don't have a ring, but here, have this uh, Bic Biro. <laughs> I will treasure it as I long as I remember I've got it. <laughs> Well, yes, Rossi, I was trying to move this more towards the plot of Death on the Nile. How did you? What was that, Craig? Have Byros been invented at this point? I'm not convinced no. they have, yeah. 1930s. Ah. That's why it's priceless. It's yeah, worth that gift. <laughs> Laszlo Biro hasn't had any thoughts about ballpoints yet. It's a valuable prototype. <laughs> I'll give you a plastic Byro with, like, production prototypes. <laughs> <laughs> Do not steal. How did you get this? Yeah. And it. I delivered. I delivered something to the factory and then walked off with. It's indistinguishable from magic. Um. So you've all had a sort of general conversation. Do you want to go and find Thomas and Matteo and make sure they're all on board with with we're just on a tourist boat trip? The plan. Yes, because now, now it's sort of the anti-cover story of don't create anything elaborate because then we'll all have to follow it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, yeah. are, you, are you sending someone down to find them? Or are you all going? I'm not shifting from my bloody seat. Um, can, can, I, can we have a servant to do it? You can have a member of the boat crew go and collect them, yeah. Yeah, do that. Why not? Let's uh, let's continue standing here stealing Jai's volivants. I I I just wanted a couple of volivants, and I got delivered a giant plate. So I'm happy for you to keep <laughs> having some of my volivants. Yeah, like literally the whole the whole end of the boat is dipping into the water. There's so many volivants. Titanic style. <laughs> it's it's become a serious problem. We are chef. He won't stop making them. We don't know where he's getting the pastry. We don't know where he's getting Alaskan king crab. With two and a half thousand miles from Alaska. Uh, this is looking like a good place to sit down, and Volavance and Sherry will be propelled <laughs> towards me, and it's like okay. <laughs> Right, Nido. Uh, uh, whilst someone is off collecting uh, Matteo and Thomas, a s- member of the ship's crew turns up with a plate of mushy for you. <coughs> what does it look like? 
it looks like this. It's in Telegram. Boom. It's a stuffing of rice seasoned with crushed red tomatoes, onion, parsley, salt, pepper, and spices stuffed into green peppers, eggplants, courgettes, tomatoes, grapes, or cabbage leaves. Oh, that sounds really nice. (laughs) That doesn't sound bad. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they look quite nice. These ones are stuffed into roasted courgettes. So it's like Um, someone has hollowed out the courgette and then stuffed it with rice and all these delicious food. I, I say, oh, thank you, these look delicious. And I set them down beside the volivants to share and uh, have one. I look at them and I say, what do you think they do with the middle of the courgette? I think they save oh. them and they have these little people that are only five inches tall and they feed them to the little people as payment for the services the little people render them each night you can't ask what the services are though because otherwise the little people will eat your bones I I sniff Chai's lemonade (laughs) Thomas and Mateo lubricant (laughs) (laughs) how much LSD did you put in that Uh, uh, (laughs) She just in, uh, like she's just been mixing in, you know, opiate gum lemonade. Ah, oh, fuck! She's right. going to the engine degreaser again. <laughs> I write some of this down. It might be fun to just add to a column at some point. As a <laughs> Inventing I the heard. Now. <laughs> there he is. Yeah. He's sitting in bed still. Mm. It's a lovely sunny day, so I'm staying in bed. And and you woke up too late for the McMuffin. I. I haven't had a McMuffin in two years. Don't believe him. He orders McDonald's takeaway at least three times a week. I've had. We, we, it, I'm not saying we don't have McDonald's takeaway. I don't have. Haven't had ordered. I think the last time I had McDonald's breakfast was at yours, Russell. That was it. That's the first time I'd had McDonald's breakfast in like a decade, or however long I've been in here. Um, Thomas and Matteo, you, a member of the boat crew, says that your party would like to see you on the forward promenade deck. Mm. Okay, uh, I make our excuses to the colonel and his wife and leave. Okay, uh, you arrive to find everyone else having snacks and lemonade on the front deck. They all appear to be incredibly high. <laughs> Chai special lemonade. <laughs> it's the little people you see. The little people. They eat the middles of the courgettes, don't you know? <laughs> and bones. And your bones! bones. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Fall off the boat. (laughs) You're all on the run from evil cultists. You're talking about little people who eat your bones. You're going to give each other nightmares. (laughs) Yeah, I thought this was supposed to be a relaxing little people came from? (laughs) (laughs) Where do you think they live? (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Thomas and Mateo, you arrived to find them having snacks. Ooh, delicious. I, I have a volivant. Ah, oh, join us. We have volivants and something else. <laughs> Manchi. Manchi. Uh, so, uh, it looks like, um, obviously the boats plan to stop at various places along the Nile, but uh, it sounds like... Uh, the captain is not opposed to staying at these places longer than advertised 
if the guest requests it. Oh, and nice. so, so far, it sounds like uh, the Colonel wants to stay at Luxor for a few days, which, yes, Chai, does sound nice, but if they do this at every single stop, this two-week cruise is going to turn into a month. Yeah, and considering we've only got three months to live, probably only one chance to succeed anyway, might as well make the most of it. Um... (laughs) (laughs) I'd be a bit more urgent than that, personally. Uh, There is a from the boat's uh, horn, and then the captain's voice crackles over the uh, electrical PA system. Very modern. Ladies and gentlemen, we are now docking at Com Ombor. If anyone wishes to go aboard to see the temples, uh, please gather on the rear lower deck and join the launch. We will be staying here for approximately two and a half hours, which should give you plenty of time to go ashore and enjoy the wonders and splendours of this ancient temple. Um, question. Uh, can I potentially roll history to have any idea what what the deal is with this temple? You can. Columbo. Columbo? Uh, it is a double temple designed for two gods. It's also well known for being the southern half of the temple is the home of Sobek, god of fertility and creator of the world and uh, the northern part of the temple is dedicated to the falcon god Horus. Nice. And then there are subsidiary gods who are, you know, have little shrines here and there. It's also the location of one of the only known copies of the actual Egyptian calendar, like carved into stone on the wall. Huh. I was going to ask why haven't the British stolen it yet? Could be interesting. Yeah, no. I finish up a volivant, take a last swig of my lemonade and go, that sounds like fun. You guys going to join me? <laughs> um, yes. Can I also roll to see if I know anything about this, uh, considering I was... Um, uh, once a cultist for an Egyptian deity. Uh, is everyone going aboard? Oh, well, did, assured? You're already aboard. Did you hear the thing, what I said? No, you broke up. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, can I roll to see if I know anything about this, given that I was uh, a cultist for an Egypt- pseudo-Egyptian deity? You can roll your occult. Uh, occult. Uh, what? Uh, this... Uh, temple has nothing to do with the cult of the bloody tongue. Uh, it's all to do with actual real Egyptian gods. Oh, cool! That sounds that sounds like a nice a nice change of pace. Let's go have a look. And I do an occult roll to see what I know about the true Egyptian calendar. You can. I will do so then. If it ends in a few months, I'm going to have a concern. <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, from what you know of the Egyptian calendar, it's the Egyptian calendar. It shows the figures for the days of the month, uh, hieroglyphics for the inundation season, uh, the harvest season. The Egyptian seasons are essentially split into three. There's the flood season, there's the harvest season, and it's what's called the season of emergence, where, like, um, all of the natural not the harvest but the natural plants and flowers and animal essentially it's spring yeah and flowers and all of that happen Mm -hmm. 
Okay. It's just a piece of fascinating historical. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool. So I was quite interested in going and having a proper look, see. You all. Uh, is anyone staying behind is the question I should ask. No, I think I'll go uh, along with Chai. Oh, at, at some point when we were discussing all this business, I would have mentioned that I did tell um, a couple of people that they'd mistaken my identity. Hmm. And so to avoid complications, perhaps I go by Adrian for now. Um, Unnecessarily complicated for us. (laughs) To make it less complicated, you've changed the name. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was a good idea to not be recognized. I give it two hours at most before we fuck this up by accident for you. Uh, I'm not even really going to try. (laughs) I'm just, I've just, I've made a mental note to refer to Mateo as you there for the rest of the trip. (laughs) That will work too. Just don't call me Mateo. (laughs) If you call me Mateo, then by accident and then realize it, then the story is, I told you about being mistaken for Matteo, and you're now telling me it as, calling me it as a joke. Oh, it's even more complicated! <laughs> I stopped oh. listening. <laughs> this, is, this is why you don't start telling lies, because then you have to keep your lies consistent. <laughs> we're trying lies lies. not to be noticed, that's the whole point that we're here. We've got a we've got a magic amulet. <laughs> Unfortunately, if you're all, yes, when try not to be noticed by evil people. Unfortunately, this is a high society vote, and you're all high society. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm not to be on the side, but... except, except us. Except us. Like, like, I'm not. I just pretend. Christ, <laughs> God, you ask for a simple alias, and people can't handle it. <laughs> Do you think you could wear a shirt that says, I'm Adrian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We could all wear one. Brackets, <laughs> not Mateo. Or like maybe, maybe just a, maybe just, we could all wear one and we just refer to each other as Adrian. It's, um, uh, yeah, we've decided to start a gang. Yes. Adrian and the Adrians. <laughs> yeah, we're a band. Which which one of you is Adrian? Oh, that's a difficult question to answer. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're going to see the sites, and we're going to keep seeing the sites for 14 or more days. You all go ashore. Uh, you get to see the temple at Komombo, which is quite nice. Oh, very nice. Uh, you even get shown the calendar hieroglyphics on the wall. Look at that. That's a calendar. Mm. Oh. What does so it mean, Russet? I told you what it meant earlier. Were you not listening? Um, no, I think, I think I was receiving an Amazon parcel. No, it was it, after that. The calendar shows the days and months and the three seasons of the Egyptian year. Nice. When does it end? Doesn't end. <laughs> That's what we like to hear. Weirdly, it ends in ninety-two days. Um, but I, I I'm, I, so it, 
is this uh, is this sort of temple just open for people to have a quick wander around, or is it like a tour guide thing? You, you're just wandering around, enjoying it like you, as you like. Peggy and um, Rebecca, the professor, is more than happy to show you around and explain everything to you. <laughs> I mean, he was he was nice to us, so like I, I didn't mind being shown around and learning things. Yeah, there'll be interesting history, and I can write amounts of it down and. It looks like I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> you you wander around and all have a nice afternoon wandering around the lost, well, not lost, but, you know, forgotten temple of Komombo in the Upper Nile. Everyone can have two sanity. All right. I'm now at Max San. Hmm. No more what? relaxing for you. Why would you see? Yeah, relaxation done. <laughs> uh, also, also, my max sand is not that high. <laughs> yes, we know you cocked that up. Wait, you're a new character. You're a he new cocked. character and you've done this before. You... Yeah. You remember, remember that whole Call of Cthulhu thing? How is not a dump stat ever? <laughs> I don't oh, know, but... no, my, my power is still quite high, just the sanity has gone down. Mateo, Mateo is trundling through with low power, but... Um, it is but... a dump stat, you're all just playing it wrong. <laughs> but, one, <laughs> but one day, one day we're going to be like, Mateo, we need you to power the amulet and save us, and he's going to be like... Womp. No. <laughs> <laughs> Look, well, Mateo, and... only you can save the world with a power roll of 50 or higher. And he's going to be like, oh no. 50, that's optimistic, isn't it? Yeah, he's 40 something. Yeah. I mean, Peggy did have lots of sanity. Then she went to Raleigh and had. <laughs> yeah, she should my... not have done that. Not even my lowest power character. They usually do fine. It's Yeah, Dr. Schmidt has like 35 power and he's the best surgeon in the world. Power's overrated. <laughs> Where were we? Right, you all have a lovely day at Com Ombo. Uh, you wander around an ancient Egyptian temple, and then you return to the boat for a luxurious dinner. Like, it's really nice. And it, everyone, roll me your social skill. Charm, persuade, or fast talk, whichever is higher. Charm, persuade, or fast talk. Oh, Where's my third one? I can't remember. Oh, womp womp. There it is. Wompity womp. <laughs> That's not a terrible failure. That's just like you <laughs> accidentally picked up the wrong dinner fork and everybody tutted. Yeah. I, I used the melon spoon instead of the soup spoon and no oh. one will talk to me for the remaining trip. <laughs> yeah, you end up next to the professor at dinner. Oh. <laughs> fast talk, probably fast talk. I stand, I stand behind the chair, looking at it with extreme reluctance for longer than is strictly necessary yeah. before sitting hey, down. You're on the other side of the professor. Like mm-hmm. the, every night, everyone's like seating arrangements is random. Like the staff will mix it up, and tonight you're both on either side of the professor, and he is both boring and ignores Mateo all evening, and it's just not a fun evening. Everyone else is having a lovely time around the table. <laughs> he ignores me, that's fine. Like, <laughs> I don't mind being ignored, that's great. It's I'm, ideal. I'm sitting on the other side of him with my knuckles, like, like holding a fork so tightly that my knuckles have gone white. 
I thought I was going to punch him, but if he's just ignoring me... Yeah, it's a favourable outcome, really. He's ignoring Mateo and focusing his conversation on Jack. and Jack. Poor Jack. Jack, you managed to not lamp the professor in the eyeball with a fork. What if he wants to, though? But but everyone else, you have a really nice, charming day. Lady Carmichael and the Feywilds are very nice dinner companions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Outside, the, the boat has anchored, so you've got, like, the Egyptian night sky, stars, there's no light pollution, you're in the middle of the Nile, it's just idyllic. You could almost forget that you're in a race to save the world before the 14th of January. I should have worked out who's going to get killed at some point. I'm, I, I'm, I'm quite keen to do some stargazing if we've got the lovely next guy. Um, and invite anybody out to join me. Uh, yeah, I'd follow Peggy just to gaze. I don't know shit about stars, but they are pretty. I, I somehow know stuff about stars. I don't know why. Um, so I'll join right. you. Um, roll your luck, Peggy. My luck. Nice. Uh, you have the telescope that Walter provided for you, so you set it up on the rear deck. Uh, who else is going stargazing? Sounds like a treat. Me, yeah. Chai? Chai. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca? Uh, no. No, Rebecca's not. Um, Matteo, are you going stargazing or are you going to go to your room? Um... Hmm. Do I want to go stargazing? Uh... No, I'll go to my room. Okay, you head back to your room. Rebecca, what are you doing if you're not going stargazing? Are you going to go murder the professor whilst everyone's distracted? Yeah, Yeah, all right. (laughs) He won't suspect it, so that's fine. Um... Just have a look through my notes of things I was doing, but I'm not sure if I've made good enough notes. There's not much to research here. That's one of the problems, and one of the things we'll be doing afterwards. Uh, I guess I'm just forced to continue enjoying the good life with drinks and a restful time in the city. To the uh, bar. A Colonel Feywild yeah. has gone stargazing, but his wife is in the bar with you, and you're just having a nice, nice, nice time with this elderly lady. She's showing you pictures of her grandkids. Oh, over some martinis. Excellent. Okay, uh, Peggy, roll astronomy I, or astrology, whichever one is the one that does actual looking at the stars, not predicting future from the stars. Uh... Probably. I want to spend luck. Uh, I have a little luck. I will spend a little luck to pass this. Uh, May I roll astronomy? You can. Or, uh, or. you, yeah. you, you gently uh, assist Peggy. Uh, can, I, can I not spend the luck then? If <laughs> you still pass, that wasn't too far. You can you can not spend the luck because Thomas passed. You're almost on on target, but not quite. You've got stars to point at. It is like literally the whole vault of heaven is just full of stars, endless stars, stars in all directions for all reasons for all times. 
we, uh, I guess we can do a little bit of, uh, you know, telling people about uh, various interesting stars that we do know about. But not from the skill. Uh, I need you to roll me POW, please, Jack. But I have a question. Yes, Jack? <laughs> how how right do these stars seem? That Why would, would be... you ask that? That would be a Cthulhu Mythos roll. I mean, I mean because... Because I'm looking at the night sky and I'm a former cultist. That's why I don't think it's a question that I can get out of my brain. Roll your Cthulhu Mythos. Did you still want me to roll POW? After your Cthulhu Mythos. Okie dokie. Let's do the Cthulhu Mythos. therapy to get the question out. (laughs) The the constellation of the Dark Pharaoh is ascendant. The stars are right. The Sphinx is flanking him. The Sphinx has risen. The stars, the stars are so, so very perfect above Egypt. Oh, I feel dizzy. <laughs> oh, your sanity. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. I think my mouse is broken because every web page I look at is just slowly scrolling down. Yeah. <laughs> it's making it very hard to find things. I think I've had that before, and it ended up being a gamepad that was slightly askew or something doing it. I don't have anything else plugged in. Uh, I pass. Right. You lose. Three sanity. Just Oh, I was at max sand for so long. Just because you realise you're in Egypt, and he is Ascendant, and the Sphinx is Ascendant, and you know the Sphinx and he are both out and about. What? What a bummer. I, I I go a little bit pale and take a sip of my drink. <laughs> you don't want to share this this joy with everyone else who's all been like, oh, look, Orion's belt. Ooh. <laughs> I, I remain studiously quiet looking at the stars. Well, your pal. Uh, 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 bell, borderline success. Borderline success. Borderline success is still success. You all have a nice time stargazing. Everyone except Jack can have poor luck. Who went stargazing, that is. If you didn't go stargazing, you don't get any luck. Yeah, luck time. Fair. Uh, You all have a nice time. Uh, The next morning, the uh, boat stops. At Edfu, the Temple of Horus. Quite impressive. It's quite nice. Look at that. Horus? No. confused with the Temple of Horus, which is very different. (laughs) Temple of Horus. Isn't that a (laughs) D&D module? (laughs) (laughs) I thought he said the Temple of Horus. (laughs) Yeah. And Captain Napier drops by at breakfast as you're all enjoying a lovely breakfast of fruits and yogurts and tea. And frogs. Fresh bread with fresh butter. And it's like, um, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be arriving in Luxor in a couple of hours. The colonel has requested that we drop anger for a couple of days so people can enjoy the city in its entirety. Um, The tour company has given me leeway to um, take this cruise down the Nile as leisurely as we desire. Uh, I believe Mr. Kennedy has already expressed interest, as has Lady Carmichael. Um, does anyone else... 
object to slowing down and dropping anchor at Luxor for a couple of days? <laughs> I, I'm, I make eye contact with a lot of people. <laughs> Voluntold. What? <laughs> you make a request for this. You, you totally. The colonel has totally yeah. taken your uh, yes as a yes. Uh, uh, the, the, the I'll have a read as a yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your maybe has been interpreted as a yes. Uh, I just like. I, I'm just like. I just sort of say in the very. Uh, we're not in any real rush, are we? Um, if. But if but if I don't deliver the heart soon, the child will die. Uh, we're doing experimental heart transplant. Uh, it's it's funny I didn't mention it sooner. Um... <laughs> Instead of hiring a faster boat, yeah, uh, I she could afford the heart, but not like a, a speedy boat ticket. I don't see why not. Wait, didn't somebody mention a appointment they have to keep? Oh yes, my um medicine doctor. I need yes, I say. I'm not putting I a lot of effort into this whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a little shaken from last night, which explains why this is a terrible. I think you do a look, Jack, and then decides to just ignore you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will see you all when we arrive at Luxor. We'll be there in at about eleven AM. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Captain. <sighs> he he tunnels off and uh, Colonel Faywell is like, Oh that's nice. We'll be able to really take in the ancient history of the lost city of Luxor. Yeah, great. <laughs> you guys you guys just want to relax and stay on the boat. It's fine. Does anyone uh Anyone know how difficult it is to steal a paddle steamer? <laughs> not, oh, GTA, GTA this thing down to, down to Cairo. Well, we can great. drift we just, it down the Nile. That'd be great. Try anything you, once. Let's. <laughs> you convince the crew to get off the boat somehow. Wait until all, all the other passengers are off, and then we just steal the boat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. No, look, it's fine. We can... Spend a few days here. It's uh, give us like two days before we resort to piracy. Yeah, uh, we are we are stealing this boat. Um, (laughs) The death on the Nile is all the little boats we hit on the way up. (laughs) You arrive at the ruins of Luxor. It's really quite nice. since we're landing for quite a while, can I say that that was a quite uneventful journey? Nope. I haven't finished yet. Ah, the boat a... journey is not over until you arrive in Cairo. That's unfair. It's stopping, getting off. For a while. An, an, an uneventful part of a journey. <laughs> exactly. Ah. Nope. I, mean, I, don't, uh... I don't even have that one, actually, so I don't know why I'm playing it. But... <laughs> uh, you're in luck, though. Is everyone going ashore? Yeah. Oh, might as well. We're stuck here for a few days. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as much as it's a tourist destination at this point, it's a big enough city that there is every chance a couple of little nooks and crannies might still have been missed. 
either way, it's going to be a nice, fun little excursion. Oh, the old Tomb Raider's coming out in there again. <laughs> Gotta keep on, on in practice. <laughs> Alright, so Craig wants to go Tomb Raiding in Luxor. I'm not expecting to find anything, just to be clear. If it ends up just being a nice day where I've just looked a bit more intently at the odd dusty corner, I'll be happy. <laughs> okay, well, uh, is anyone staying on the boat? <sighs> he um he keeps asking that, and it's making me increasingly suspicious. Yeah, not going to lie. It's having that <laughs> I'll try not to play that. Well, one question. Um... Are we? We're not like being checked into hotels here, are we? We're just, we still coming back to sleep on the boat. Yeah, you come back to the boat. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. The boat is the hotel. Yeah, that's what I thought. Or hotel, hotel. Yeah. yeah. Um, how do you how do you summon the launch? Do you just kind of like wave frantically at the boat from the shore, or is it like a timetable? The, um, the boat is is docked. Yeah, oh, no launch right. required. Yeah, it's got like a little pier. Okay. Luxor's Sorry, a big touristy place. So Sorry, I was thinking about that bit on Death on the Nile, you know the bit. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. they go to the, the temples at Aswan. Yeah. You you did the temples at Aswan before you left. Um yeah, the boat is just docked. There are some there are a couple of um burly gentlemen in, in large white suits who are making sure no one gets on board the boat who shouldn't be on board the boat. Mm. Um, but there aren't that many locals around here because the, the ruins of Luxor are mostly... Are ruins. Ruins. I, I, I thought we'd have to deal with the tourist peddlers and things. No, they won't. That, that, that's why Off-season. Off-season. The Luxorian ruins sounds like something from a, from a, a um, Star Fox game. Hmm. <laughs> right, Chai, roll your archaeology. Archaeology. It's surprise for what I am, it's surprising that that's actually one of my dump stats. Yeah. <laughs> what? I don't really care about the actual masonry or anything or anything like that. I just smash it open to grab what I want. Yeah. Chai is not Chai's interest in the archaeology is is this full of gold? Yes, no. No, I do like going, is this thing clearly old and valuable as well? But that's the extent of it. I, I feel like I should tick a character fail their primary job. Well, Chai, yeah, Luxor has been picked over. And yeah, the yeah. only valuable things here are buildings or frescoes that are part of the wall. So there isn't really anything you can leave a free in pocket. I cannot pocket a building just yet. <laughs> just yet. Well, you all have a pleasant time in Luxor um, over the next couple of days, unless anyone is doing anything particularly exciting or interesting or going off-piste. No. Um, (laughs) We're all burned. I'm here for the sites at this point, unless anyone has a different thing that we should be doing, but... I'd, I'd probably like, since the professor was still nice to us, I'd probably like, uh, you know, ask him questions and things where I ran into him about whatever uh, it is um, we're looking at. I mean, I was about to say as well, other than the literal looking around for stuff, I would also be just interested in the general history of Luxor as well. 
Is Jack, you were saying? Is there a bazaar? There is not a bazaar. Oh, bazaar. Uh, it's off season and it's the ruins of Luxor. You're going to have mm. to wait until you're much further down the river before you start getting to populated sections of the Nile. Well, I guess I'll just look at stuff then. Uh, you will have a nice couple of days. You see, spend a day in the Royal Temple. You spend a day wandering around the ruins of the palace. Yes, Jack? Mm-hmm. Um, is there somewhere I can buy a cheap camera? Yes. I buy a camera and I take pictures. Yes, Thomas? Uh, I'll go to the palace with um, the colonel, seeing as, you know, <laughs> kind of used me to make this uh, yeah. trip a bit longer. <laughs> do, you, do you just follow him around sulkily? Yeah. He totally hijacked you. But yeah, you and the colonel and the colonel's wife spend a lovely day wandering around the palace. Uh, it's just it's just nice ruins. They're like gorgeous. Wonder- you all in your like big hats and your white suits, having a lovely wander around some ancient ruins in Egypt. And for once, there aren't any dark gods trying to eat you. I find it's a it nice change for once. I find it deeply ironic that the one place we've all been avoiding because it's all, you know, Nyarlathotep's headquarters country <laughs> is the nicest place we've been so far and the least we've been attacked this entire time. Mm-hmm. Yet. Well, remember... It's deeply ironic. You did go through an elaborate ruse to make the cult lose track of you. True, but none of us expected it to work. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can report it worked. Oh, God. The cult have lost track of you, and you're now touristing your way down the Nile. They never expected it to be so slow. We've got to make it through populated areas without being noticed for who we are, but that's later. Future problems. After spending uh, two, uh, well, three days in Luxor, you feel like two days, and then on the third day you um, you depart that evening. Now the fourteenth of October. Gosh, the uh, the fourteenth of January sure is getting close. Yes, of all the of all the passengers been around, so like everyone, no one's just kind of been missing randomly that we might have not like everyone's out in Luxor as well yeah, as us. everyone's out in Luxor yeah. goes back to the boat for the evening comes back out the next day you're, you're practically going around as a tour group the professor despite mm-hmm. being a bit of an asshole when he's actually in like professor talking about the history of something mode <laughs> is, is quite nice and he's very nice to you Rebecca and Peggy and anyway um yeah, will no it one... distress him if I manage to actually come up uh, fire back some useful historical questions. Roll your history. Come on, don't fail me now. It failed me now. Uh, He corrects you on your inaccurate questions quite superiorly. What a jerk. Kill him. (laughs) (laughs) Now that one's on me. You you ask some questions to try and trip him out and he he just utterly, utterly destroys your logic. (laughs) but yeah, no, none of the passengers are missing. You you haven't caught anyone doing dark rituals in shady corners. It's really disappointed at this point. What about shady <laughs> rituals in dark corners? No, none of those either. It's just quite nice. Call of Cthulhu shady rituals in dark corners. 
if anything, you're the cold groin between worlds. But <laughs> the, the cold groin between the worlds uh, is not where you want to be right now. Oh, I've got, I've still got that in my notes. We have, we have to do something with that. Yeah. <laughs> you are having a nice time after you leave Luxor. You don't really stop for the next couple of days. You kind of see these places from the river, like the boat slows down, so you can see them and take photos and admire the loveliness but you see the mortuary of Hathus has 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 i don't know how to say this <laughs> it's that self-evident yes <laughs> from the river that looks quite pretty hatships hatships fuck that is that is hard has hat ships hat ships you do stop and get to wander around Quena, the Dendara Temple. But again, it's like you stop for a couple of hours, then you get off, you have a look around, then you get back on the boat and resume. And and unless anyone's doing anything particularly exciting, it's soon Friday the 16th. Oh. Ooh, the day. The day. You stop... Uh, Akmim, which is an actual city that's, you know, populated and lived in. It does have some ruins. It's got this wonderful statue of Akmin. I like I, I like how it's named Akrim dash statue of. Very <laughs> <laughs> nice to catalogue. Can I can I roll my occult to learn more? You can. I have a cult as well. Wow. Uh, Akram itself is an actual populated city. It's been, you know, lived in for the past several thousand years. You are almost like, not quite, but nearly halfway down the Nile at this point. Um, It's got massive, wonderful examples of ancient Egyptian uh, architecture, but also Roman textiles. Christian age, mosaics, Coptic Christian uh, temples, um, mosques. It's all really just, it's actually big, bustling, living city. Hmm. There is a bazaar. Do you go to the bazaar? Oh, absolutely. I've, I've, I've got a hankering for a bazaar. I don't really know why. Uh, it's just that they're useful places to find occult weird shit. Roll your uh, credit rating. Credit rating, credit rating, credit rating. Where were we at, Mim? Wow! Wow! Thank you, Roll20. I'm having a fine old time. You find uh, fresh fruits, you find uh, various knickknacks, dolls selling occult tat. Most of it is like, you know, fake touristy crap. But you do find the one little stall tucked around the back that has medals at it. Under his yeah. little morning, <laughs> there's a big samovar of apple tea, and he's like, "Ah, oh, Mr. Cady, hello, hello." I say, inviting myself in and sitting down. He pours you a cup of, you know, one of those little glass teacups. He pours you full of apple tea and like offers it to you. Um, I I take a sip and I say, uh, in a in a quiet but not, you know, um, concerned voice, uh, time is running out. <laughs> Yes, time is running out. Um, I assume you have a plan. 
I I would assume that too. I don't know what it is, but um well, that is a lie. We do have a plan, but the walls have ears. I say gesturing at the total lack of walls. No, no, no one will overhear our conversation. You didn't bring Haster with you, so we're quite well. Yeah. Why is he stalking us? That's a good question. You should probably solve the answer to that, because they're still <laughs> with you. They're still with us. Haster never left you. That's very interesting because we we thought we we thought we'd given him the slip um, when we changed boats. No, no, uh, the aura of Hastur is still lingering atop you. Something mm. around your personages. Definitely don't want to be topped by the king in yellow. Um, you descend into the true realm, the lower kingdom, where the black pharaoh held sway. Nyarlathotep and Hastur will start to clash. Um, does that sound like a good thing to me? Because, um... No, it doesn't. Uh, it means that, uh, uh, like, like the Alvatep is going to sit up and go, Hastur is on that boat, what the oh, fuck? Oh no, oh no. Is Hastur the death on the Nile? Shit. Um, definitely calling this episode Death on the Nile, even if no one dies. Um... Oh, I prefer uneventful boat trip. It's been such a nice uneventful boat trip. Uneventful boat trip. Yeah, but uh, we're about to do something to fuck that up by the sounds. Uh, Morty. Oh yes, like, this is exquisite. Where do you where do you get this? I say, and then I'm like, you know what? Doesn't matter. Don't answer that. Um. Hey, well, Jack. Um, were there any books you were interested in? Um. Yes. Is there anything that will give us some sort of speed advantage in getting to our destination? That's that's the sort of thing I'm looking for. I don't really have anything that will allow you to control time, Jack. That's not that's not what I meant. More if hmm. I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I have I have vague uh, vague ideas of like perhaps opening a portal to the destination rather than having to travel over land for several distances. You could build a gate. Yes. Um, do you, do you have any pamphlets on that? Well, your luck. Success. I can teach you the gate spell, Jack. Um, but are you willing to pay the cost? I mean, me teaching you the spell is free. The cost of building a gate, however, is quite astronomical. Ah, uh, hmm, a whole five pounds. (laughs) Five (laughs) English pounds, and I'm like, oh no, what a hardship! Oh, here you go. No, (laughs) you just, you just like, like. Roll the note, roll the note up, and set it on fire, and a gate opens. Learning um, um, the monarchy. Maybe I'm maybe I'm asking for the wrong thing. Then I um, basically I I don't want us to get into the same. I'm I'm talking to the GM here. Basically, I don't want us to get into the same situation we were in before, where um, 
being able to move very quickly from place to place seems like a good idea. I want to ask him more details about the gates, I guess, like whether we can just like open one and go. If you open a permanent gate, a fold in space between mm. one location and another, you can just open the gate and go. It is the actual construction of the gate that will sap your magical essence, however. Um, is is there a way to open a temporary gate? Like, just for a few hours or something? No. Uh. But, um, I believe you modern humans have a thing called a postal service, no? Uh, yes. I... I make a mental note of the fact that he definitely excludes himself from the human race. Um. Well, it's my understanding that at some point, Dr. Vanderbilt taught you all how to use a box, correct? Uh, yes. We are all familiar with boxes. Oh, Why do you simply ship the boxes to your next destination? <laughs> I've got one right here. <laughs> Um, because it's not much faster than moving the people in this day and age, to be honest. No, uh, no I think I uh, all the time you've been traveling down the Nile, your boxes could have been sailing closer to your next destination without stopping. Oh, and then when you were done in Egypt, one could have arrived immediately. At your next destination, or very close to it. That's um, that's a pisser, Medal. I say. <laughs> Technical I, term. I wish, wish we'd thought of that. He I just noticed this cup. huge bruise. Look at that. It's a huge bruise. He poured himself another cup of tea. Well, um, I can teach you how to open a permanent gate. I can teach you many. Mysteries of the universe. But if I were you, I would set aside your tourist relaxation and try to work out where Haster is hiding. Y- yes. Now, now that that's been brought to my attention, I will do that post-haste. Well, good luck. Perhaps we'll just uh, perform an impromptu play on the, uh, on the promenade of the boat and see who turns up. I mean, that would certainly draw them out, but I'm not entirely sure it would dismiss them. It would would draw them out in the worst possible way. (laughs) Um, Okay, I I spent the afternoon talking with Madal about gates, then. Hey, uh, roll me your intelligence at hard. Intelligence on my dumpster. Ow! Oh my god! What is going on? Roll twenty. You are. Oh, I am. I am truly blessed. I think it's because it knows I've got this bruise. Look at this terrible bruise. I think what it knows is you're about to go head on head with Hatster, and that's when all those ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Ninety nine, ninety eight, one hundred. Oh, just tying your shoelace. Doesn't seem physically possible. I'll add the gate spell to your record of achievements, Jack. Thank you. Um. Uh, does he tell me what the terrible cost is, or, or um, yeah. it's going to sap lots of your pal? Okay, it's like, yeah. it's like ten pal just to open a hundred mile gate. 
Yeah, if I, I I remembered the gate spell was pretty was pretty horrendous, but it is really useful to know in case there's no other choice. No, sorry, that that yeah, there's a chart here. So um, I guess we need to work out how far Kenya is from Cairo. But yeah, yeah, that that power cost certainly certainly goes up the further you want your gate to take you. Uh, what time is it, Hedgehog friend? Two hours. Um, Two hours on the recording. Mm. I thought it must be close. Well, uh, is anyone oh, else fifty-six? Is anyone else doing anything nice whilst you're in this little actual town? Um, uh, other than just browsing the bazaar, probably not. Uh, nothing nice. It is the seventeenth of October, nineteen twenty-five. You are all back aboard the boat. Uh. In the evening, it's preparing to leave Ashim and continue on its way down the River Nile. Next up is Minya, City of the Dead, where you'll be stopping tomorrow morning. Yes, Jack? Um, I would like to, um, to invite all of the others to a meeting of direst import um, in a private room. Okay, do you summon them to your room? Um, are there lounges on the boat? I ha- should look at the map, shouldn't I, instead of just asking you? There is, like, the lounge, but it's, like, the public bar as well. Hmm. So if you oh, want somewhere private... I guess my bedroom, then. Oh, diarist. I thought when you said diarist, you meant, like, someone who's making a diary. No. Uh, everyone, you are summoned by Jack. Jack, you summon them to the accusing parlour. Are you going to do some sort of cool thing where you're, like... Firing the gun, and then all the the ch- anchor chains go. And the f- now the fire the fire is lit, uh, and I'm standing staring into it with my hands clasped behind my back. What are we waiting for, Rohirrim to turn up? <laughs> and I'm um I'm, I'm 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 hoping everyone arrives before I slow roast in front of this fire. <laughs> we we wait forty degrees in here. You are an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but you have to have a roaring fire. I'm just dripping with sweat. I walk into a room, feel the heat, walk straight back out. <laughs> you, you walk in and see me pass out on the bed. <laughs> we, we just walk in, like, slowly, like, just push your corpse into the fire. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> nothing of value was lost. <laughs> Delighted. have all assembled in Jack's room. Jack. I turn away from the unlit fire that it doesn't have, because why would a boat on the Nile have a, have a fireplace? And I say, um... You're probably wondering why I've called you all here. No. Yeah. Uh, charades. Um, I had a f- I had a fun time in insert town name here. Ah, uh, here, me. Ah, uh, Yes, insert town. I'm here. <laughs> um, I I happen to come across an old friend of ours in the bazaar. Concern. Can you say friend? Uh, I think, I think he might actually be a friend. I'm not sure he's oh. human, but Madal, the bookseller. Oh, him. Yeah, he's nice. Oh, yeah, we. Yeah, he helped us out in Shanghai. Russell, have I have I met or know of Madal in my in my? You've never heard. Of, no. Who is who is Madal? I ask. Um. We don't entirely know. He's 
some can I roll my occult to see if I can guess anything about him? You can roll your occult. I've never really I've never really thought about him much beyond oh, weird guy. We kind of immediately hooked onto ah, oh, this is some kind of good person who wants to help well, us. Well, no, I know, I know. Reasons. I, I carry on. I, I I don't know really. He um he seems to be able to be anywhere in the world at once and runs a travelling bookshop that almost always seems to have what you need. Oh, one of those. And um, he seems favourable towards the continuance of human civilization, which is a real treat for us. I mean, I, you know, they're, um, I'd much prefer those <coughs> non-humans over the others, mm. I guess. <laughs> and um, he pointed out something to me that I thought we'd seen the back of. And that is that Hastur is still with us. What? I'm pretty sure I don't even know who Hastur is still. Would he I have... have looked into his fucking face. Would I have Roll. said Hastur? Yeah, I suppose I would have. Roll to <laughs> everyone. Just a moment, returning to my, my, my room. Gone. There it is. I was just getting a tea. Uh... Oh, poor Chai. Chai, you know who Hasta is. I, I assume I still haven't drawn the lines from Hasta, who now I know who he is, but also Hugo's deaf yet. Uh, roll your intelligence. I, I don't want to. Roll your intelligence, Chai. <laughs> Meanie. Oh, oh, fuck her doodle-doo. Yeah, now, that, now that you think about it, you must have read about him recently in one of your books. You kind of draw a line between Hugo's death and the figure you saw and everything that happened, and you're like, oh, fuck a doodle-doo. I have, I have no knowledge if, of this person. If, if Chai says, oh, fuck a doodle-doo, I'm ticking the anomalous, like the anachronistic term used in conversation. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> no one no one in the 1930s ever said, oh, fuck a doodle <laughs> I sit there with steam slowly raising out of my ears. Um, and that... But wait! There's more! Um, the fact that he followed us is quite alarming, because it suggests that, um... His taint is upon one of us. Gonna be me, isn't it? And also, um, as we are drawing in closer to the area of effect of, uh, you know, the other bad guy, uh, when when we bring Hastur into range of him, he will know he's there, and that will obviate the ward that we have. This has to person we need to get rid of. Uh, yes, uh, he's a god, Thomas. Oh, of the same class as the um, as the other person that we're fighting. They don't get on. But so he, he's he's evil as well. Yeah. So and he's with what? Why hasn't he done anything then? Um, that's a really good question. Maybe he is a picture. Is using us to. Uh, I don't know. Maybe like they, they don't care. They, they're just following us so that eventually they can clash with the other people. I don't know. 
he he will have some sort of motive um and whatever it is it's not going to be great for us ultimately um i mean he he is he is more or less the same as the other guy they're both really bad people i use the word people very wrongly there um <laughs> who well, wait are they impersonating someone else on the boat are they um I think that's what we have to find out. So it's not that there's a murder on the boat, it's that there's a potential... This seems... A lesser well-known sequel to Murder on the Nile. (laughs) What, investigation into weird supernatural stuff on the Nile? So, what do we do? It sounds like we need to find find them and I don't know expel them because we don't want to bring them too close to him. Is that right? Um, sorry, I'm not sure I understood the question. Uh, we we have to stop him basically. The closer we get with Hastur on board, the more at risk we are of detection by the forces of alternate evil. Right, so we need to find him and get rid of him. Yes. Um, Throw him overboard, as as it were. Also, figure out which of us brought him with us, I guess. Now, I'm I'm pretty sure it's not me. Um... Hold on, give me one second. Uh, well, Mitch accidentally brought the soapstone statue back on. Did he bring this Hasta along with him as well? Um. So we're checking belongings. Uh, who else has some sort of a cult aside from just me? Me, me. Right. I'm also just I... checking my spell list. Because I think I think we should try and figure out between us what the technique we're going to use. Like, because um, look through your mythos books, remember? Or... Oh yes, that's a new feature, isn't it? We can we can peep through them for hints. Yes. Yeah. Would you all like to maybe retire to your rooms and break out your unknowable tones and search for for clues? I'm 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 already just like looking through my spell list and giggling at some of the notes from Russet. Have a look. Uh, which books I've finished reading? It's not even just which books you've finished reading; it's which ones are still in your possession as well. More uh, importantly, Walter, Walter, Mateo, Mateo, Jack, Walter. No, I haven't got any books. Quick question, Russet: the um, the the knife that can hunt mythos creatures can it also hunt? Like mythos gods. Knife that can harm mythos creatures, it cannot hunt them down. Because oh, um, it, also, it won't reveal whether a human is a mythos creature, because usually stabbing a human, whether <laughs> they are a mythos creature or a human, that's the no, same. Uh, no, no, no. It says here, it says here, enchant knife, drawn in principle or blade, blah, 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 it can now hunt mythos creatures. That should be hurt. Oh. <laughs> That's very different. Damn you, flexibility of the English language. 
Um, oh. it. Yes. Um, I cast open gate, uh, and I put all my power into it so that I can create a gate from here to the Sagittarius A star black hole at the center of the Milky Way. What? Why? Why would you do this? Yeah, that is indeed an option. The the entire Earth is immediately destroyed by some sort of weird gravitational lensing as it's sucked up through a hole like a fucking straw. I'm all game for that, but have you actually got enough power to bridge that distance? I do! (laughs) (laughs) Don't. (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure you don't. No, I I just looked on the graph. (laughs) What? I thought it was a hundred... What was it, ten power just to go a hundred miles? There's there's a there's a destinations list with cost. Ah. Oh right, it's not linear. Why is Sag A on the list? <laughs> Why not? If you have to ask. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean you can just go to Sagittarius A if you like. <laughs> I like I like that I like that now I have the ability to destroy the world on a whim. <laughs> That's that. I can see now why open gate is a dangerous spell. <laughs> Fuck me. Hey, isn't doesn't this mean that you could then threaten to like ruin their plans by destroying the earth by saying no? If you if you take us down, I'm just going to destroy the world. And you won't get your toy. They don't. You care. probably would be annoyed one. by that. Mm. Mildly, <laughs> but annoyed <laughs> nonetheless. Mildly miffed. And <laughs> one hour per point of power spent, yeah. so they have like eighty hours. Yeah, to, to come over and just be like, it's black. Right, and if you're doing something like that, your magical signature must be fucking huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally everyone who's magically attuned on the Earth goes, um, <laughs> and there's, and there's, you're just vibrating you're like doing something that results in Etienne and Nialvatep teaming up to stop you. <laughs> You might be the baddies now. Hashtag are we the bad guys? What's his face? I don't know, carry on. Dr. Armitage? That's who I was trying to say. <laughs> I was just thinking librarian, library, Arkham, and just, yeah, couldn't get Just there. turns up and hits me with a cane and is like, no! No! <laughs> and then it your mind. Yeah, I think at that point, Doctor Armitage Vulcan mind melds your your like hippocampus into mush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sleepy time now. Only sleep. <laughs> oh god, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I, I I was scrolling through the destinations list that Russet sent me with with mounting interest and horror. I could I open a gate to fucking Carcosa and we could boot him straight back home. I mean, that might. Not being entirely no, invalid no, no, it's, no, it's a terrible idea having a permanent gate to Carcosa in the middle of the Nile. Instead of booing him home, the vestige of him we've got here, that's a point where he himself just strolls. He will, yeah, he will flood through in his full glory, and that's another way the world will... Oh, wait, wait. Oh, these are these are permagates, not yes. Yeah. That's yeah. what That's what they cost power, not MP. Like uh-huh. you've got you've got one good one in you, and then you then you retire that character, and it still costs yeah. MP to turn the gate on once you've built the stupid thing. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I, oh. Oh. High five! I also have the spell. 
given um given given that it says you can you can um create the the sigils using anything i'm going to use one of the you know when you cut a potato into the shape and then you dip it in paint and you yeah. you dab it Aruna, i also know this spell so if you ever need someone who also knows the spell to assist we can do the fusion dance <laughs> well we can probably make the spell go quicker that's what i'm saying oh, is this open well, gate we'll end up being fat go yep. tanks because no, you... I suspect. Everybody! <laughs> would, would you like to summon Mrs. Vanderbilt from her Halifax <laughs> fortress? She just, she just appears and is like, I've detected that you're all having bad thoughts. <laughs> I, bought, like, I bought Bubbles 2 with me. Oh no. <laughs> Bubbles 2, electric boogaloo. It's, it's like Bubbles, but quantum. <laughs> <laughs> um... Sorry, I didn't mean to derail all that. Well, we so you can open a gate to Carcosa. Yes, this is a good plan. Not a good plan. <laughs> Me, the GM, thinks this is a good plan. I could run with this. Are you going to go to Carcosa twice in the same campaign? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I um I Google how to tell if your best friend is Haster. Ten easy tips. <laughs> Google doesn't exist. <laughs> He's always going around wearing that pallid mask. So, are you... Right, uh, Chai, are you just trying to have a think, or are you looking through your mythos tomes? Um, I... Very specifically looking for, you know, I, I don't want any more information on Haster at this point, because I am fucking freaked out by the Hugo connection and realizing what all that was. So I am very specifically only looking for how to detect if, you know, some ancient evil from beyond the stars is inhabiting one of your friends or something rather than, yeah. So if that makes my my search a bit less effective, so be it. I don't care. Which book are you using? Uh, Cultus Maleficarum. Because I just need to load it. Uh, Cultist Maleficarum is in non-standard books. But, Chai, roll me a D100. Ah. Yeah, you need less than a 21. But, because you're trying to avoid hastery stuff, that's cut in half. So you need a 10 or less. I'm not going to get it. Yeah, there's it. nothing in the cultist Maleficarum that because remember you're you're not looking at the main text, you're like looking at the weird margin doodles mm-hmm. and the bits and yeah, bobs and the odd astronomical charts and yeah, you just aren't finding anything yet. Yeah, it make it makes perfect sense for me to be not on my perfect game for this anyway, so yeah. Right. Thomas, you have no books, you're just like, ha ha noble chums, save the world, please, I live here. <laughs> Basically, yeah. But the uh, last time I tried to read a book I Summon Dr. Huston. To be fair, yeah. we ended up with an easier than it should have been boss fight, although we did nearly die and became yes. soul bonded. Yes. <laughs> Dr. Huston appears in like his pajamas and he's like, what? What? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's essentially what happened and why you got the drop on him. Uh, Matteo, would you like to now reveal your dark secret sorceries and use your wisdoms and magics to ritualize the world? Matteo, use your wisdoms and magics. Matteo, unmute yourself. 
I will continue to not do that <laughs> in any way. Okay. Uh, Rebecca, would you like to roll? Yeah, I'll look through a book. Which book are you looking through? Uh, what do my possessions say I've got at the moment? I might have others, but I don't think I do. I've got Cat's book. Look <laughs> the adventures of Naomi Trelaw. I've got the Black Rites open for some reason. <coughs> Did I give that back or... I'm not sure what happened You still that. have the Black Rites of Louvre Coeff. You have a copy of it. No, yeah, it's yours. It's in your possession. Uh, but Cat's book seems to be the more comprehensive, which is a bit worrying, but... A D100. Uh... Remember, Cat and Liza were Hasta groupies for a while. It's not <laughs> that surprising in this scenario. Uh, you I have not been able to find anything in The Adventures of Naomi Trelaw. Do you want to check the Black Whites? Yeah, if I can also roll that. Yeah, you've got both books there, so you're yeah. just spending some time looking for this, this takes time, after all. This isn't an instant mm. thing. Not yet. You have not found anything of use. Okay, I can keep looking. Um, Peggy. Peggy LeBlanc. Yes. Would what? you like to marry someone called Mr. Walsh in England and start working for British intelligence? No, that sounds weird. But, but then that would tie in perfectly to my Upcon Cthulhu universe, where Peggy Walsh is the head of Section D. I'm not she... becoming Arona's great-great-grandmother. She'd, ha- she'd have to be, like, 117 years old. or so. Oh, no. No, not at all. I fucked up the time, dear. Oh, this is weird. <laughs> it could be the she's the right age to have been she, around in nineteen twenty five. She is the right age, yeah, yeah. Shit. <laughs> oh well now you have to make sure that I stay alive to actually link into the uh storyline, won't you? Do you which, have a do you have a twin sister? Which book are you looking at? Edo, which book? Oh it me, sorry, I think you're you I didn't know you were talking to me. Your last word dropped off. Hmm. Um uh, I don't know which book. Um, it's I don't. Let's see. Um, which ones have other people looked at? Well, the books they have on their possession list. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we're looking at, I'm not going to look at the same book that someone else is also looking at. Well, you don't. You uh, don't know that though, in character. Oh, well, I just looked at the map, and we're all in the same room. So. Um, Don't know. Maybe I guess gods of reality makes sense because we're trying to find out something about what's his face, and he might be in there. Thomas has gods of reality, not you. Why is that on my list of tomes then? Because it's one you've read. Maybe you maybe you picked it up, and I just haven't updated the notes. Uh, Well, it says oh no, it says possession Thomas on the thing. So I have access. So the ones I. No, Nido, Nido, uh, you don't look at the Mythos list in the journal. Yeah. The books you own, you should have written down on your possessions list, on your character sheet. Uh, let's see. Uh, my possessions li- list is basically empty, except for, like, I don't have any, like, not, I don't have any details on the books that are in my actual possession. Well, I've checked my master list of books. Well, you're supposed to update it yourself, but right, you don't have any books currently. No. 
ask people for books to look through. I've always just got off what I have listed on the in the record thing. The right. journal uh, thing. Well, Peggy doesn't have any books currently. Jack, oh. you have some books. Okay. Would you um, like to read them? That's true. The only one I think I have at the moment is Life as a God, which doesn't seem like it's going to be relevant. I know I, I finished reading that recently. You also have the Liber Evonis. Ah, okay. okay. Um... Yeah, all right. I'll give that a go. Uh, I'll try not to go too mad. <laughs> well, your D100 for me. D100. <laughs> That's not no. a great number. No. no. There are other books that you have in your possession. If you look at this list, anything that's listed as Walter is currently like in your luggage. You brought them with you, obviously, because you, right. you might need them. But you're not like just carrying them around in your valise. They're like locked in a secure trunk, probably in um, Jack's luggage or Matteo's luggage. What do, what do I what do I get the cursed satchel? Because you're the cultist. I can the books fight at night. I can't get any sleep. <laughs> magic books from the Discworld. Would people like to go and grab another book out of the the, the cursed valise of unknowable artifacts? Yeah, I, I suggest that we get it and like look through it and see if there's anything in there that seems like it might be, you know. Oh yeah, none of you know that Matteo has the Necronomicon. He's um, decided not to share this with any of you. He's just keeping it away from you all. Oh, that's that's amazing. That's amazing. Hang on. Um, orders. Someone discovers vital information and does not share it. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I feel like if you no good can come out of anyone knowing this. <laughs> yeah, the problem is is that the, 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 these books are all double-edged swords. The yeah. trick is that you sometimes do have to use the other edge. It's the yeah. Necronomicon. It's just the <laughs> book of dead names. Commentaries. He's just like not letting anyone read these. Basically. At some point, at some point we're going to find out and we're going to be very cross. Oh, I'm I'm sure. Right. Oh well, it'll be fine. It'll be fine because we'll ha- all have magic to fry your brain, and you won't have because you haven't read the book. <laughs> right, I'm going to go round in order. Chai, are you going to grab a book from the list that you know about, the ones that are listed, Walter, and have a flick through it? <clears throat> I mean, or I, are you I just can. being like, "Now nah, there's enough people here. I'm going to Plus... go outside and remember Hugo." Yeah, Plus. I'm going to do that. Yes, Jack? Yeah. Plus also remember, it has to be in a language you speak. <laughs> yeah, that too. You can't... Right. If you get one instant Chinese and you don't speak it, you might as well just eat it, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Chai wanders out. You find Mrs. Feywild in the lounge having a a cocktail. I'm, I'm assuming I've been introduced to her at some yeah, point yeah. over his You've been on this boat for a week, you know everyone. Yeah, You've been yeah. on tourist trips with them. She smiles at you. Hello, Miss Chai. Um, would you care to join me for a drink? Yeah, sure. Sounds like a good way to spend the evening. She picks up a pitcher and pours you a pina colada. Now, this has coconut in it. It's coconut and rum. It's very nice. Ooh. That sounds good. I take a sip. It's it's coconut and rice. Mm. A, a rice? Rum. 
rum. <laughs> no, I, I was mildly no. confused then when it changed to rice, but I wasn't going to argue. <laughs> I, th- I think this is a curry. <laughs> <laughs> it goes down so smooth. <laughs> Hmm. No, this is this is good. Thanks. Um, okay. So, Giant, give it up on looking through cursed books. Thomas, <laughs> what are you doing? You can't, are you going to grab a book and flick through it? Hopefully, or are you just like, nah? I haven't read any of these. I mean, I could just quickly go through nameless cults, I guess. But okay, you're going to flick through nameless cults. You you take it out of the the suitcase of dark books. And they're going to flick through nameless cults. <clears throat> what do I roll? Uh, roll me a D100. Giggling the idea of uh, try accidentally drinking a rice pudding. Marginally better than the last time I tried to read a book. You don't accidentally summon any gods, but yeah, you're just not getting anywhere with this. It's just like, this whole book is just off-putting. It appears to be... <clears throat> <clears throat> A really nasty expose on cults that the author was rejected from. So, yeah, you're not getting anywhere. Uh, Matteo, I assume you're not going to suddenly, like, pull out the Necronomicon and be all like, I got this, guys! Behold! And start reading the Latin. That that is not my plan. Are you staying in this room to keep an eye on them since they're, they're ruffling through the other books? Or you uh you just gonna like retreat like Chai did? Hmm. I suppose I'll cautiously watch what they're up to, just in case any of them starts giggling or whatever. <laughs> A suit of flesh, of course. I mean, uh, nothing. Yeah, exactly. I I don't want any any of that nonsense. So are you leaving then? Um. Yeah. No, no, sorry, what? No, I'm staying. I, okay. I, uh, to sorry. keep an eye on them. Confuzzled happened and distracted me. I missed what you said. Okay, Mateo's just keeping an eye on you all. Uh, Rebecca, would you like to grab a book and like maybe flick through it for inspirations? I can. Do I need to look at new books? Have I? Do I kind of determine that I can't do anything with old books now? Is that how this works? Yeah. Or? can try again with the old books, but um, it's at a less chance because obviously you can't just keep trying and hope until you okay. pass. That's what I was wondering. Because... But you can come back in a couple of days maybe or in a few hours and try again. All right. Um, well, I may as well try another book that is <coughs> new while we are here booking. Uh, so next down the list, unless anyone else has tried it, is Gods of Reality. Yeah, go for it. Aha. We can't read. <laughs> we can't find what we want to find. This book can't hurt me because I can't read. <laughs> right. uh, Rebecca still is not making any luck. Peggy, do you want to grab a book and have a long wander through it? I mean, yeah, if someone wants to, um, you know, lend me a book from this stack... Um, what would anybody? Would anybody? Is there any book that uh, is going spare? Is going spare? Have you not been listening? Anything I have been listening. Mr. Walter is just in a suitcase in front okay. of you. Anything, Mister Walter? Okay, good. 
Okay. Um, just clicking through. Uh, let's see. Is this a thing that other people can help you with? Is is that how you get a bonus? I mean, I mean, no bonuses for searching the mythos rating in a book. Okay. I mean, I could, I could go look at. Uh, okay, let me just check. I know the language. Which languages do I know? I know Arabic and Latin and. Um, Song of Dijin, I, I guess I could read because that's Arabic. Or Song, song of the Jin. Song I of the is, I believe that D is silent. Roll <laughs> a D100. A D100. Nope. You haven't read this book, which makes it harder. I mean, yep. you could like keep this book and read it if you really want something to read. I don't mind. I could. I could read. I could do that. I'll add it to my list. I will update the book list to say that this is with Peggy. Jack, do you want to grab another book out of the stash of books? Uh, I was looking at one. You know, much as I sort of hate it, I might it it might have to be an Adventures of Nomi Trelope. Because <laughs> no. out, out of character, I know that they did have some fun with Haster. <laughs> uh, go on, go on. Then I'll 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 flick through that. I haven't gone very well with this book before, but let's give it a go. Right, Third time's the charm. Look through the Adventures of Nomi Trelope. I think everything good comes with this book. That's a just a D one hundred, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we haven't got anything less than a fifty-two. Well, Freddy has been saving these all morning. Um, you are distracted, Jack, by what you think is a description or a fantastical, almost fictional reenactment of of the uh, destruction of the cult in England. You know, when all of your friends were horribly murdered when uh, the Order of Merlin turned up and spanked everyone's peepees. Um, excuse me? <laughs> Do you not remember that? It was, a, it was a good session. I must have missed that one. <laughs> Technical term. But yeah, yeah. You, you definitely get a sense that there is a lot of stuff Mrs. Vanderbilt has hidden in this book, but it's all hidden in code which makes it even more unbearably awkward to try and work out what the fuck is going on. Hmm. Chai is having another pina colada. (laughs) (laughs) I think after two books, I'm going to go outside and join Chai. I've I've been reading for hours and have achieved nothing. Yeah, yeah I, didn't, I didn't like my book either. Several hours have passed at this point. Okay, Jack is giving up and going to the bar. Thomas is going to the bar. Matteo, are you putting the books away? Uh, yeah. Are you letting Peggy keep the ones she wants to read? I suppose so. 
Right, Mateo is going to take the books back. Uh, Rebecca, what are you doing? Uh, you giving up, or are you going to keep trying with the adventures of Naomi Trelaw? You could try one of your old books again now. Oh, has it been that long? It's been several hours, you know. It, it isn't just a case of this takes time to read through and not get anywhere. Okay, uh, what time is it? Probably about 11pm at this point. Wow. Um... Wow, it's late enough. I'll give it, yeah, one more read, and then I'll become asleep or have a late drink because this is a holiday. I sleep. Hey, Peggy, late drinks. We're going to go and start reading Song of the Gin. I I will become asleep. A thing that definitely human beings say. Peggy. Nino. Hello. Can you hear me? What are you doing? Are you going to start reading your new book, or are you going to go to the bar? Uh, I mean, I figured I've got this book. I might as well just go and read it some on the promenade. Okay, you go and sit on a nice deck chair up top. Uh, So roll me your Arabic. Arabic. Skills. Languages. Ah. You just can't read. (laughs) No one can read. Well, you get to mark off a few hours, ah, but it's a two-week full study with no skim read, so uh, I'll just mark off a few hours. Well, I guess I know what I'm doing for the rest of this boat trip. Oh, I didn't roll yet. Yeah, you haven't rolled yet. I was just dealing with Nido. Uh, I assume you've gone back to your room for this? Yeah, may as well. I okay. I'm the other one left. Okay. <laughs> Everyone else has given up and gone and drink pina coladas in the bar. I'll soon join them, but uh, roll me D one hundred. Breakthrough. What a breakthrough! Ooh. Finally, finally, someone has rolled less Wait, was than the number they need to roll. Wait, was the TN that low, and we were just really bad? Depends what book you're looking at. Depends what book you're looking at. They're all different. Uh, Cross-referencing some of the stuff you see in Adventures Naomi Trelop plus um, the Black Rites. Back and forth. You finally are able to work out what you think is a new spell, Rebecca. Roll me your intelligence, please. Uh, Intelligence... I are smart. Success! Congratulations, Rebecca. You are able to locate the spell, or a spell, that you think might help. Okay. It is called Aura of the Unseen World. I will add its details to your character sheet now. All right. Yeah. And whilst I'm adding it to your character sheet, would you like to maybe go and gather the drunkards up from the cocktail lounge? It'll be like... Places. One, two in the morning at this point. Like two in the morning. Mm. You're going to wait till after breakfast, maybe? Yeah. I might have a little drink anyway. For... Is it? But... Who is still in the bar celebrating? I'm not... I started off in a generally good mood, but as the evening wore on, I almost certainly started quite clearly just drinking to not think. <laughs> Uh oh. <laughs> uh, well, the Colonel and Mrs. Feywild have gone to bed. 
I um I I remember to bring my four shot derringer, you know, just in case. Right. So uh, it's two a.m. So Thomas, have you gone to bed or are you still up? No, I'd have gone to bed by two o'clock. Thomas has gone to bed. Uh, Matteo, have you gone to bed or are you still up? Um, I I've probably gone to bed. Peggy, have you given up reading for the night and gone to bed, or are you still out on the promenade? Mm, I would have maybe eventually stopped, had a small aperitif, and then gone to bed. Okay, so Rebecca, you wander into the lounge, the light below. You can see the stars of the magnificent desert sky outside the window. Um, There is no barman on duty, but the bar is, you know, fully stocked, and you find chai... He seems to be rolling me a constitution roll. <laughs> At extreme. It's coming. Oh, blimey. Uh. All right, it's not reading. We're past. Oh, nearly. Oh. Luck it. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not going to luck it. Guy is drunk. She is sad drunk. Not quite crying into her cocktails, but she's definitely drunk a lot. Oh. Jack, also roll me a constitution check. I don't need to, I'm perfectly fine. I've one drink. Yeah, Jack is definitely also very drunk. <laughs> uh, Rebecca walks in. It's about 2am. I, I go, way. <laughs> I just pour a drink into an empty glass and slide it out. <laughs> I read the room and take a drink. <laughs> so say, like... <laughs> A dexterity roll to see if you uh, see if you catch a glass slid at you by a really sloppy drunk, <laughs> <laughs> just sort of like falls on the floor. Oh, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Any luck? Any luck with the program? I think so, but I Ooh. think we'll get into it tomorrow when we're all in better spirits. <laughs> spirits, I get it. Because of my drink. Yeah. Guy <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, has fallen asleep over the table. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, Rebecca, Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca, Rebecca, Rebecca. Hello. Have you have you looked at the stars recently? Oh no! Don't look at the stars. I take another <laughs> big gulp. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like good advice. The stars are bad, Rebecca. The stars are bad. You know what's what? good? I think maybe bed is good. Mmm. <laughs> Chai, roll me another constitution check. No, from Chai. She is asleep, cradling her picture of pina coladas. Picture. Oh, picture. I heard picture. Uh, <laughs> that's like, what? Just like like drinking one and forlornly stroking a photograph of one. In a, you keep it in your wallet for when you don't have a pina colada. <laughs> I turn to Rebecca and I'm like, the pina colada was invented in 1958. Uh, <laughs> we are trendsetters. Let's, let's bury it for 35 years and we'll come back to it. Well, you're too uh, drunk. You won't remember the recipe in the morning. Oh, probably, probably <laughs> need to put her to bed. I say, and I, um, I, I attempt to 
lever my arm under Chai to lift Chai up. Throw me your dexterity at extreme. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say anything, but you're out of date the other day for your plowman's lunch as well. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. When was the? I I assumed that was a thing. When when was the plowman invented? I mean, the, the that kind of lunch existed in like since uh, forever, but it's only really been called a plowman since the fifties. Uh, um, I, somehow Jack has got Chai cradled in his arms, starts staggering I've, towards Chai's room. I've got I've got that phenomenal accuracy of the drunkard. That's definitely a real thing. Keep an eye on. How long to check that you know Jack doesn't accidentally drop Chai in the Nile? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm weaving back and forth and like trying to stay away from the <laughs> railing. Like there's there's one door, but you know it could still go very wrong. There, <laughs> there is one door. So how come I can see four copies of it? You manage to pull Chai into bed, and then Rebecca, you kind of guide Jack to his room. Thank you, Rebecca. Good night. I say, and I shut the door, and you hear the sound of someone definitely falling onto the floor immediately, just inside <laughs> the door. <laughs> Good night. You sleep. The boat rocks gently at anchor in the middle of the Nile. Overhead, the stars burn with bright diamond correctness. Don't like the stars. Jack, roll me your power. I don't want to. I don't want to roll it. You can't make me. Ah, uh, my dump stat. How is every stat your dump stat? Oh, oh, oh no! Oh, roll 20! Roll 20, you were being so nice to me today, and now you twist it the was knife! waiting for it! This can't oh, be good. Boy. Oh, this boy. This is going to be hideous, isn't it? I'm going to go take a nap while Russet composes whatever letter he has to write to me in Telegram. Oh, no, no, oh. We're, we're playing this out. We're playing it live. We're doing it live. I'll be right back, I need a drink. To just explode, or maybe about to just turn <laughs> evil. I think I need a drink as well. Ooh. Roll your it's... hubris, Jack. <laughs> Project Hubris is proceeding on schedule. Unfortunately, <laughs> bro- Project Hubris has accelerated. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, Jack's eating his own face! But apart from that, Project Hubris is proceeding normally. How do you eat your own face? <laughs> cool. Start with oh. your lips. God, it sounds like he really does need that drink. Mm. Oh, that was that. I thought it was some sort of parakeet or something at someone's no, house. No, no, that, that was the GM. Ah. Oh, oh, the squeaky door at Russet's house. I'll miss the squeaky door. Take it with him. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yes. yes. <laughs> also, no. <laughs> Especially no. Oh, at least I got to stay over one last time. It's, uh, it's not. Nice. It's not squeaky at the moment. We de-squeaked it. Then oh. What was that noise? Rattic dying because he was coughing. Oh. Yeah, it was the coughing. Oh, it sounded like a squeaky door. No, I, I'm, no. I'm sure it didn't. <laughs> It did. It did it here. And now an otter interlude. Or otterlude. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh.
Brains. I won't be long, everyone. No worries. I wasn't expecting that. You okay? I mean, you called for it. You should have expected it. Yeah, but even then, it would probably have been a normal fail. We weren't we weren't expecting the worst of critical fails. Wow! I like how Craig is ruining Arona's ability to edit out this gap in the recording. Wasn't even thinking about that. How could you? I was just thinking about talking to crocodiles. We went to the Temple of Sobek earlier. Did I did I traumatize Arona so much he's run away? Uh, it's um, not impossible. She's like, if you can't see me, you can't hurt me. Page 155. Well, that's okay. This gives me time to upload this. I wasn't expecting to use this, but I guess it's time to use it. We're, we're opening a black hole to uh, to, to Sagittarius. <laughs> no. Problem is, none of us have really got a clue exactly what this power roll is about. It's just a random power roll. It's not random. There's something we're not forgetting. I mean, it shouldn't be Nealphatep because Bast completely cleaned Felix, not Felix, um, Jack the fuck out. But what else? But what else would it be? Unless he's the one that's been fucked by Haster. But I'm almost convinced it's me. Unless he's done... Or there's something else. Or there's just something else we're completely missing. You okay, Ash? No, I went from not having cough for days to walking into the kitchen and something set me off. You know if you need to stop, dude, then you can. It's not a problem. But it'll go away in a bit. Okay, if, if you're sure. But if, we can always have a, a break, a long, mm-hmm. a bit of a long one, if you need to it. And it, it's it's really not a problem, dude. <coughs> Although I might demand we at least resolve this fucking powerful before we have any sort of break. No, no, no. See you all in two months. No. <laughs> don't give me suspense. I don't want it. It's that, 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 present that, that, that I how big a fail that role was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Game over, everyone. Good game, good game. What are we playing next? Oh, we've already decided that, remember? So I've already rolled up a character for it. <laughs> Walk it in the wastes. Yeah. You'd forgotten that, hadn't you? I had. <clears throat> That's right, I need to do that, don't I? I'll at least work out if I'm still playing Dylan. No, no, last time you played the prologue to Walk in the Waste, you were Catherine Shaughnessy. Oh. Remember? Uh, Nido's head was your butler, and he exploded. (laughs) Nido's head was your butler. What the fuck are you talking about? Nido was Cat's butler, and his head exploded. 
Oh, so those guys have done a bit of Walker as well. But it was like seven years ago, and they only ah. did the prologue. It was like a New Year's Eve mini adventure. Mm-hmm. And I'd I'd cut a load of stuff out of the prologue anyway to make it shorter. <laughs> ah. Well, uh, Rebecca, you're asleep. Would you like to try and... Are you going to bed, or are you going to try and do your new spell this evening? Or are you uh, looking at that power cost and being like, nope? Well, I don't like power costs. That That's Nobody bad for me. Power costs. I have eaten a lot of power with the whole lure nonsense some time ago, so I am not great. <laughs> um, okay, going to go to bed and maybe hand this spell over to someone else in the morning. Yeah, I'll discuss it. I'll see what we think about it. I need some bits for it anyway, so I will... Head yeah, to bed. Discussion. So it's just Jack in his power roll that we need to manage. Hello, I'm back. Sorry, Cedius family business. Welcome back. Where are we? Uh, I was waiting for you to get back. Ah, I'm back. Jack. You are drunk and straggling through the streets of London. Mm-hmm. Makes you sense. You turn a corner in your dreams and realise you're standing at the base of a dune of sand under the stars that burn like diamonds in the sky. And you weave your way slowly, staggering up to the top of the dune. And as you rise to the top of the dune, this shape rises up over the dune and stares down at you. Cool. A gigantic sphinx with vulture-like wings and the body of hyena. Yet, its head is anthropomorphic and wears the triple crown of Egypt. Yet it possesses no face, just a void of darkness, wherein one spies the infinity of the cosmos. Cool. You fall to your knees, throw your hands in the air, and cry out, My lord! My lord! How can we serve you? Oh dear. And then the voice that whispers in your mind is, Are you coming home then, Jack? You know there is always a place. And this cuts through the drunken stupor of your mind as you realise you've just summoned him in your dreams in Egypt. <clears throat> oh, oh, God. oh, no. Oopsie-doo. Oh. <laughs> Good times is over. Only bad times now. Lose 18 sanity. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's too many. That's my <laughs> big number. Lose a whole bunch of sanity all at once. I don't like it when I have to go to the calculator to figure out how much sanity to remove. Uh, It's a a less than 50% sand party for everyone. No. (laughs) Oh, come on. Yes, there you go. Is this a fantastical king? Um, speaking, yes. Not yet, but soon. 
They are wearing the Triple Crown of Egypt, so yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm taking it. I bet you wish that you had not lost all that sanity. I do. I do wish I hadn't accidentally invoked Nyarlathotep in my sleep. Mm. Summon an Elder Beast by accident? Stop Stop getting so many bingos off of this. <laughs> I'm not getting shit off it, dude. So be no, happy I mean, about no, that, at least. The voice, you realise that in your drunken, you know, you were, you were reenacting some sort of dream of worship from your cult days in your drunken sleep. But here in Egypt, the psychic energies has actually drawn you together in the dreamscape. Problematic. <clears throat> Are you returning home, Jack? I will forgive you if you come home to me. It's um... not too late, my dearest child. <sighs> Sounds like a good deal to me. Um, It does. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This murder on the Nile deal. You need to do one thing only (laughs) to earn your place by my side once more, Jack. How do I wake myself up? (laughs) Uh, You need to roll me uh, psychoanalysis to break the psychic assault. (laughs) <laughs> oh wow, okay, yeah, that is definitely my fucking dump stat. Psycho Oh <laughs> Alright. Got the book out. Let's let's roll my psychoanalysis, which I have at one. Uh, there's a chance. <laughs> Are you gonna lock it? Seven seven luck? Do you know what I could? Yeah, <laughs> you're tempted as well. It's never been a better time. Yeah, you save it to spend it at times like this. I spend thirty-seven luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like waking up now is a good idea. Ugh. I don't. I don't want to hear what the deal is. It's too tempting. Uh, you startle awake, Jack, lying <laughs> on the floor of your room. You scream. Scr- <laughs> you scramble to turn the light on, and as you scramble up, something slides off your chest with a thump. And there's just a silver cult of the bloody tongue ritual sacrifice dagger with a name in runes inscribed on the blade. <clears throat> I, uh... They send you one of these every month, and you have to send it back if you don't want it. Are you are you having a little scream? Uh, yeah, I'm screaming like I've been murdered. Okay, uh, everyone, roll their constitution. <laughs> the pass rate is different depending on how drunk you were when you went to bed. So fucking sozzled. Roll what? Sorry, Your constitution. <laughs> Constitution. The weird thing is, it's not even the first time out of character that he's woken up in uh, in bed with a knife this week. Imagine um, he's having a scream. We've all failed, so he just has a louder scream, <laughs> just tension, tension grabbing. Scream! Oh, I, hang on, I'm trying to bring my character sheet back. Come on. What if we don't get yeah, from man. someone else, Mike? Yeah. Man. Where did it go? Well, so far, everyone except Rebecca is still fast asleep. Yeah, but let's be honest, I was never waking up. 
<laughs> oh, okay. It went to a weird place. All right. Uh, constitution, you said. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Jack and Rebecca, you're woken up by what definitely sounds like someone screaming, screaming blue murder. Jack, roll me a d10. <coughs> uh, ah, my dump's that. Oh, right. I'm sending you a little note. Don't say oh right like that. <laughs> I just hope, considering whatever that five is and whatever the name is on the dagger, that the name is not Rebecca. Right. Uh, Matteo and uh, Rebecca, what are you doing as you can hear this screaming echoing through the boat? Hmm. Is Matteo just going to roll over and go back to sleep and be like, yeah, I told him not to look at the books? No, I should probably go and investigate it. I'm not coming out. Rebecca? I will head out and investigate what's going on. Okay, you meet um, Matteo in the hallway outside Jack's room. You can definitely hear the screaming coming from inside there. Okay, well, going to force my way into the room. Roll your strength to force your way into the room. I roll my (gasps) strength. Oh, no. Failed that. You, the door is locked. You thump against the door. Jack, roll me your sanity, please. Um, there ain't much left, bro. Well, then you better pass. Oh. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, someone is attacking the door. You may act freely to perhaps open the door and do what you need to do as a surprise round. Oh, <laughs> shit. Name's fucking Mateo, isn't it? <laughs> um. So does does this does this extreme pass on San affect that thing that you sent me or not? No, no. That okay. thing that you, the, the extreme pass on San means you can act coherently to carry out what must be done. Ah, excellent. Oh. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Forgiven <laughs> values of excellent. Yeah, you know how Mateo really hates taking part in rituals. You're well. in one. <laughs> I think he's about to take part in a ritual. Yeah. Um, you say someone's knocking at the door. Someone's just thumped on the door as if they were trying to kick it in. Uh, I, I kick it out from within. Okay, um, Mateo, roll. Roll your dodge at hard, please. Does the door open two ways? Um. It's. I mean, they're, they're they're not like hotel doors. They're like flimsy little wooden things. I'm surprised he didn't go through it on the first go. Uh, I'm going to spend the luck to get a hard on that. Yeah. Um. You 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 unlatch the door and then kick it open. You don't quite slam into Mateo's face, but you see Rebecca and Mateo in the hallway. Oh, hang on, my phone's ringing. Oh. Everyone else can roll Constitution again. <coughs> wow. <coughs> they can... Thomas and Chai are awake. Is Peggy awake? Yes. Look at that. All three of you got the success rate you needed. 
<clears throat> that looks like a turn order box. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Gosh. Uh, I don't know why you'd think that. <laughs> Everyone click their token and click turn the uh, thingy to turn tracker. You mean accept me because you did me. I did you. I need what? permission to click on my token reset. Jeez, are we are we having are we having an initiative? We yeah. are. That's just, that's just rude. Why why would we be in combat right now? We're in why combat indeed. Now. I give you permission. We know this isn't Thank your you. fault, Arona. <laughs> the dice have fucked you. <laughs> Your destruction is the will of the gods, and I am their instrument. <laughs> we know, no, your we fault, know. But someone has to take the fall for this. Yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> uh, Jack, you get to go first, because obviously they weren't expecting you to kick the door in um, <laughs> like this. And though Matteo has dodged out the way of the door, so it didn't like just clack him in the face, you see Matteo and Rebecca in the hallway. Um, I... Uh, hang on, I just need to check something. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's fine. Um, I I leap out through the door, screaming uh, insults and imprecations in Yithian, uh, and I try and stab Rebecca with the silver dagger. Oh, oh, you're fighting bullying. Uh, uh, yeah, I got it. Fortunately, I'm not very good at it. Uh, Rebecca needs to do a dodge. You you don't have to be good at brawling to be a cultist. Normally they tie them up. It's just more of like a jabby-jabby kind of deal. That's fair, yeah. Rebecca, roll dodge. I dodged. Yay, girl. (laughs) Barely. Done math. Barely counts. You're losing some hairs. Yeah, grazes is against her skin (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's just lunged at you into the corridor. Um, like, okay, uh, Matteo. Uh, Jack Jaw is trying to stab Rebecca to death while screaming in a weird language. Um, what would you like to do? Maybe go back to bed. I froth at the mouth. Use fists on Jack. Use fists on Jack. Roll your martial arts. Alright, one second. Where have they gone? <coughs> there you are. Would you care to roll dodge, Jack? I will dodge this this assault. Ugh. Sorry, Matteo. <laughs> He's in some sort of weird, hyperactive, frothing. You know, he's not moving like a regular person. Okay. That from behind. Moving like a chicken. <laughs> yeah, we've even got action camera. <laughs> Going to put my laptop down before I drop it. <laughs> so... hands, it's heavy as fuck. <laughs> right. Um, Chai, you have a banging headache. Your everything hurts. Your mouth is like sandpaper, and there is shouting and screaming coming from outside. Are you Excellent. climbing out of bed, or are you just going to roll over and be all like, 
No. Nope. Well, no, if I just roll over, a shout of screaming might continue. I don't want that. Exit room. Well, you have to get out of bed first, and then okay. probably pull on some clothes. We didn't uh, I her. wasn't sober enough to take oh, yeah, my clothes off. You just into bed. Yeah, okay, you can stagger out of bed and stagger into the hallway, but that is your turn this round. You're Exit like, room. Use you hands with door. You stagger out into the hall to find Matteo, Rebecca and Jack having some sort of Barney in the middle of the hallway at about 3.30 in the morning. Who would have thought that the death on the Nile would be me? I told them all to shut the fuck up. Do you know what time it is? (laughs) Turns out that the real death on the Nile was the friends we made along the the way. You have been woken up by screaming and shouting and banging and what sounds like chai swearing in Japanese. Uh, it would be more likely to be Latin, actually. Oh, true. Uh, yeah. Screaming in Latin. You're going to, like, throw on a dressing gown and go and investigate. Yep. <laughs> While I'm screaming in fucking Enochian over here. Thomas <laughs> throws uh, yeah, on yeah. a dressing gown. And you, you step into the hall where you see this nonsense going on at the other end of the corridor. Jack's got okay. a knife. Mateo's all like kung fu stance. At this point, Jack, Thomas what you, is... Jack, what do you have there? A knife! No! Just wait until you meet my new character, Jack Drady. <laughs> Rebecca, uh, Jack just tried to stab you with a knife, and you barely dodged. What would you like to do? Um, this is pretty much exactly the situation Aikido is for. <laughs> Being lunged at by someone. So I shall be Aikido-like to, I guess, try and get that knife out of Jack's hand. Okay, roll me your magical martial art powers. You do get a chance to dodge still. Chance to dodge. Chance to dodge. You do not dodge. You're aiming to disarm him, right? And grab the knife? Yep. Okay, you grab the knife. The knife erupts in burning flame and sets fire to your hand, Rebecca, as you grab hold of it. Roll me your constitution. Oh, I guess I was just trying to disarm him rather than have the knife. But, you uh, said grab the knife, which oh. is, which is think, why I had you grab the knife. I think you said grab the knife. <laughs> it's quite hard to just get hold of the knife, but... Uh, okay, no, if you were just trying to knock it out of his hand, uh, just lying on the floor then. Okay. <clears throat> Peggy, you have been woken up by screaming and shouting and all sorts of noise. <laughs> Peggy? Can you hear me? Oh, my microphone's doing a stupid thing again. Um, Mick, do you need to charge it? Because it sounds like your, your uh, quality's dropping it, as well. It sounds like it, it, you're underwater. Hold on. Plug um, it in. Plug it I in. Had a, no, I had, um, I had a fan on and it was uh, uh, very warm today. That explains um, why you're a robot. Uh, yeah, it was, it's trying to compensate for the uh, for the noise. Um, 
I, first of all, go put on a dressing gown and go to my door and look out the door first. You peer out into the corridor and you see this martial arts versus dagger fight going on. But I don't know who's... Is... is... I can't... I probably can't see from down the end of the corridor what's going on, right? Like, properly. I can't, like, see who is the aggressor here. Jack, you're always screaming a lot, but, you know, Rebecca probably was all like, Hi-ya! And uh, Matteo was all like, Rodinia! And, you know, just noises. Yep. I, I will move down the corridor to see what's going on properly. I'm going to guess, naturally, you kind of move level with Thomas. Okay. Um, upstairs, um, people are getting out of bed. Throwing on dressing gowns, coming out onto deck, being like, what the fuck is going on? Definitely that scene in the two new Poirot movies where he's chasing someone and he runs around a corner and absolutely everyone is there. We're um we're we're doing we're doing the um the boat's crew the boat's crew are like, Oh, it's another death on the Nile situation. <sighs> no, actually it's just more of an everybody was kung fu fighting at a moment. Right, Jack. Roll me your pal. Pal? Mm-hmm. Pal. Pal. Oh, what? Do I... Do I gift wrap my character sheet for you, or... <laughs> That's crazy. Jack, you can roll me your sanity, please. Oh. I have a plan, by the way, to continue. Uh, yep. Okay. I'm going to send you a message. Hooray. Is it my turn? It is your turn. Okay, I'll wait for your message, and then I'll tell you what I'm doing. Are you still in control, or are you being played for you? Let's find out. (laughs) (laughs) I think two 100s in a row is, is too much. Yeah. I mean, could you have like got the pal bit with the 30 and the sanity with the 100? My next character's being a psychic horse, don't at me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yay. I thought you were going to say a psychiatric horse. <laughs> psychiatric horse. Ah, uh, uh, it's that. It's the uh, it's the important addition of the psychiatrist that you at this particular yeah. point of the game. However, because we've all gone mad, we all perceive them as a horse. So r- rather than laying down on on the couch, they have to lay down on the hay. I wish I had some popcorn because I'd be sat here with a bowl of popcorn. <sighs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm just just I'm just, just right into the GM. <laughs> Is a Rona now a traitor among us? Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Ah, the traitor is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> Someone is breathing into a mic. Probably me. Craig. <laughs> what? I thought it was Craig. I think it might have been multiple of us. Maybe. I'm awake. Ah, plan agreed. Excellent. <laughs> now uh, remember, Aroni, you want 
your bad roles to happen during this plan, mm. your good roles for breaking out of this. Mm. I don't have any choice in the matter. I know. <laughs> I'm just telling you to what you should be cheering for here, because you sometimes forget. <laughs> Something re- regretting somewhat spending that 37 luck to uh, to wake up. Oh, wow. Um, okay, so um, suddenly I disappear in a dense cloud of fog which just boils out of me and covers the entire deck. It's like you're standing in a pea super. God, is this what I think it is? Yes, Mr. Verley. Some words in Yithian and just fog rolls out of him and fills the corridor. And roll your next action. Me? Uh, well, you you can grab the knife because you know that's, where it goes. That's, that's, what, that's my next action is to pick up the knife from the floor in the confusion. Yeah. <laughs> no one can see a thing right now. Matteo, he's just filled the corridor with fog. And you cannot see a thing. Okay, but I know where he is, right? Maximum murder goblin! Because I'm right next to him. (laughs) Yeah, but he has moved, so he's not exactly where he was. Okay, well, I'm going to give it a good old try to use my my martial arts moves on old Enochian Powell over here. Hey, roll your martial arts. Um, It is with a penalty dice due to fog. Yes, quite. He's got a knife! That's one of my many bed knives. Okay, 61 then, I guess. You can roll a dodge, please, with a bonus die. Yay! What? I'm a pest! (laughs) 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 Good shit roll. I'm a try. I'm a try. Please knock me out. Don't don't just boot me into the sea. <laughs> Look, whatever it takes. Ugh, no. Uh, He's too slippery in the fog. Even can, with the bo- didn't need that bonus die at all. Can I, can I take the ninety? <laughs> Go no. with the other one. <laughs> no. no, you cannot take the ninety. I, You're I'm always being, asking us to take the ninety. I'm being remote controlled. Guy. <laughs> Um, their corridor is full of fog. You can hear thumps and noises. Okay, I've got three courses of action available to me, I think. I need to ask questions about mechanics to know what to do. Dominate, do I need to be able to see him or does he just need to be able to hear me? You need to be able to see him. Bliss. Does he get a resist if I can cast it on him. It doesn't say it in the text. Hmm. He does get to resist. And you also still need to be able to see where he is. Yeah, I figured that was going to be the answer. At which point, if literally everything means I still need to be able to see where he is, um, I guess I'm just going to advance into the fog and hope I manage to see him before my turn is over. Well, your spot hidden... No, um, I'm stats. With a penalty dice. Uh, so it's a normal success. Normal success. You bump into someone. Do you attack them or do you want to work out who it is? If I work out who it is, it's going to be my go over, isn't it? 
Yeah. I know that there are multiple people in the vicinity here. And if I just take someone out, it is going to... F- in fact, actually, there's more chance that I'm going to hit a friendly because there were two other people other than Jack here. Yeah. So the question is, do, do I just go with, yes, that I'm more likely to hit a friendly, or do I try, pick one, assume that's the wrong one, because statistically it would be the wrong one, so change my mind and go with one of the other two that are left, and I've got a slightly higher chance of probably being right. Are you, are you doing the Monty Hall problem on the chance of stabbing someone? <laughs> Um, I'm just going to try and work out who it is because I'm drunk, I'm headachey I wouldn't be thinking fast enough for what the, I've just said probably The Monty Hall problem only only works if Chai knows who's behind the doors It's Matteo You found Matteo I'm behind the door Okay <laughs> I found like swap, him the, swap him for the goat I, I was half hoping Craig would go for plan just stab and then Matteo would well, I'm going to be a... stabbing Oh no! But you'd what's use your like capacitating problem. You'd use your like nerve pinch on them and be like, "I've taken out Mateo. Was that the right person?" Oh, well, I was going to say, "Chai knows she can cast dominate. Can she do it four times? Jesus, that'd be just the easiest way. Dominate, dominate, dominate. Go back to bed." I'm almost <laughs> certain Ash would only let me cast it once around. Yeah, problem. It would be kind of cool if Chai just pulled someone out of the mist and was like, "Dominate," and was like, "Oh, it's Mateo." All right, Thomas, uh, the corridor is full of fog. You can hear shouting and screaming and noise. Yeah, I've been... And he is standing next to you in the fog. Uh, is the fog in my room? Yeah, it's leaking through the doors. It's covering the whole deck. Okay. I was tempted to get my Prince Crux and Sata, but I probably won't be able to find it now. I mean, the fog in your room still isn't completely thick. It's on the floor, but it is, like, building up. All right, I'll, I'll I'll run back inside and grab it just in case I need it. So I, I I go back into my room and grab my anks. You grab your ank and run back out. Yeah, that will take your turn. Rebecca, you're lost in the fog. I am. I. You've lost track of where Jack went because he, you, you definitely saw him drop when the fog rolled out, but that was the last time you saw him. So you're like, got no idea where he's gone. Yeah. Um. I think I'm going to do the first thing that comes to mind, which is to turn into a cat. You turn into nice. a cat. Good choice, I think, actually. <laughs> Obviously. Um, how long Little pussy. Uh, instant. Yep, roll, spend the MP. Yep. And roll power to cast a spell. Uh. There. This this is an excellent plan. You really <laughs> you really picked the best one, honestly. Uh, yeah, no, I, it out of the park. I don't even know what he's doing, and I think that's a great idea. And <clears throat> I roll. You turn into a cat. I need you to roll your power again. Okay. No, not you. Chai and Thomas, roll your power. No, oh, Thomas, roll your power, please. Okay, you both pass. I'm going to quickly type you a secret message. Oh. Secret messages up the wazoo this week. That is where they come from. Wazoo, wazoo, wazoo. Sausages. 
You have a telegram message, Lindsay. Um, so that was Rebecca's turn. Uh, Peggy, what are you doing? I think I've just broke Craig and Flinty. Those are some banging expressions. Crinty. Combined with what happened and that message, yeah. Peggy, what are you doing? It's all fog and uh, Thomas ran away and Thomas came back and... Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, again, similar question to Craig. Do I need to be able to see a target in order to target them with a spell? It depends on the spell. That's why uh, I asked for each spell. With, uh... Yeah, you need to be able to see who you're firing at. You could just fire a with a spell at random down the corridor and see who you hit. Um... <laughs> you might wither the wrong person. Yeah, let's let's not do that. Arona's uh, plan to fill the corridor with impenetrable fog was a good one. Um... I mean, if the boat was moving, eventually we'd just drift out of the fog, but it's anchored, so, like, we, there's just, like, a hundred square meter sphere of fog focused on the boat. Um, Captain's like, never seen anything like this. Okay. I'm very uh, glad the anchors are down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Oh, oh, just, oh, 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 ah. <laughs> oh, no, I just thought of a terrible idea, which would be funny, though. Do it. <laughs> oh, no, 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 you see, there's, there's, there's the spell, which is create barrier, which is a hundred yard spherical, magical and physical barrier. But oh, no. again, the problem of boat is moving, so it just basically smashes the boat in, into pieces. As, <laughs> as thing. <laughs> the boat's yeah. anchored. Nido. Oh, yeah, I remember doing that once. <laughs> is the, the boat, boat moving? Not moving, Nido. Oh, okay. Never mind then. That was funny. Uh, um, After yeah, Flinty did this, he forgot it would also take out all the support structures as the barrier was like <laughs> pushing everything away and then the roof fell on him. Yeah. Well, that, that that wasn't the thing that bothered me. It was the fact that I didn't realise I could just walk through the barrier to escape. Oh, yeah, you just kept failing <laughs> that role. I was like, no, Flinty, pass. You just need to walk out. I know. It's called an, what was it, an impassable barrier with a name like that. I thought I was stuck. Yep, yep. Anyway, what are you doing, Peggy? Or are you just kind of hanging back for now? Uh, I will go and get the the emergency magic stabby knife from my um, room since uh, I... Your spot uh, hidden at heart? Does the fog come in that quickly already to my room? You're in the corridor. You've got to find the door to your room. Uh, oh, I've been right um, outside my room, but you've come down a bit. Okay. Uh, if I can't find the door to my room, I'm going to just run to the end of the corridor and get out. Um, I'll go a different way. Uh, you emerge by the stairs you've gone too far yeah okay fine I will it, it, you, you can go up across and down again can't you Yeah. from the upper deck I will start making my way to the upper deck and try looping around that way you go upstairs and you can see the wall of fog it starts about here oh I um, see it's uh, it's a hundred feet Oh no, it covers the whole boat. Yeah, you're oh. still in the fog. 
It's, it's boiling up the stairs behind you, covering the deck. Uh, as you reach the deck, you can see Lady Carmichael is like clinging to the railing, like, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> and that is the end of your turn, however. But yeah, you can hear <laughs> the passengers are all like groping their way out of the fog, being like, what's going on? Oh. Jack. <clears throat> Hello, darling. Roll me your pal. Oh, let's say a hundred. Yay! That's a good roll. Send you a message. I receive a message. Massage. From the man. The man himself. (laughs) Hooray. What a treat. (laughs) What a delicious treat. You have a telegrammed message. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. I wonder if it aligns with. <laughs> hmm. What are you doing, Jack? That's, that's some words. Uh, do, I, do I see which way the cat went? Roll your spot hidden at hard. Put him in. Ah, my dumb stat. Uh, regular success, no. You did not see where Rebecca went. Okay. Um, uh, I'm going... Well, I've got the knife. I'm going to run forwards. Basically, you know... uh, Let me draw a line on here. So... Which tool is line drawing? Freehand? You could just use the uh, ruler. Okay, so um, I'm basically going to barrel off in that direction. That was Rebecca there, right? Yeah. In pink. Yeah, so I'm going to I'm gonna barrel off that way because uh, I assume that she ran away that way. Roll your luck. Rebecca, roll your luck. Okay. Ah. Oh, right. I can luck it. You can't luck luck roll. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no, no. no. <laughs> You're doing it the wrong way round. Roll twenty roll twenty you is like steps forwards and grab the cat as it's trying to sneak past you. Oh. Lift it up and stab. Kill the cat. You stab the cat. There is a massive flash of orange light. The fog is suddenly blown out of the corridor. And you can all see Jack stabbing a cat that he's holding by the neck. The cat crumbles, twisting, shifting, and for a moment it resumes Rebecca's form. (laughs) As Rebecca's body hits the floor, it starts dissolving into sand. Sand that rears up into a pallid yellow mask. And then blows away. Jack, you're still absolutely insane, however. And uh, next on your list is stabbing Chai. So, um, um here, it's your turn. Also, I accidentally deleted my token. <laughs> okay, I really Just want to save you the bother. I really want <laughs> to try making the punching work. I'm, I'm good back, at baby. punching. I'll just need to remove Rebecca. I'm sorry, yeah. Narl. <laughs> I'm sorry, Narl. I've just failed so many rolls in a row with such terrible, terrible failures. 
This is why I rolled twenty was being so nice to you to begin I, with. I, I I knew it. I knew it was suspicious. I knew I should have stopped playing. <laughs> right. I'm very I'm very sorry. Um Matteo, uh yeah, Jack's just murdered Rebecca, so um would you like to maybe punch him? Yes. <laughs> very much so. What's my role now? Martial art. At normal. At the normal. Is gone. Um That's initiative. Yeah, I rolled it by mistake. Ugh. These shitty rolls. Jack, would you care to dodge? Um Sure. <laughs> Uh, da da Gasp! You punch. You take three hit points of damage, Jack, as you're punched by Mateo. Ah, oh, he's hit me right in the lounge. Mm. Um. All right. I was hoping I'd just sucker punch him, but hey, I'll get what I'm given at this point. Inside, I'm cheering for you to keep hitting me. <laughs> okay, Chai. Um, yeah, uh, Jack just murdered Rebecca. I didn't mean yeah, to. But I, I'm considering what Bastus told me. I don't care. Um, so instead, I mean, things are still a bit spicy, clearly, and I, I would still probably want to calm Jack down. So I'm still g- I'm going to go with that option. I think it's the most likely to work. So I spend three MP, one, two, three, and then I cast Bliss on Jack. I need a power roll as well, yeah. And you said he gets to resist as well. Yeah. Eh, not awful. Um, Jack. You get a bonus die to resist because you lost eight insanity, so we're already pretty damn foobard. I'm crazy. Um, what am I rolling for? How? 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 You know the one that you'd be getting a hundred on, mm-hmm. and again, bonus die. Hey! <laughs> 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 Right, you feel calm and collected and good to carry on your master's work in murdering the priests of Bast. Good luck. Uh, what? You did read the full description, yeah? Yeah. Okay, well, that was a completely pointless go then. There's something else affecting Jack right now as well. Oh, no. Will somebody just shoot me? <laughs> I'd love to. Shoot shoot me before I kill my way through all of you. Thomas. Uh, well I've just I've just read uh the ankh and it's not an instant thing. It's like a free rounder. But I feel like I, I I feel like I can't really stand here for three rounds, so I might just charge at him and sort of just whack him with whack him with the ankh. Solid silver ank. Good plan. Well, fighting volume. I just hope it doesn't damage the ank. <laughs> uh, 
This is amazing. Where, where, when in doubt, your when your ma- magical devices were run out, just whack him with them. Uh, uh, roll dodge, please, Jack. Don't uh, you fucking dare! <laughs> Don't worry, I can't dodge. He's that. just had two bad rolls. He will. Oh, not not quite. Uh, you whack the dagger out of Jack's hand, oh. and it clatters to the floor. And Jack, you just kind of like slump, completely blissed out. Like your ability to oh. move and do anything fades away. Oh, thank Christ! You'll stay like that for a minute. Restrain him now. Uh. Mitch comes wandering in. He's like, "What is going on?" He like kicks his door. We're just like, putting Jack back to bed. Considering he's just stood there blissed out at the moment, can I just Kyosha Jutsu him properly unconscious now? You can. You pinch uh, some nerve endings and he collapses. Yep. I love killing. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Peggy, you make it back downstairs? Um, or I'm you try to intercept set passengers? Oh, uh, this thing work? Yeah. Um, I probably would have... Um, Shouted to uh, uh, please stay inside. Um, there's um, uh, there's a fight going on downstairs. I'm just going to get the uh, the captain. Okay, Lady Carmichael goes back into her room. Good. And you you rush <laughs> towards the crew. Um, you you you've bundled Jack back into his bedroom. He's unconscious. Um, there's sand all over the floor and no sign of Rebecca. Um, we should tie him up just in case he's still out of it when he comes round. Anybody got any rope? Well, I've, yeah. <laughs> on my possession, I have skipping rope. <laughs> I, I go back to my room, get my rope for my belongings, come and tie him up. <laughs> yep. You know, proper rope bondage. He's we- hanging from a ceiling, just tied up. Uh, as you're going what? to get your rope, Chai, Peggy, the captain, uh, the professor, several crew members all come bundling into the corridor. And the captain's like, what is going on down here? Some kind of leak. One of our members seems to have drunk a bit too much. We're just restraining him to make sure he doesn't prove a nuisance any further. I love killing. Adam, return to bed and leave this to us. And the captain sweeps into Jack's room. Shrug. All right. I don't go back with rope then and just leave them to it. Uh. I'm already really hung over. I would just do that at this point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, true. I I go up to Chai and just make sure that she's okay because obviously vested interest. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too bad, Tom. I'm not too bad. Right, so the captain is in. Uh, Mitch Mitch wanders back to bed as well. He's like, yeah, whatever. And Matteo, are you? Peggy's back as well. Um, Peggy, are you following people into Jack's room? Um, I probably yes, just to keep an eye on them. Also, someone go and get a dustpan and brush. Um, well, the captain's all like, you're talking about there. <laughs> <laughs> Right, well, I suggest we just, uh, I will have one of the men remain with Mr. Cady overnight, and we'll have the, a doctor look after look at him in the morning. I will send a radio message. Okay. 
Chai's just told him he was a bit drunk and being a bit right. The, the normal response to someone was being a bit drunk and violent isn't tie them up. Yeah, I, I feel like this is probably the most interference-free way to resolve this, so I'll, I'll just let this happen, I guess. It's, it's disappointing, really, because I wanted the experience of waking up in fucking rope bondage, <laughs> hanging, hanging from a lamp fitting, like, the <laughs> fuck did I do last night? Uh, yes. Right, Matteo, you're going to stay up with him and the sailor, or you're going to go back to bed? Um, am I going to stay up with him? Uh, hmm. Are you going to stay up with the sailor and keep an eye on Jack? Or are you going to leave it to the crew? I probably should, shouldn't I? Hmm, that's annoying. I'm going to be all tired. Okay, you're staying up. Peggy, are you going to head back to bed? Yes, although I am a little bit confused because I didn't see what happened to Cat. Rebecca. Rebecca, rather. Rebecca. The cat that was Rebecca. Um, who was the character who was formerly Cat? Cat, which is very confusing. Right, roll me your spot hidden as you step out into the corridor, Rebecca. Did I mention? I'm very sorry, Rebecca. Um, Peggy, uh, Thomas, Chai, you're together in Chai's room. Chai's in bed, or at least sitting on her bed. But Thomas has come to check on you. Uh, <sighs> so we've established you're right. Did did you see yeah. what happened? Uh, yeah, it turns out Rebecca was the avatar of Hester that's been following us all along. So, I don't know if that means she was knowingly or a traitor all along. Who knows? But she's gone now. I don't get it. In a roundabout way, I saved the day! Exactly! What? <laughs> what? Yeah! Felix, uh, not Felix. Jack must have found out somehow in, in his dreams or something. You know what? What? a weird lot we are, so I guess whatever it was, the, the horror that it was her maybe just made him go a bit funny. And all it cost me was a third of my sanity. And a good chunk of luck. And a third of my sanity. And two quarters of my luck. <laughs> Let's go with he went That's... a bit funny. Yeah, I, I guess yeah, I, I guess we'll just check on him in the morning because uh, how, how else could yeah. he have known? I don't know. He might have some connections still that maybe whispered into his ear. I don't know. How are you anyway, Thomas? I didn't see if anything happened to you and all that. But no, fortunately, I, w- I was fine. Peggy, Peggy went the <sighs> other way, so she's fine as well. I think. I think literally the only casualty was literally just Rebecca. Yeah, and she was a traitor all along. So <laughs> you never trust those journalists. I mean, to be fair, we don't know she was actually a traitor. We just know that she did become an avatar at some yeah. point, whether that was yeah. with us or not. But we we can only really assume the worst at this point, which also helps us get over any feelings of losing her. Hooray. Um, I'm try dealing with her grief, man. Yeah. Do you... Uh, Gotta do you work want... through it, or it comes back to get you. Do you, do you want some company, or do you want do you want to be left alone? I mean, that that would be nice, but are you sure it's okay? It might be a bit improprietary. What with your fiance back home? 
Well, I know you're well, not suggesting anything indecent, but no, 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 in no. a lady's room at night. I, I literally just mean we just lost a friend. I mean, yeah, no, no, yeah, that would be nice. It'd be nice not to be alone. Yeah, I'll, I'll wait here. Uh, Rebecca, uh, not Rebecca, Rebecca is dead. Yes, Peggy? I passed my spot hidden. Yeah, I'll come back to you. You see a knife lying on the floor in the corridor. Roll me your luck. Oh. You bend down and pick it up without really thinking about it because you're just like, ah, what's this? No. You pick it up. Roll pow! And no! And what? Roll pow. Did you say at extreme? I did. <gasps> okay, I need to send Nido a message. Nido, why why did it always happen to you? <laughs> sometimes it happens to me. <laughs> it, yeah, it's I need to roll sanity as well, Nido. Eh. There may be trouble ahead. I'll have success. Ooh. Like some people, I'm a bit more sane. Yeah, that's not necessarily a good thing with the order of things here. Yeah, You're in your perfectly right mind to do what you must. Oh my god, it's the COC version of the butcher's fucking scalpel. Are we facing the music? Yeah, but there's not a lot of dancing right now. I could dance if you just released me. (laughs) Maybe in the morning, Jack. That's one of the many reasons we can't take that risk. (laughs) It's just too horrific. Too indecent. Okay. I read the message. What are you doing, Peggy? Um uh, Did I see where the other guys went? Yep, the, you you came down with the captain after you were with the captain when he came down, so you saw them go into Chai's room. Okay, I'll uh, I'll go pop along to Chai's room and uh, knock on the door. Okay, uh someone knocks on the door, Chai Thomas. Uh uh, I'll go answer it, I guess. Thanks, Tom. Thomas opens the door. Roll fighting ball in, Peggy. Ah, <laughs> uh, thankfully, my dumpster. Uh, where is that? You get a bonus die, because obviously Thomas is not expecting it. <laughs> he is, after all, not expecting to open the door to someone and have them try and stab him. <laughs> Oh, we're all going to die. I'm trying to find fighting brawling, sorry. <laughs> On the left. On the left. Oh, uh, yeah. I've never gone down here. Yeah. Good. Holy shit. I mean, it's still a failure, but yeah. Bonus guys, Nido. Today's bonus is... Oh, okay. 
So I'm just taking my pills. Okay, so it's higher than Nido, but Nido's is technically a fail. So how does that work? Or whatever the GM says it works, yeah. I guess. Roll your luck, Thomas. Be lucky. Oh, he's lucky. Yeah, you, you, you open the door and you're like, hi, Peggy. And Peggy is all like, bah, <laughs> And you manage to leap back in alarm <laughs> as Peggy comes windmilling into the room trying to stab you. <laughs> and eyes are just black voids of starlight. Um, so I'm just going to remove people from... Right. Uh, mm. So uh, Peggy gets to go first because obviously neither of you were expecting this. So Peggy, it's <laughs> again. Turn again. Okay. Uh, I'll turn. Who's the nearest? Thomas is still closer to you because Chai's like sitting on the bed. Okay. Oh, no. No. Uh, Oh. No. Ah. All right. uh, Flinty, um, this is not going to go well. (laughs) Craig, this is not going to go well. Thomas, I need you to roll dodge again (laughs) and get a one. You might need. I know this, you can't lock this. This is insane. Roll. <laughs> Did well, we do a fucky walk? Um, uh, yeah, you got twenty-seven God. luck. That doesn't. I can't. Can I do that? Yeah. GM. Um, you, the rule is you can't luck a combat yeah. roll, but does dodging count as combat? I know the attack rolls count, but I don't know if dodge would technically count. Can it's very rules lawyer. luck in combat? I thought combat was. I thought it was. You couldn't use luck on. Do you know what? I can't remember. I'm just going to shut up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can't use luck on fighting, brawling, and shooting rolls effectively. Hang on, I've got the rules. I'm going to check. Yeah. Where's the bloody. Index? I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I really hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I've also tick somebody kills accidentally. We ill-advisedly pick something up. (laughs) Yes. I don't know if we're supposed to have got to roll dodge for that final blow, though. I mean, you sort of did kill accidentally, Jack. So, yeah. You were kind of a cat, Rebecca, so there's not much you can do to dodge if someone's holding you by the neck and they've got a knife. Hmm. Right. Uh... Bending luck. Page 90. Luck roll. That's a luck roll. Not spending luck. Sorry, there's like eight different entries for luck. I mean, strictly we have. We've got rid of the avatar of Haster. That is part of a plot that's been going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it's the core plot, you know, the actual... I think so as well, and that's exactly why I haven't actually ticked it myself. Oh no, Flinty, oh no. I didn't see what you'd done there. What's he done? Going to the Telegram chat. 
Rebecca is dead. Which is the line, criticals, fumbles, and firearm malfunctions always apply and cannot be bought off with luck points, including okay. opposed royals. Which means ah. Flinty can't use luck to negate Nido's critical success. Which oh. means we're both probably about to die. Cool. How many of my characters have you killed, Nido? Cool, cool. If you don't instantly die, I might be able to do something. After we'll all, Thomas trips backwards because, you know, he's jumping back. Peggy falls on top of him and just rams the knife into Thomas's chest. Constitution roll at uh, hard, please. Chai. Oh, yeah. I might be lacking this. Oh, Jesus, that is a you lot. Can l- oh, God, yeah, that's like 34. Yeah, I'm going to have to, I think. Uh, so that's... Oh, I can't be bothered to math this. Uh, seven... Ramona looks all scared in his little, 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 little Nido's hiding under the duvet. I've lucked it. I, Fuck you, Nido. I had a nightmare and I made it real. Mm. <laughs> I've lucked it. Shai, you feel your heart stopping, like stuttering. What are you doing? You've got one chance to react. You are dying. Thomas is dying. Uh, Peggy had slumped sideways, unconscious. Uh, In which case, uh, instant, I is the knife still in Thomas? It is still in Thomas. I've got an instant spell. Can I knock the knife out of Thomas and cast the spell? No. You would have to go over there and pull the knife out of Thomas. In which case, I will go for the instant spell instead, because in theory, the knife being in there is plugging the hole so he doesn't just start fucking arterial spraying everywhere. So the choice I am going with is syntax error. that's my favorite spell and uh it says it only costs four mp but you know what i will sink 21 mp into it instead even if that makes no difference what spell is this blessing of bast oh god (laughs) i don't have anything else that might be able to stop us from just Dying. Yeah, yeah. I've only got communicate with Bass. I haven't got the bless. I hope this works. Please let this work. Right, I need a power roll, Craig. Hey! Oh, yes. Totally tested that they are definitely linked. <laughs> there is a soft shimmer in your light that fills the room, Chai. And Lady Bass steps like almost through the window. And she moves over to kneel down next to Thomas. She places her hand on him. And then she kind of like picks up a cat which she's holding in her hands. I'm afraid it's too late, Chai. And she holds out her hand to you. 
At least he has not driven me forth from the upper kingdom. Come home, Chai. There is much to do. There is absolutely nothing we can do at this point, is there? Nope. Hmm, it's done. Take hand, leave mortal realm. Go be cat. Uh, I had, I've had just had one thought of something I could have tried instead, but it was the monstrous option. Yes. I uh, could have tried Dread Curse of Azeroth Tom and just yeah. devouring his soul before he died. <laughs> I mean, that would have been pretty monstrous. I think Lady Bast would have had words with you over that one. But it would have kept one of us alive. Nom, <laughs> nom, nom. <laughs> uh, but I didn't roll, do it. Roll listen. Uh, roll listen. You do get a penalty dice. Uh, bonus dice, sorry. Bonus. Ooh. Will I need it? Maybe not. I got a hard success. Is that enough? You, hear, you, you just generally hear thump. Oh, thump from next door. Uh, you hear a loud thumping noise and then you hear Thomas go, oh, and then a louder thump. Does everything seem resolved in here? Are we? Uh, is uh, is this room calm at the moment? Yeah, Jack is fast asleep. There's a there's a sailor in here with you, keeping an eye on Jack. I look at the sailor and say, "I'm just gonna." Did you? I want to see if they noticed that noise. Uh, yeah, I did. It sounded like uh, Mr. Kennedy. I'll, 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 I'll be. I'll just I'll be right back. Hey, you 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 walk up the corridor. The door to Chai's room is open. Um Peggy is lying unconscious to one side. Thomas is lying on his back on the floor with a dagger in his heart. And um Chai is slumped, pale skinned and dead on her bed. Full sanity. Ah fuck. Mateo goes insane. <laughs> well, I succeeded. You still lose a bit of sanity because that's a whole bunch of your friends. Uh, the four sanity. Uh, <sighs> would you like to maybe do a little scream? Uh, oh, hang on. I removed the wrong amount of sanity. Let me just fix that. I go... Wah! Like that. Oh. The sailor sticks his head out and comes to see what's going on and it stops and goes pale and is like, and then just screams for the captain at the top of his lungs. And uh, Mitch Mitch wanders back out to see what the fuck is going on. Uh, The rest of the passengers, the captain, the crew, soon enough everyone is there and they're like, uh... Been a murder on the Nile. I regret to inform you there has been a murder. <laughs> several, several, several murders. And somebody stabbed a cat. I don't know if that is a crime. And someone who just seemed to die for no reason. <laughs> they could not take it. Their hearts it just exploded. Rebecca is missing. Thomas <laughs> has been murdered. Jack is unconscious in bed. 
Chai has just dropped dead. Uh, you definitely need Poirot to solve this one. <laughs> because she's vanished? Or did Peggy kill Rebecca first and toss her overboard? How? How? Yes, Jack? It is the time. Ah, well, we need to have a little break. Um, <laughs> Some of us need to have a talk about what happens next. Uh, <laughs> at least wow. three of you are currently dead, and possibly Peggy's getting arrested for murder. So, um, what do you mean, possibly? <laughs> yeah, okay, probably pretty, pretty, pretty concurrently. Peggy is being arrested for murder. <laughs> I mean, at the moment, I'm passed out. Like, yeah, and that's to... exactly. Well, that's the question: is like, were you the murderer, or were you just knocked unconscious by the murderer? I mean, I mean, surely, uh, uh, uh. You know, a relatively bookish young woman couldn't stab an Olympian. Normally not, but somehow, Nino, your luck always knows the exact wrong dice roll to make. Yeah, wow. I, I knew we, we should have been suspicious of Roll20 from the beginning today, because uh, <laughs> I mean, it's really had it in for us. Hold on, hold on. I'm just, pestering, I'm just posting something to the chat that is relevant to my capabilities today. <laughs> I don't know what we do. We'll just uh... <laughs> what that is. I mean, the thing is, we're so far into the campaign at this point, so close yeah. to the termination point. I'm not seeing how we can realistically be pulled back in. Yay! Ash, you are not being soundful. I don't know why you haven't Mrs. Vanderbilt. She can send mm. you more people. Yeah, more yeah, yeah. yeah. We 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 can get we can get anyone anyone we need inserted. Uh, we just have to send a Vandergram and be like uh, three more, please. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. Oh, more or three more? more three grist. more of similar or greater quality. <laughs> more grist for the mill, please. Well, is Jack still okay? I guess we'll find out. But... Yeah. I'm yeah like... So Jack, Jack might not be uh, safe to work with. Peggy might Jack... be arrested. So it's literally just Matteo. <laughs> Jack, Jack, Jack is Jack is going to be fine up until he realizes what he has inadvertently caused. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a toll to pay. Hey, no, I'm I'm chill with the whole thing. Uh, I my, don't my think old, you are going to no, be. My, no, my old pal helped me get rid of Hasta, which is what we were trying to do. So from my point of view, everything is fine. I, I put the knife down, and anything that happened after that is none of my business. Yeah, I'm sure your conscience will tell you that. Yeah. I'm a well, cultist. Yeah. I don't have a conscience. You're, <laughs> You're an ex-cultist. An ex-cultist. You got one being quite good at being reformed. I was going to say, I, I was an ex-cultist, and then I did a couple of ritual murders. <laughs> Welcome back. Gosh, that was exciting, wasn't it? What a thrilling adventure. Mm. What a thrilling, uneventful adventure. Well... It has been four days since the incident aboard the Memphis, Matteo. Uh, it is now the 21st of October 1925, and it's your first morning in Cairo. Um, after the bodies were found, the captain confined practically everyone to their cabins and summoned the police. 
Yes. This was a murder involving foreign nationals. The British Army Egyptian Regiment was summoned and the investigation <laughs> handed over to them. Uh, Matteo, after being politely questioned by the police, you were pretty much confined to your room. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't really much you could tell the police. You discovered the body. His um, end of your helpful witness statement, really. Yes. Um, last night, you were escorted to the Semiramis Hotel on the banks of the Nile here in Cairo and put up in a nice room. Um, you've not been able to learn much off the military officers, but your documents and visas have been checked. You're in the country legally. They don't seem to consider you a suspect at all in what happened. You were just a poor, unfortunate soul who discovered the scene of the crime. Mm. <laughs> you are aware that Jack is also in this hotel, <gasps> but he has not regained consciousness since that night. Oh, really? Where is he in the hotel? He's in another room being looked after by doctors. That's all you've been able to learn. You had a very brief conversation with Lady Carmichael when you arrived at the hotel last night. Like, you know, she was also getting out of a taxi and you were able to briefly snatch a conversation um, before you were hustled away by military police officers. You learned from her that she had heard from one of the boat staff that Miss LeBlanc has been arrested for the murders. I was framed! <laughs> uh, this uh, this morning, uh, you've been, like, served breakfast, and eventually, after it's probably about 9am, you are escorted downstairs to a room on the ground floor of the hotel, where Lady Carmichael is, the colonel and his wife, and the professor and yourself are all escorted in. Uh, there are several okay. military police officers around, and there's a military captain who smiles at you and is like, um, good morning, everyone. Um, very bad business, but I just wanted to let you all know that we've completed our investigations and um, Miss Peggy LeBlanc has been arrested and convicted by a special military tribunal this morning for the murder of the Olympian Thomas Kennedy, the murder of the adventurer Miss Chai T. The disappearance and presumed murder of reporter Rebecca Crawley and the attempted murder of Mr. Jack Cady. And I'm just going to pause because I'm being. He's being um, assassinated by goblins because he's being dramatic. Uh, dinner's here, honey. He's in the car park. Can you go and grab it? Yeah, let me let me go. Over everyone. Dinner's in the car park, honey. I'm about to order food as well. <clears throat> what a strange day it's been. That's been a strange day. Uh, I will switch to Jack before I continue giving Peter the denouement. <laughs> Jack. Yes. Uh, you wake up, you're lying under crisp, fresh sheets. The air smells faintly of antiseptic and um, flowers. Some light is drifting through the window. There's a light breeze. You can see neck curtains blowing gently. The room seems to be very, like, sandstone with bright colours. Yes. 
Yours, and yeah, it's it's quite comfortable. There's um, various medical equipment on stations nearby, and there's a young lady in a nurse's uniform, um, like leaning over you, and she's like, "Mr. Cady, can you hear me?" This isn't a boat, I say quietly. No, Mr. Cady. Now, you're absolutely fine. I'd like you to rest. Um, you've been recovering from a very nasty case of poisoning. but you're uh, okay. So please remain calm. You're absolutely fine and safe. Um, I will go and let the doctor know you're awake. He'll probably want to do a brief examination, but you're absolutely fine. Um, Games Master, how much of the murder episode do I remember? Uh, you have, last thing you remember, we're having pina coladas. <laughs> oh, we must get caught in the rain. Yeah. Yeah, the last thing you remember was you were drinking pina coladas with Chai and uh, Peggy and Rebecca and Thomas, and everyone started going to bed, and you guessed you must have gone to bed at some point, and now you're being told that you're all okay. Well. By a nice well, nurse. Then I, I won't I won't worry about anything. Um one's gonna get a shock. <laughs> you don't like that fantasy you have, do you? <laughs> uh, um the, the... Was that food? It was. Do you need help sorting it out or uh, yeah, I should be right. Although I don't know how you do yours, so I might need you to finish your bit off. Okay. Confusing. Thank you, honey. Come with it. <laughs> the delicious food has arrived. Uh, Jack, the nurse takes your blood pressure, does a few other observations, and then a uh, doctor arrives. He's a nice British gentleman. He also does a few observations. He makes you stand up. He listens to your heart. He, uh, you know, he, he gets you to pee in a glass beaker and does some chemistry to it. <laughs> pH strip. Wow, <laughs> so acid. He's like, well, Mister Cady, you'll be relieved to know that whatever chemical you were given has now left your system. Um, you'll be absolutely fine. Uh, I'm not detecting any other abnormalities. Um, so, but you will probably feel a little bit weak. You've been unconscious for at least four days. Jesus Christ! Now, the military police officers are insisting on having a talk to you. I've managed uh, to put them off for a couple of hours, so please relax in bed. I will send you something to eat, something to drink, but you will have to speak to them once you're feeling a little bit stronger. My my friends, are they okay? Uh, yes, Mr. Romero is absolutely fine. I believe he's also in the hotel. Oh, that was a very specific... <laughs> uh, I, I can't help but notice you said friends, but only listed one name. <laughs> oh, um, perhaps I could talk to him? Uh, I will go and see if he's free to come and speak to you. So you relax. I'll have the nurse bring in some uh, breakfast for you. Oh, thank you. What a treat. Yeah, you've got big, comfortable pillows. There's a lovely breeze blowing in. You can see Cairo out the window in the river. So yeah, you must have clearly had some... Uh, maybe there was something in those pina coladas. Maybe, maybe there was. <laughs> I can't really continue until Peter gets back. See, I missed I missed the start of this because I said to my phone, set an alarm for five thirty, and it's set an alarm for five thirty tomorrow. That alarm is going to go off tomorrow at five thirty. I'm very confused. You. 
It isn't, because I'm deleting it. <laughs> no, you have a tradition of leaving ambiguous, weird, unknown calendar alerts on your phone. Calendar alerts, yes, alarms. No, actually, that reminds me. So uh, I, I had a problem with my phone where um, it stopped showing me Gmail notifications for some reason. And the only way to get it to work again was to uninstall and reinstall the whole notification framework for Android. And Okay. Um, and after I did that, it's fine. It's remembered all my alerts and everything. But the problem is it switched them all to the default ringtone. Oh, no. Which is my phone's ringing sound. So um, I've got this alarm at like uh, midnight to remind me to go to sleep. Uh, and it's 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 supposed to play like this little gentle sort of like three or four tones. And I go, uh-huh, yeah, relaxing tone, time for sleep. But like instead... I just get this jolt of adrenaline where it rings my fucking phone at, um, <laughs> at midnight. I'm like, ah! Yeah, like, who could possibly be calling me with an emergency? <laughs> and, oh, it's... <laughs> and that's, uh, that's four days now I've forgotten, to, I've forgotten to reset it. Well, we set it now after thinking about it. No, I, I like to punish myself. I tried changing my three o'clock take your pill tone to something else. And I kept not remembering what it was for. <laughs> like, we'd be playing in the distance, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, Pete, Pete is playing the piano. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to have to change this back. Jack, roll me your constitution, please. Constitution. Uh, <laughs> narrow success. You're bought, like, tea, uh, little, like, pop a little breakfast tray. There's toast. Uh, there's porridge. There's uh, three types of jam. If I'd if I'd failed my constitution roll, would she only have brought me a bowl of gruel? <laughs> no, no. This was to see if you felt well enough to eat. Uh-uh. You've been unconscious for four days, but you, you you have a healthy appetite. You're like toast, porridge, tea. You could really go for some sausages and bacon, but she's like, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, I don't want that nasogastric feeding feeding tube. <laughs> You're having a nice breakfast. What a treat. <laughs> I feel better already. Soon I'll see all of my lovely friends and we'll uh, we'll carry on on our adventure. Yeah, your lovely friends. They're all probably 100% fine. Yeah, he, I mean, he only said one of them, but like that's probably just for, like, you know, expediency's sake, right? He just said one of them, and I assume all the others are also fine. Is that yeah. only, one, only one visitor at a time sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, like, exactly like that. You probably haven't learnt the names of everyone else, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've just, I've just, I've just thought of something terrible at my own character's expense. <laughs> which, is, which is someone walking into the room and going, I'm afraid three of your friends are dead. And at the sound of a gunshot, four of your friends are dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Shit, military police in Egypt with a summary <laughs> trial and conviction. You she might not while be trying wrong. to escape. <laughs> nah, she'll get off as a, as a loon. Yeah, uh, are you doing anything else whilst you're enjoying your lovely breakfast? The nurse is like, you're in like the bedroom and then there's like a separate sitting room and she's gone in there to give you some privacy. She's had a bath drawn. I mean, bath and get changed. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really understand what's going on. I, I remember having some drinks and waking up being told I was poisoned, but I, I feel fine. I feel, I feel just dandy. 
you have a nice bath. There's like proper uh, marble tiled sunken bath in the bathroom. And, you know, it's hot taps, fresh plumbing. There's actual plumbing and there's like 16,000 different bottles of various bath unguents and oils and soaps. This, this is a very up-class hospital. I was going to say, this, this is a very expensive hospital. I thought it was the hotel. Oh, it's a hotel, yeah. All oh, right, we've just got medical staff in. For... Yeah, yeah. They they brought medical staff to the hotel. Um, it's um, it's quite nice. Uh, standing on the balcony of your window, you can see over the gazebo the uh, large, glorious park that fills the island in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the Nile. Yeah. I, I stand at the window and look and I, I wonder I wonder what's keeping Matteo. <coughs> so like you're here and you've got this glorious view over this massive parkland. Lovely. Can I see the Nile? You can. It's literally right out there. I'm just gonna oh. go grab my food. I uh I throw walnuts from here into the Nile. Oh the pyramids oh, yeah. are over there. Okay. So like do the auto focus switching thing. Uh no, it's not a feature it has. Why, why does it have a focus version but not auto switch to the person talking? That seems very dumb. Uh Google, Google probably patented it. Gulag. That can't be true because I know that Zoom does <laughs> Why do you keep saying gulag? No, I, don't, I haven't said gulag even once. What were you saying? I said Shabra, but then I added Shabra Nigraf, and then I said <laughs> Zamalek, and then I said Bulak. Okay, cool. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we cleared that up. Coffee. <laughs> 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 I wonder what they're eating. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Mm, I'm so hungry. I'm extremely hungry. But the driver is apparently at a restaurant. I don't want the driver to be at a restaurant. I want the food to be in my face. I only had like a snacky thing like I said effectively so I still probably need to do something proper later I might order a kebab or something when we finish we'll see now I want to know what our owner is oh he's mixing a deadly chemical are you just having a glass of Dettol to drink keeps keeps it going Uh, how did you think I stayed so healthy all the time? I, mean, I, it makes I simply, I simply chug 500 milliliters of antiseptic disinfectant once a day. All right, sorry about that, everyone. This turned up like 50 minutes early. Oh, how dare so, they bring you your food early? I know. All right, Matteo, are you back with us? No, he's not back with us yet. Yeah, we ordered this, so it would arrive for about seven, and it's turned up at like ten to six. So I'm hey, like, Jesus, this is not seven. 
Did you say no? Take it back. Not ready True. yet. Demonstrably, not seven. Don't say it demonstrably. I'm, I'm sorry, but I already did. Can't <laughs> no take backsies. Definistrationably seven. <laughs> no, it doesn't really work. Smiling face with tear emoji. Oh, tit! I heard smiling face with tit emoji. Yeah, smiling face with tit. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Smiling face with tear emoji is the most frequently used emoji that I have at work when refer talking about software problems. Yeah, right. So, Matteo, you yeah. were with the um, military police. He's just finished listing the murders. The Olympian Thomas Kennedy. Yes. The adventurer Miss Chai T. The disappearance and presumed murder of the reporter Rebecca Cawley. And the attempted murder of Mr. Jack Cady. After our investigation, we have established that the motive was a calculated premeditated murder over Miss LeBlanc's jealousy of Mr. Kennedy's blossoming relationship with Miss T. The military tribunal has determined that Miss Corley must have discovered the plot, and when she confronted Miss LeBlanc, she was either killed and then dumped overboard, or just pushed overboard. Sadly, there's not much hope of discovering her body due to the crocodiles in that section of the Nile. Though we are obviously dredging the river. But Miss LeBlanc clearly had used some sort of chemical poison on Mr. Cady and Miss T, which resulted in Mr. Cady's violent um, altercation that evening, and sadly, the death of Miss T. Mr. Cady, as you know, has been unconscious since his violent fit aboard the Memphis that evening. We have thus summarised that um, Mr. Kennedy confronted Miss LeBlanc when he discovered Miss T's uh, corpse and rejected her, in which a fit of rage she completed the final step of her plan if Mr. Kennedy rejected her and stamped him. Now, during his death throes, Mr. Kennedy clearly managed to hit Miss LeBlanc, knocking her unconscious, hence the scene of the crime when you found her. Her fingerprints are on the murder weapon. Uh, Our analysis has been given to the military tribunal, and as of this morning, their sentence has been carried out, and Miss LeBlanc has been executed for three murders, premeditated murders, and the attempted murder of Mr. Cady. Oh, boy. I was right, then. <laughs> um, this has drawn no censure from the American ambassador. He has agreed that our evidence was irrefutable. And as such, is not raising any objection to us carrying out the law. Um, As such, I want you to just offer my sincere apologies for your involvement in this terrible business, interrupting your holiday here in the beautiful land of Egypt. Um, However, you are now free to continue about your business. And Mr. Romero, I have the happy news that apparently Mr. Cady is now awake and you are free to visit him in his hotel room whenever you're uh, once we're done here, do you have any further questions? <coughs> Terrible business. <laughs> wow, I I'm really impressed actually because that's that's got to be the first of our characters ever to have been uh, summarily executed. Yes, sentenced no... to death by firing squad. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm just uh... to be fair, it's also the same person who managed to get himself hung as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh... um, the British military police in uh, 1920s Egypt. Uh, don't 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 delay oh, things sorry. when they've got like a murder weapon covered in fingerprints, three dead people, and one person in the hospital with severe poisoning. They're like, yeah, no, this is an open shut case. Boom. See, see, there's two aspects here. One is I've updated Peggy's character sheet with uh, zero hit points, zero magic points, and a major wound. Um, <laughs> secondly, I just realised, of course, she's had like not if they were to search her room, she has like the magical knives she enchanted for hunting. Yeah, creatures. yeah they found a knife collection. Yeah, and um. However, I would say that it, that this, none of this would have happened if we had a Belgian detective on board who would have found out the real cause. Yeah, Poirot would have Poirot would have um, would have got you off. I'm so not speak. sure he would. <laughs> yeah, Poirot doesn't really consider the supernatural, does he? No. Uh, outside of my fan fiction. Um, so, Lady <laughs> Carmichael um, wishes you all the best. The professor just shakes his head and mutters something about foreigners, and um, the colonel and his wife uh, wish you all the best. Such a terrible business, they um, and uh, you're left alone to go and speak to Jack. Okay, bye. <laughs> womp womp. It's so nice to meet you. <laughs> um. Yeah, they paid a lot of money for a romantic trip down the Nile, and your friends turned out to have some sort of murder-suicide pact going on. A murder-suicide pact? Just a well, murderess. Elaborate murder scheme going on. <laughs> Technically wasn't even a murder. Um... Oh, Matteo, do you go see Jack? I suppose I must. Hey, uh, Jack, uh, the nurse informed you that Mr. Romero is here and she'll leave you to talk to your friend. But if you need her, she'll um, just be out in the living room. I forget to ring that bell. Um, Matteo, I say, sitting up sharply in my starched bed. I live. That's a very concerning thing to start with. What what happened? I remember going to sleep on the boat, and then I woke up here. I just I just taken Chai back to her room. Then I went to my room, and now I'm here. And they say four days have gone by. They said I was poisoned. Um. Sorry, duck. They said uh, they said I couldn't be in the presence of anyone who was eating crispy duck and fucking pancakes. So it's a really, really succulent mouthful. <laughs> um, Matteo, couldn't you have eaten your food before coming in there? You could have finished I, your breakfast. Didn't, you ex- didn't expect that one to take so long. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> Um, oh, this mouse! This morsel is too delicious. <laughs> um, I'm excited to tell you some important news, but first, mm, mm, this is delicious. 
Oh, now he's on the phone. Oh, God. Unbelievable. Dramatic I'm starting to think this, this session is just cursed. <laughs> the dramatic tension at this point is, is palpable. Hello. <laughs> uh, yes, that was the official report. Ah. Uh, <laughs> which was the truth, I say, hopefully. Probably not. Uh, the unofficial report, I am not even sure that I really have a um, very good grasp on at the moment, but, uh, well, I'm afraid it might come as a little bit of a shock. You can tell me, Mateo, I can take it. <laughs> Uh, it's just us now. I'm afraid the others were killed. And Mitch, who's fine, but okay. Uh, (laughs) All right, sorry, I've got that, Mitch. (laughs) Mitch is the reason for the succulent mouthful of duck. (laughs) What? He's already invaded the hotel. Really, uh, really, all chefs everywhere are Mitch simultaneously. <laughs> he just moves between them and takes on the new host. Um, I I shout what? Roll your sanity, Jack. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to roll my sanity. Can I? Can we say we, I rolled my sanity but didn't? No. Okay. Womp womp. You lose two sanity because it's very shocking news. Scram! What happened? I say, leaping out of bed towards you. Well, um, I'm sorry, is your duck too succulent? Yes, it is, yeah, it's very nice. Well, I don't know all of the details of what happened. Actually, what do I know about what what has happened? Because there's so many stories going around now. Well... That I'm not sure what I am aware of. You got woken up by Jack screaming. Yeah. You entered the corridor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it filled with mist. Mm-hmm. He was trying to murder Rebecca... Yeah, he did murder Rebecca while she was turned into a cat, and it turns out that she might have been Hester in disguise. Yes, yes. You saw the whole her turning into Hester, then pouring into sand. Jack passed out. You took Jack back to his room and were looking after him when there was a weird noise from the room next door, and then you found Thomas and Chai's dead bodies and um, Peggy lying unconscious on the floor next to him. <sighs> Well, I say cautiously, um, do do you happen to remember finding anything out about uh, Rebecca? Do I remember finding anything out about Rebecca? Anything disturbing? Intelligence. Success. You vaguely have a flash of memory of Rebecca transforming into a cat and then the cat transforming into like the massive robed yellow pallid mask that then crumbled into sand she she was a host for for the king in yellow Well, um, that's uh, my working theory. Um, 
and uh, uh, it seems that you put an end to her. I don't remember doing that, I say, confusedly. Ah, well, nevertheless. Now, as for um, Thomas... <laughs> and uh, uh, and as for Chai, hmm, I'm not sure what happened. But they th- they're saying it's some sort of poisoning, but I don't. I don't be- no, they say you were poisoned. Wait, Chai what was? was Chai and Jack were poisoned. Chai and Jack were poisoned. Stabbed through the heart with yeah. um. One of Miss LeBlanc's weird ritual daggers. Right. It even had Thomas's name inscribed on the blade and everything. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, there have been so many murders, it's difficult to keep them all straight in my head. Um, uh, poisoning, right? Uh, some attempted stabbings, some successful stabbings. It's It's all very confusing, and I feel like there is some more to this story. Do I know about the the link between those two as well? Do I am I aware of that? I, I don't remember whether I actually know that. I'm not sure you do. I don't think they really told anyone. Mm. Mm. Kind of, I think you both kept it kind of private between yourself, right? I remember honestly. Oh great, so that's just gonna be a mystery forever. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we pick up a mysterious stray that's got, like, opposable <laughs> thumbs. I mean, battle, no? Uh, I've got... I've got no idea, I'll be honest, how they met there. And all I know is that you weren't re- apparently responsible for those because you were unconscious at the time it happened. And you uh, were standing over his body. Um, and so this is where we stand. Ah, uh, so, um, I think I might need a minute. Mm, good news. While you take a minute to, um, let it sink in. Much like you let the dagger sink into um, <laughs> um we're we've got away with it without being under suspicion, which oh, is good hooray. because we didn't do anything wrong, apparently I, I say still looking at you slightly suspiciously, but i I must have been gripped with a righteous fury um a purity of purpose that enabled me to hunt down the imposter among us. We were studying. We were studying for techniques to help us find who amongst us had been um, uh, tainted by the king in yellow. I must have inadvertently triggered something that led me to hunt her down. Let me stop you there. Don't explain to me that you were reading spooky books before this all happened, or we're going to have a very, very difficult relationship. <laughs> That's a point. Can I tick the box that says we read a book and bad things happen? Because <laughs> that's technically speaking, true. the books didn't have anything to do with it. 
but they mm. were concurrent. I'll allow it. Um, yeah. right, Matteo, um, next, you may be going to go ring cat. Uh, yeah, I think it's time to um, to call the bank. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a plan to me. You leave um, Jack to take a moment and think about this in bed, and you return to your suite, and uh, you place a call through to New York. Uh, I, I have to disappear for about ten minutes, is that right? Yeah, you go disappear. Right, Jack, I'll be Jack back as well. Like, swoon. All right, Cat, you are at the New York penthouse. It's October. You're preparing, you know, October things. Halloween is soon, I guess. You've come down here for a nice time. You've got your beloved um, lady's maid and head of your household, Penny, with you. You've got your psychologist with you because, you know, you have learned it always pays to keep your psychologist nearby these days. Always have. Um, you have your FBI protection agent, um, Oliver O'Neill, with you, who has been assigned to you by the FBI to both keep you safe and help you in any supernatural investigations you are doing. He's under your command, thought of until Edgar Hoover decides he wants him back. And uh, Dr. Isaacs, of course, is here. Uh, you receive a phone call. That you're, uh, Penny, actually, you received the phone call because you would answer the phone, probably. The yep. phone in the penthouse, the you know Fifth Avenue penthouse overlooking Central Park goes off. I answer the phone. What was um, Nido's character called again? Oliver O'Neill. Uh, what? How would I normally answer for this address? Would it be a, a Vanderbilt residence, or would I just Cat's Vanderbilt penthouse? Yeah. You'd be like, you know, the Vanderbilt residence, New Vanderbilt York. residence, New York. How may I help you? Um, hi, this is uh, Matteo Romero, consulting disaster. I'm assuming I've probably got some sort of standing order if Matteo, of all people, rings. Just put him through to Cat. Yeah, just put him through to Cat. Maybe go and pour Cat a whiskey. Yeah. Uh, please hold for just a minute, uh, Mr. Romero. I'll just get Cat for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, go find Cat. Guessing she's not in the same room as the phone at this very moment. No, Cat is in her study pouring over a map of Africa. Mm-hmm. I, I knock politely on her door. Yes, hello. Uh, Mrs. Vanderbilt, we've got Mr. Romero on the phone for you. Oh, Peggy, yes. Um. Oh, yeah, um, put him through. I will. Uh, I don't think we have the technology to just put him through to this room just yet, miss. I think oh, that's a few years down the line. <laughs> you, do, you do have to go and pick up this, the phone in the hallway. There's you only have to one go and phone. Put yourself through. <laughs> I'll have to work on that one. Okay. <laughs> your, 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 your beloved confidant and lady's maid is Penny. Mm-hmm. Peggy is the evil murderess. Ah. Yeah, but she doesn't know she's an evil murderess. Yeah. This is true. Okay, Cat, uh, you're on the phone with Matteo. Hello, Matteo. 
Sorry, really succulent. <laughs> I'll take your time. <laughs> I yeah, know how delicious it can be. Traveling with Mitch is dangerous. Mitch just appears and like slides food into your mouth. <laughs> it's kind of bird. <laughs> I'm afraid I deliver grim news. Oh. Is this grim news where I should go and get a drink and then come back? I turn um, up with a drink. Thank you, Penny. <laughs> Continue. Uh, there was an incident on the way to um, Cairo. Is that where we are now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I forgot for a second. Mm-hmm. So much has happened. Um, uh, and uh, uh, three of our team were killed. Oh. Is that the right number? <laughs> uh, no. Technically four, four now. Well, yeah. yeah I suppose. Now, now, now that Peggy's been shot at dawn, four. No. Yeah, my mistake. Four of our team were killed. Oh. Um, so who else is left as well as you? We have Mitch Hello. and we have, um, oh, fuck, his name's gone out of my head. Um, Jack. 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 Jack sorry. Jeez. Okay. Um, what happened? Um, can I skip the explanation this time? Yeah, once, you give, yeah. You give you give uh, cat the catch up. Turns out Rebecca was Hasto in disguise. Jack somehow discovered this and banished them. And whilst you were looking after Jack after he collapsed from doing that, Peggy apparently murdered mm. Thomas and Chai and has been shot this morning for murder. Mm. You're not entirely sure if Peggy actually murdered anyone, but Thomas and Chai are definitely dead. And blah, now blah, blah. So, is, so is Peggy. Blah, 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 two shreds. So I'm half, da- half the way down a whiskey, and I'm like, uh, okay. Imagine you juggling the glass in Penny's direction, like, top this back up. <laughs> <laughs> well... Yes, that that rather does cause us some problems, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a real um, pisser, I think they call it. Technical term. (laughs) Okay. Um, I do... um, rather think that we might need to replenish our number um, if we want to avoid, I don't know, the um, uh, end of the world. Yes. Mm. That is quite on my mind, but four four of you. Um, Where are you at the moment? Um, I give the name and address of the hotel. The Semiramis Hotel, 
on the banks of the Nile in the old city of Cairo. Okay. Can I do a butlermancy to pick up that I probably need to start packing our things? Oh, butlermancy. <laughs> yes. Uh, whilst I give Nile a moment to think, you buttle off. Are you going to brief the Doctor and uh, Special Agent O'Neill to also start packing? Uh, yeah, I, as I'm passing through their rooms, I just say, gentlemen, grab your go bags. <laughs> Although, it's already on standby. I know what the lady's like. <sighs> Very good. All right. Cat, what's your plan? Um, You're running low on chumps to hire. Yes. Yes, that's true. Uh, and I know how long we've got until whenever. It's like yep. three yep. months. Yeah, you've got like two and a half months. Two and a half months. So I think we are just going to have to go. You tell Matteo to hang fire, you'll be there soon, and hang up. Yeah, we'll get in touch. All right. Wait there, and we will be in touch. Hurry now. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, Matteo, do you go and, like, go to the spa and just... Maybe try and forget about all of this for a bit. Let's do some meditation. I'm good at that. Okay, well, meditation. All right. No, I'm not good at that. I'm shit at that. You're critically not good at that. You just can't meditate. Like, four of your... Friends have all died. They were definitely fucking around with a cult bullshit, and they all lost their lives because of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you just can't quite reach that nirvana. And if anything, uh, roll me your intelligence. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. that worked. You do a smart. You gather up all of the occult books you can get your hands on. All of the ones on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, that, uh, where's it gone? All the ones on the list that were in other people's possessions. And you're just, you're just hanging on to these. You don't think anyone should have these. Mm. Yep, very good decision of mine. You can't yep. quite uh, steal um, Jack's book, sadly, but you've got everything else. They're really going to need to put someone else in charge because. Um... Don't worry, cat's on our way. Well. Um... Because if I was in charge, then my first rule would be, okay, everyone I know who has fucked with uh, occult stuff is now dead. <laughs> so let's not do that. Uh, I mean, you could you could make it a round dozen and go and end Jack's life. 
And then um, none of these crazy mad people who've read occult books will be uh, able to meddle in things man was not meant to do. Except his employer. Well, Cat's not really his employer. Cat's more of like his expedition chum. And he mm. could, you know, round us up with a trip to New York and stab Cat. Yeah, I'm not really in this for the money. Right, uh, Mrs. Vanderbilt, Lady Vanderbilt, to be correct, mm. price, which she does hold a noble title from mm-hmm. her father's side of the family. Um, what's your plan? How are you going to get you and your crack team of ladies' maid, psychoanalytical doctor, and special agent O'Neill to Cairo? It's a 45-day boat journey. I was thinking of opening a gate through time and space, but probably... Yeah! (laughs) Great, this is a great start to our new working relationship. I mean, that's a very expensive uh, gate to open. Yeah. Oh, that's true. You might have a better and faster way if you check your spell list. Oh, I could have a word with Etienne. You could indeed call Etienne. Mm. Ring him up and say, yeah, the last help you gave us was a bad, bad it, egg. It's kind of his fault from the sound of it. <laughs> you it me sounds one. completely his fault at the moment. Right. Would you like to call the clock? Yeah. Bend the XP and roll the pow. And the thing... Get it wrong, you just get the time sponsored by Accurus on the third stroke. Be <laughs> uh, power, power. That's looking all right. There's nothing strange or unusual about cat's power rating. Cat's power rating. Cannot can only just about be stored by an eight bit integer. Guaranteed um, to get a hard pass every single time. Do you summon your um, staff to the room where you're doing this? Uh, yes, I'll ask Penny to get everyone together. Make sure we've we're sort of packed and ready. Though I kind of get a sense that's starting to happen. I, I, I walk in <laughs> with the bags at this point. Yeah. Have we been told where we're going? No, just to get ready to leave. Okay. Um, Russ, you join Cat uh, in her uh, study where she's um, she's doing some sort of ritual. Um, Russ, as a thing, um, what equipment do I have? Because I feel like I would have guns and ammo. You have the underwear you're currently wearing and a majestic cape. <sighs> How about a bit more than that? Yeah, that's the point. All of us new characters did this in a rush. I don't think any of us have done possessions. No. And if we'd just been told to get a go bag, I would imagine I would have a special one packed. Hang on. Stop fiddling with your character sheet when you ask me to do stuff. (laughs) Add me, though. Yeah. You got one of them. You also have them.
one of m. And we can work out miscellaneous other stuff later. One second. Ah, Clint, he's already done his, see? He has a gramophone, apparently. Yeah, I figured you need some relaxing music sometimes. That is true. I'm just trying to think of any other sort of psychiatric things as well. Is the um, the wealth that's automatically done based on credit? credit. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Right. Uh, you're all gathered in Cat's study. Um, she's just finished some sort of ritual and re- speaking some words, and there's a soft chiming sound. And before your very eyes, a strange coffin-shaped clock with, like, four, five hands materialises on the other side of the um, desk. He checks. Or sanity checks. Yep. Sorry, I didn't come through, Claire. Except for Cat, because, you know, she was expecting this. I am mildly perturbed. Uh, Nino, you were warned that, you know, Mrs. Vanderbilt has some crazy bullshit abilities. Um, but this is, you know, you've only seen a little bit. And this this definitely catches you by surprise, especially when a dapperly dressed gentleman steps out of the magical reappearing clock. You lose one sanity point. You're already below 50. Just let's not even bother talking about it. <laughs> to be fair, like I did, I like started at sixty. Or did I, should I, I book you in for a two-week appointment? Yes, <laughs> that's why we're bringing you. you. You bring me back up to max on the way. We'll I'm it. stable. Um, Etienne smiles. Right, the, this is the time when you summon the clock cat. So here I am. How's it going? Uh, not. So great, from what I'm led to understand. Um, yes, I was aware of some sort of pickle. I had to go and rescue Peggy this morning from being shot by the British military. Huh. <laughs> I'm... Damn it. Yeah, so it sounds like the best thing I think of that we could be doing is to get to Cairo and regroup with. Matteo and Mitch and Jack, and then work out what we're going to do to, well, continue averting the, the end of things. That sounds wise. Well, I can take you and your group to Cairo if you think they have the mental fortitude to withstand a travelling a journey within the clock. Um, mm. What say we, team? Travel in the clock, you say. The mental fortitude would travel in the clock, yes. The clock is uh, cotomenius with all the moments in space and time. So I'm going to move us from here in New York to... Where did you want to go, Cap? Uh, the uh, hotel that was mentioned, which I've definitely got the name for in my head, is the Semiramis Hotel. 
or somewhere near that, enough. Yeah. But you will need to enter the clock and focus on me only. I will move us. You will journey with me. Do not let your thoughts waver. Um, Lady Vanderbilt, um, you do know this gentleman, don't you? I do. And you trust him? I do. Mm, very well. I place my trust in the lady. <laughs> I, I'm her cousin, Dr. Vanderbilt's boyfriend. I'm also a magical time wizard. It's that last bit I'm having difficulty with. Now, these but are okay. good questions, but we are safe. Well, I trust the lady, so what do we need to do? Focus, you said, enter the clock and focus on you. Everyone hold hands. Okay. Right. Um, he kind um, of unhooks Cat's hand from whoever she's holding her hand to. Right, we're going to go in on the line, me holding Cat's hand. Everyone, focus on me. Listen to my voice as I speak to you. Focus on me. He then leads you all into the clock. My line. Listen to the sound of my voice. Focus on me. <laughs> no, doctor. Doctor, focus on me. <laughs> Do not get distracted. Everyone, focus on me. And he keeps saying this. And all of you will pow. Fuck off. Oh. Well, I guess it's just me and Cat now. <laughs> you do all have a bonus die because Etienne is leading you. Oh, that's better. <laughs> I was about to say, but I got derailed by Flitty. There are, is a moment, Dr. Oliver, where you you definitely feel, sorry, Dr. Isaacs, where you feel almost like your thoughts are meandering. You do get distracted by that. That's my line, as he's like constantly repeating this tone to you all. But you manage to pull your thoughts back, and there's this horrible moment where you almost felt yourself moving sideways through the fog, like this, you've entered this clock and it's just full of fog and mist. And then he's literally, you, you're convinced he's walked in a straight line, but now the doorway is ahead of you all and he leads you back out of it. And you're in a small tiled room with a fountain and it's very warm and sunny. Well... That worked. We very nearly lost uh, Dr. Isaacs there. But we did it, Miss Vanderbilt. Um, I shouldn't stay. Um, but uh, is there anything you want me to investigate whilst I'm gone? Um... I assume you'll be able to take care of things in here in Egypt, but do you want me to start scouting Kenya or looking into things? Yeah, if there's anything you can... Look at in Kenya, that would be quite good. As I, I don't know how long we'll be tied up here, but the longer we are, the less time we'll have for anything we need to do there. So now okay. that would be. We'll start having a look. Yeah, I do, wish we, I do wish we could sort of catch up when there's, well, less pressing things to do, but 
hopefully soon we we can actually just have a social visit rather than a all over me you felix and liza are going to go back to that hotel in switzerland and have like a year of just drinking tea and eating cake oh i look forward to that so am i liza's so busy these days Well, um, Miss Penny, Doctor, um, Mr. Agent O'Neill, welcome to Egypt. Try not to think about it too much. I'll see you soon. Bye. Oh, curtsy. <laughs> Bye, Mr. Clockman. He steps into I'm... the clock and it literally fades away as if it was never there. I, um, I, I politely sort of nod to Cat and take a look around the room. Somewhat realizing that I'm dressed in like a black suit and like oh. you know, a you know the kind of thing, the kind of clo- coats and things that you would wear in October in New York. Are we actually uh, in the hotel? In... You're in a side room of the hotel's ground floor that's currently empty. I I turn to Cat and say, "I'll go to reception, ma'am, and get us some rooms." Oh please, that would be excellent. Uh, all right. Whilst Penny, you you wander up to the reception desk. Um, the uh, receptionist smiles. Oh, good morning, Miss. Uh, welcome. Uh, how can I help? I'd like to book some rooms for myself and my lady and my our travelling companions, um, Lady Catherine Vanderbilt. Oh, certainly. Uh, would you be requiring a penthouse suite or just individual? Rooms? We'll be requiring one penthouse suite and uh, just. One attached room, ideally, to a penthouse so I can serve my lady, and then two of uh, whatever your normal rooms are. Um, of course. You, no one else is staying with the lady in the penthouse except for yourself. The penthouse here at the um, Semiramis has four rooms in it. Oh, uh, okay. Um, hmm. What? Would I think Cat would want her um, privacy and just have to have a whole penthouse? Probably. They yeah, in which case, in which case, no, no, nobody else would be staying in the penthouse. Oh, let me start sorting out rooms for you, Cat. Are you taking the Doctor and um, Agent O'Neill in search of Matteo? Uh, yes. Yeah. Let's find the others and. Uh, yeah. You are informed that Mr. Romero is currently in the spa, but Mr. Cady is in his room. Uh, well, I will wait till Matteo is finished with his spa time, but I will go okay. to see Jack. Well, they, they can send someone in to let them know you're here. Oh, yeah, to mention that I'm about. Yeah, that would be wise. Whilst that's yeah. happening, Jack. Jack, you just had... A lot of heavy news landing on you. Oh, gosh. Four of your friends dead. I'm I'm a little confused as to how I went into some sort of righteous fugue state and struck down the imposter. Um, But I don't remember anything else, so I guess that's the only thing I can imagine what happened. Because, I mean, the story makes perfect sense to me, right? Because we were looking in books to try and figure out how to hunt down the presence of the King in Yellow. And then suddenly I was possessed and killing them. 
Yeah, you must have worked it out. <laughs> I'm smarter than I think. Right. Uh, you receive a message after about maybe an hour that uh, Lady Vanderbilt has arrived. Yeah, be one sec. Just getting food. Uh, same for you, Matteo. A member of hotel staff informed you that Lady Vanderbilt has arrived and is currently moving into the penthouse. What a treat! I tell you, you're quite sure she was in New York an hour ago, but you know. I grumble slightly to myself, but then I suppose I did say hurry. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Jack, do you also head up to the penthouse? Um, Have I been discharged? You have been discharged. The doctor will be back to keep an eye on you over the next couple of days. That sounds fine to me. Then I, I, I will go upstairs to meet the Vander Queen. You meet uh, Matteo in the uh, elevator, and Vander. You need the song. Oh, all right, hang on. She, she's been back for an hour, and you haven't played it. Oh, I'm not. I'm not even sure it's installed anymore. Hang on. Been that long. Oh, God. All right. We'll wait. <laughs> the world is ending, but we'll wait. <laughs> all right, all right, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Soundboard. Uh, flinty noises. No, that's not it. Oh, so loud. There you go. <laughs> all of our listeners at home have just cheered. <laughs> they have. I saw them all do it. Okay, the door is opened by a young woman. Craig will now describe because it's him. Sorry, you 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 cut out. You're cutting out a lot when you yeah, speak. Yeah, you're, you're, you're way too far, too far away. away. Yeah. I said the door is opened by a beautiful young lady who Craig will now describe because it's them. Well, uh-huh. beautiful's probably overstaying it. I, I'm not ugly, but I'm a bit plain. Uh, probably about five foot six, uh, brunette. Uh, very stereotypical maid outfit. Uh, yeah. Boom. <laughs> Me. My my eyebrow raises. <laughs> Haven't I seen you in anime? Almost <laughs> certainly. <laughs> Uh, are you are you one of these femboys that are so popular these days? No. You're going to have to flash in your boobs to prove it. Oh, that is Get not on. happening. Get on with it. Uh, yeah, at the door, Penny is uh, Mr. Romeo, who you obviously recognise because you've seen him a few times over the years, mm-hmm. and uh, what you assume must be Mr. Katie. Oh, I let them both in. You let them both in, and the first person you see wearing a really inappropriate suit for being the weather in Cairo is Agent Oliver O'Neill, who looks like... Um, uh, sort of middle-aged gentleman. Um, very, very plain, like the kind of face that just sort of blends into a crowd. Um, he he just sort of looks a little bit sort of... He he he's, he looks like he looks like he's very much trying to hide the fact that right now he's sweating buckets under the fact that he's wearing a, the kind of suit you would wear to 
autumn slash winter in New York and <laughs> still wearing it because that's polite. Um, so and he hasn't got a change of clothes. So um, he he just sort of like looks you both. I just sort of look you both over and then nods and sort of quietly indicate into the room. While everyone else is getting starting to introduce, can I get a you know a down to reception and get a whole load of very cool drinks delivered up to the room? You can. And remaining person in the room is Doctor Gregory Isaacs, who looks like uh, I am about just over six feet tall. I have like. Fairly plain hair, bit of stubble. Um, I'm not wearing an over-the-top suit. It's more like a travel suit, but even in this weather, it's probably still just a little bit too much. But relatively smart and, uh, yeah, just looking a little bit baffled to be here, but otherwise. Okay, and entering the room is Lady Catherine Shaughnessy near Vanderbilt, who glides in on a cloud of... Roses being carried by several oiled local boys. <laughs> Where did she get these from? <laughs> well, well, you know, it's a realistic. We we aren't far from Nubia. You know, she can get her oiled Nubians. No, Cat enters the room, and Cat looks like for people who have forgotten what she looks like, including me. Um... <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Dust in that character sheet off. <laughs> Oh, Cat is quite short. I suspect shorter than Penny, even. Wow. Um, red hair, and I guess sort of more practically dressed because it seemed to be like we. I, I've just come from a day of being busy inside the uh, penthouse, and now I'm probably going to do more of that as I work out how to turn bits of this penthouse into a kind of room for planning what we're going to do in Cairo. Um, yeah, otherwise well, lightly Jack dressed. And Mateo, I hear talk to them. You're also adequately dressed because you're the only one who knew you were coming here. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're appropriately dressed. Everyone else is fucking sweltering. Yeah, uh, Cat, I say, because I've met you before. Hi, Jack. Um, Good to see you again, and very sorry to hear the news. Yes, it, it, it was horrible. I, uh, I, I can't say I really understand what happened, but um, it all seems to have worked out okay. I finished lamely, realizing that that isn't in fact true. <laughs> well, we are here now, and we'll see how we can go about next, but... I guess take your time over the next few days, and no, no, it's it's all right. I've been I've been pronounced fit and healthy. Whatever they, whatever poison I have been slipped, probably by that uh, that terrible Peggy, the murderess, mm. has uh, has left my system. I don't know if I'll mention that Etienne has saved. Peggy, oh, from... <laughs> it's not very clear if Etienne did save her or whether he was too late. Ah. And Matteo. Yes. Hello. Hello. Um 
didn't expect to be catching up with you so soon. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> I, I thought probably just getting a hustle on would be a good idea. Um, I guess we've got the whole penthouse and probably adjacent rooms, so we can just have our, this be our base of whatever we want to do next. Um, <sighs> I guess, Doctor, if you want to use a room or two off here, then set up as you need to. Um, and O'Neill, I guess if you want to find something a bit more appropriate to Cairo at this time of year, then you certainly should do that. Thank you, Miss. Um, did I hear correct? Um, Mr. Romero and Mr. Cady. That's right. Yes. Ah, then this must be the special investigation team. So that's that's who we come to see. Right. Sorry, uh, we were instructed to come here on short notice. I wasn't entirely uh, fully informed of where we were going. But uh, yeah, I think I'm. I, I understand the gra- the gravity of the situation now. That's who you've come to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I. I, I well, uh, well, I'll, I'll I'll stick around for a bit before I set up in the other room. We're going to claim one of the bedrooms as an impromptu uh, psycho, uh, you know, doctor's studio. You probably need to get roll me your psychology as you My chat God. to Matteo and Jack. <clears throat> yeah, you reckon you definitely need to get Special Agent O'Neill and Mister Cady on your couch for a little chat sometime soon. They're both seeing a little bit jittery. Yeah. Just, to, just to, you know, introduce ourselves. Mm. He's only just got here, but he needs things. to go on your couch. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I, I probably, if, if well, once Penny got back, I'd probably have a quick word in your ear to request that you assist me with getting uh, appropriate clothes. <laughs> yeah, that's actually yeah. why I've got my hand up. I was going to add, while I'm down getting a drink, can I just ask them to get a tailor to come by, please, as well, if possible? Um, roll your butler, Mancy. Butler, Mancy. Uh, you actually just book everyone, like, like both gentlemen, into the tailors. It'll be faster yeah. if they come down to the tailor's office. Okay. And then the tailors can fit them with like off the rack stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that works. And then you head back up to a penny walk back in, carrying a tray of ice drinks. There's even a single pina colada for Jack. I don't really want one. <laughs> no, it's just like iced waters and lemon juices. It's a, it's a virgin pina colada. I, I tell the gents when their appointments at the tailors are before they ask about clothes. This gentleman, go downstairs and strip naked for a gentleman who will dress you in proper attire. <laughs> Chester Gill interdimensional tailoring services. <laughs> I think if Mr. Gill turns up, we're in trouble. That's a bit of a crossover. What happened to Mr. Gill? Are we not in trouble? I mean, <laughs> Mr. Gill retired to the Cayman Islands with his wife and their child. Uh, you know, to answer your question, Peter, I, th- I think we're off the hook. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> Miss LeBlanc has taken the blame for all the murders, so... Yes. Um, Not ideal, but we have things to do. <laughs> Poor Miss LeBlanc. She only survived, like, two sessions before she got, like, shot for murders. <laughs> And what happens when you get played by Nido? Oh, but like, what a, what a way to go. I, I accidentally picked up a knife. <laughs> Ill-advisedly. I ill-advisedly picked up a knife I saw lying on the floor and murdered two of my friends. Why not? What do you have there? A knife! Wow! <laughs> right, uh, the gentleman will get appropriate clothing and... Um, Right. What are your plans? Plan. What is your plan? You're, you're in Cairo. Uh, technically, you're in Cairo three days early, so you've gained some time. <laughs> I'm officially ticking that we've advanced the plot. Yeah. Plot has not advanced, you know. <laughs> we've we've arrived my... at Plot City. Was my journey quiet and uneventful? No, <laughs> you went to a magical time clock and Dr. Isaacs almost fell out of time. Yeah, but nothing actually happened. No, it does not count. The time clock is never quiet and uneventful. It's a time clock. Really really However, we either. did we rip just... a hole in time and space. No. Time clock doesn't rip any holes in time and space. Nah. It just leaves greasy skid marks on the outside of time and space that uh, look somewhat unpleasant from a distance or up close. So it's what? a real... <laughs> mess in there. So what time is it here then? I, I guess I'm asking Jack or Matteo. The clock over the mantelpiece announces it's uh, three minutes to midnight. I mean, sorry, uh, <laughs> 2 p.m. in the afternoon. Ah, okay. So I think some time to get settled in and then we can all meet ahead of dinner. Um, if I guess anything that you found out since we last spoke, we should bring everything we have to the table and work out what we want to do next. I just realised that we're probably some of the first people in history to experience jet lag. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, That's pretty funny. Right. Uh, Gentlemen from New York, go and arrange new clothing. Uh, Jack, what are you doing with the rest of your time before you have this catch-up with Kat? Um, I'm going to talk to Matteo, and that's it. You catch Matteo before he can go anywhere. You're like, I... Matteo? Mr. Romero? Yes? Uh, yes, I mean. I, w- I was wondering, I don't remember the events of that night. Uh, perhaps... If we tried meditating together, it might unlock some of those terrible events for me. Sorry, I wasn't sighing at the idea of meditating together. I just had a really bad meditation session uh, before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, meditation can be awful if you're interrupted halfway. Uh, Roll your idea, please. Um, Jack? Uh, that's just intelligence, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, okay. Hard success. 
if Mateo isn't in the mood for meditation, maybe the psychologist Cat Walk with her can do some sort of memory recall therapy or hypnosis or something like that. Oh, that's a good idea. Back your memories. Well, don't don't worry, Mateo. I've had I've had a better idea. I say and leave. Uh, okay. <laughs> well. All, all right, I was going to do it. <laughs> no, 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 I can tell you're not in the mood. Well, if that idea doesn't work out, then feel free to come back. I don't know, I'm being compelled, goodbye! Jack <laughs> leaps off the penthouse of me. Scream! Go, have, have fun forming bonds with the rest of the party that we don't know. <laughs> you going to be friends with them now? Gonna sacrifice them to Hasta next time I have to summon him. <laughs> right, um, Jack, you find Dr. Isaacs. He's just got back from his uh, tailor appointment. Uh, he's looking slightly more comfortable and relaxed in a light linen hot weather suit. Dr. Isaacs, you are accosted by Mr. Cady. He stabs you with a knife. Blech. Um. Oh no! Wait. Uh, he says hello. These are very different things. Hello. Um. I heard you're a psychonomist. Psychiatrist. Yes. Yes, that's what I said. Um. Yes. Actually, at this time you'd be called an alienist, which is even cooler. Mm. Um. Would I? I don't want to impose on you unduly. But I, I have a little gap in my memories, and I was wondering if there was anything you could do to explore my gap. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, absolutely. No, please, uh, you're not imposing at all. It's my job to uh, assist uh, Lady Vanderbilt, and if she's brought me here to her investigation team, then clearly I'm needed here. So, absolutely. <laughs> Does it hurt your ego to be told you're not imposing at all? Uh, um, no. <laughs> I, um, there is just one thing, though. I, I think, I, uh, if, is it better, a doctor, a hyper, purely hypothetical question for you. If you think your memories of an event might be an unending nightmare from which you can't awake, uh, is it better to fully repress it and just get on with your life or to try and explore those memories? Well, repression is never uh, a very good way of handling any kind of trauma, even if they are very, very dark and uh, bad. I, oh. I'm sure if we start a session, then we can slowly work our way through what troubles and ails you. Wonderful. Thank, thank you so much. Okay, uh, you shuffle into the bedroom that the doctor has requisitioned into a sort of psychiatric studio, and we'll come back to you two in a moment. Uh, Is there a chaise longue? It does have a chaise longue. Um, question. Hang on, I'm not coming to you yet, Penny. Agent O'Neill, you have had your tailor's appointment, and they've given you an off-the-rack suit that isn't made of wool. <clears throat> good, good. Uh, you're wearing like two inches of thick winter in New York wool suit, and you're now like in linen and like, oh, thank God for that. <laughs> That's much better. 
What would you uh, like to do? Mrs. Vanderbilt wants to discuss the situation this evening at dinner. Possibly you should try to bring yourself up to speed with what's been going on here. <coughs> yes. Maybe find out more about the evil murderess, Peggy LeBlanc. <coughs> well, um... Bon I, bon bon. As, as far as I know, that, that, that that's not our concern. Um... So, I kind of would be focused on making sure um, I'd probably, like, speak with the hotel, ask what their security is like, um, and see whether or not I should, um, you know, keep, uh, you know, maybe ask for them, uh, you know, whether or not we need to hire somebody to just sort of keep an eye on things downstairs and... uh, Security consists of some bellboys, the doorman, and some footmen. It's a high-class hotel in the high-class river district of Cassia El Dubara. Um, They don't really have, like... I mean, the doormen are quite, you know, hench and could deal with some local trouble, but they're not really, like, you know, security agents. Hmm. What what was um what would have been the security arrangement for Miss Vanderbilt in New York? Uh, you. Mm. So I guess it's just me here as well. Yeah. If you feel like you need more, you probably need to talk to Penny, who can stamp up the cash to hire some more, like you know, guards. Mm. Well, I don't mind just keeping a low profile because at the moment no one knows we're here, which is the possibly good good security. Um. Except for the the Vanda theme tune pumping out of all the uh, hotel PA systems. After working with them for five years, you learn to just phase it out. <laughs> Playing all times, all hours of the day. Yeah. Let the, only time, the only time it stops is when it's in place, replaced by the Imperial March that uh, starts playing approximately five hours before Richard Vanderbilt appears. You know, we started playing this campaign in 2019. We've been doing this for a while. It's a very long-running joke. <laughs> Almost as long as Richard Vanderbilt. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Agent O'Neill, are you going to hire some extra security? like some low, Or just, just slip some cash to the doorman to give you a heads up if people start asking questions about you? Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's the uh, that's the that's the best solution. Keep things very low. Okay, roll me your charm, fast talk, or intimidate or persuasion, whichever is highest. Yeah, you, you make friends with the doorman and some of the bellhops. You slip them some tips. You slip them uh, a little bit of extra cash, and they will keep their ears open and let you know if anyone starts asking questions about you. Yep. Right, and whilst okay. you're doing that, Penny. Okay, first question. Uh, would I have noticed uh, the doctor and Jack siddle off into the treatment room? Well, you're a notice people skill. The spotting of the hidden stuff. No, I didn't notice. You did not notice. You were In which case, busy. I do not put an in-session sign on the door. <laughs> what are um, you doing, Penny? <clears throat> you're in Cairo. Unexpectedly in Cairo. It's quite possible you've forgotten something that Mrs. Vanderbilt is any moment now going to ask for. 
it's quite possible that is the case. But considering the conversations that have been going on, the first thing I do is, uh, well, the next thing rather, is until someone comes up and wants something else, uh, I put in uh, a couple of orders uh, to try and get some general uh, HQ sort of um, furniture delivered up to the penthouse, cork boards, tables, maps, that sort of thing, yeah. Bottles of vodka. Yes. (laughs) Pina colada mix. No, no, pina coladas are causing flashbacks for people. Clearly, I'm going to keep it to just the booze that Cat likes specifically. The rest of it is just nice fruit juice. I think cats allowed alcohol. You know, Prohibition New York uh, must be a banging place for you guys. Yes, it's just fruit juice, wink. (laughs) It's just fruit juice. We left it for a while. (laughs) Penny is just settling stuff up. The cork boards and some maps of Cairo, they all start turning up. You have a table. They have the chairs pulled back to the walls. You spread out a map of Cairo. Are you getting stuff set up? Mm-hmm. Okay, chat. What are you doing? Uh, getting used to how these rooms are laid out, and probably trying to um, catch up with people as they go by here and there. Hey, uh, Matteo is the easiest to catch up with. Jack has just bustled off and left him alone. You can kind of like sidle <laughs> in and be like, "Hi, Jack. Remember that time we looted that temple in Peru of all the cursed gold and started all this." <laughs> Uh, simpler times. Yes. Jack is saying hello to you, Jack. Not Jack. Mateo. That's me. That's uh, definitely not me. Mm-hmm. You two talk whilst I go and get a drink. So, it's been a while. It has. How have you been? Yeah been okay. I've been trying not to run out of words to say, just like then. Mm. But also, yeah, keeping an eye on things back at home. I was just in New York, as I guess you managed to find me there. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, since you're here, I'm... sorry, I'm hearing myself in the other room, because mm-hmm. he's come through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I suppose uh you've sort of decided to take matters into your own hands if you're here now. Yeah, I mean when you mentioned just how how many of our companions had um passed on. Yes. I didn't really have any other way of to the timeline that we've got keeping things moving so I thought well at this point we can just come and see what we can do from here and if not us then what I guess let's hope we don't have to find out so what about these people you brought with uh, with you what do they know and uh, I suppose what are they good for (laughs) 
Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Say it again. What? Uh, oh, so Penny will be kind of setting things up and keeping us on track and being extremely useful. And okay. Everything that way. Um, as names go by, uh, Dr. Isaacs is here to keep all our mental health in check, which well. the, 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 the more we do, I think the more will be a good thing. Wow. So, that guy has the most challenging job of anyone in human history. <laughs> Some would call it impossible. <laughs> <laughs> I like that I've already gone to him with, uh, Doctor, um, do you think I should repress all my memories? And he's oh. like, um, <laughs> probably, probably not. <laughs> no, don't, don't do that. It's, it's just, it's just, I'm worried that if I don't repress my memories, I'm going to kill again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Feel like I might kill again just right now. Um, yes, very much so. Um, and O'Neill, who's ex FBI, uh, possibly current FBI, but they wouldn't necessarily tell me that, and <laughs> knows about security and finding things out and being. Shooty, I guess, in the way, or punchy, or whatever sort of thing we need that is more practical, like that. Um, yes, we are the special investigations team. Mark two, three, four, three, eight, whatever. <laughs> we are here. I mean, I, I suppose what I'm partially driving at is how challenging is it going to be to bring them all uh, up to speed on things. They know that... They know a little bit. I, okay. um, I'm i not really... like. They don't necessarily need to find out the deepest, darkest secrets of the universe mm. in quite that sort of way all at once just yet. Hopefully, maybe, seems to happen. But, yes, they know that what we're doing on the whole scale is important and so yeah as we go through what we need to do for the investigation next i guess matters will come up as they must and we will try and get through it with as uh little uh distraction as we can <laughs> okay well that sounds vaguely promising i suppose I hope so. <laughs> uh, uh, but are, are you okay? Uh, I mean, personally, I would have preferred that all of the stuff that just happened hadn't. Is that's where I am? Mm-hmm. Um. But given that we're stuck with it, I think I'll be all right. Okay. Well, I do have a chat with the good doctor, uh, if you so think you should. I would recommend it. Okay. But yeah, otherwise get settled up here and, well, for a what? else you've got that we can discuss before dinner 
to kind of get set up for what we need to do here in Cairo. All right, then. Um, is there anything else that you need to know? I, I think I, I, I've clued you in on everything. Actually, no. There's one more thing. Uh, listen. <sighs> Lots of people I know have met a terrible end because of their dealings with the occult and occult tomes and uh, and spells and various things of that nature. Yes. Yeah. And you're no stranger to any of this. No. It's sort of the nature of it. The the more you know, the less good it is. But it might be quite difficult to do anything without knowing some of what we know, but that doesn't make it a good thing. <laughs> That's the bind that I'm in. Mm. And there are very few people that I would trust to take on such a burden. However, given what's happened, I seem to have come into the possession of a fairly sizable number of um, tomes. Oh. Shall we call them? And I personally have absolutely no desire to look through these to see if there's anything in them that can help us, and I don't even know that I'd be able to recognize such a thing if I saw it. You, however, there's a possibility might get some use out of it. So, would you say that it would be okay for me to entrust those to you? Yes, I am okay with that in as much as I can be, but they will have to go somewhere, and so, yes. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Wow, Matteo, you hand over the valise of unknowable tomes to poor Mrs. Vanderbilt. <laughs> unknowable tomes. The um, <laughs> as you pass the box over, it goes. <laughs> I think as you pass the box over, Cat uh, needs to make me a power check. All right. Ah, I dumped that. Are you giving Cat everything, including the books you've been hiding from other people? Yes, I didn't. There was nobody, no one I would uh, have trusted uh, with these before, but I think uh, under the circumstances, it probably makes most sense for Kat to have them. Wow, Matteo, that's just rude. Why wouldn't you have trusted me? Uh, see don't, the and last. And don't, and don't few say something hours. like those killings you did. Um, those killings you did? <laughs> I don't think you should ask questions you don't want to know the answers to. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, Dr. Isaac and Mr. Cady, uh, whilst Kat is looking over this treasure trove of dark tomes she's been given, there's bound to be a spell in here that will extend your life for all time. Yeah. Hmm. You um, haven't kicked that one off the bucket list yet. No. Who wants to live forever with Nyarlathotep ruling over the earth? 
I think preferably you stop Meow the Tep and then Cat becomes God Queen Empress. What is what is the in-game process for ascending one of your characters to Godhead? Uh, you already did it. Be- <laughs> oh yes, never mind. I know that. <laughs> there are a few that. routes. <laughs> right, um, Doctor Katie. No, Doctor Isaac. <laughs> you've got Mister Katie alone and strapped into the improbulator. Are you ready to slice his skull open and check inside for squishy bits? Yep. Get right inside. Get right in there. Oh, take out all that grey matter. I don't need that. Right, so Tell. He's, he's told you he's got gaps in his memory. Would you like to try and draw this out through some sort of hypnosis session to begin with? So, you say you've got gaps in your memories, but you're, you. it sounded like you've got an inclination of what those gaps would be. You said you feared that they would be quite dark, potentially. Um, so let me tell you what I do remember. Mm-hmm. Um, how much of the work that we're doing have you been briefed on? Um, I think the details have been skimmed over, but uh, all I know is that uh, the investigation that you are doing is of grave concern, basically for the world, although I don't exactly know why. Um, um, there, there is a ticking clock going on at the moment, um, and the entire world will end in about ninety days. Yeah, I got, I kind of roughly got that kind of uh, idea. Okay, we we are working to uh, to stop uh, an ancient and dark evil god from reawakening to his full power and destroying the world, or taking over the world and keeping the bits that he likes and destroying the bits he doesn't like. I'm not mad. You can check with Cat. Would I have known that much, Russet? You're muted, by the way. Roll a psychology. <laughs> Arona, I need you to move the sun. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is not within my current power set. Great, move the sun for me. Cat could do it. It's not really cl- okay, in a few hours happen. you will have moved. Thanks, Craig. I know I could rely on you. <laughs> right, uh, he certainly believes everything he's saying, and this sort of matches up with the things you've heard from Dr. Van, uh, Mrs. Vanderbilt about what's been going on. You, you know enough to have gained a few ticks of Cthulhu Mythos yeah. whilst working yes. for her. So yes, yes, it, it does sound like Mr. Katie is under a lot of stress. I, I'm watching you to see if you're going to have a, a, a reaction to this that means that I have to draw a gun or something. Well, um, the reason I ask is we could do, uh, you know, a regular session. We can talk it out. We can explore um, what you've been going through, and then we can try to resurface those memories uh, one by one, uh, consciously. Or a new technique, which I've been particularly interested in, is what's called hypnosis, where 
essentially we can draw those memories to the surface, but you'll still be awake, but not necessarily aware of those memories uh, consciously coming back. So they won't necessarily um, disturb you when you get them back in your head, so to speak. Well, let me let me tell you two more things before we decide which approach to use. Um, okay. Um, first of all, I'm going to have to come fully clean and say that um, for some time I was an agent of those dark powers. Uh, mm-hmm. And in my in my role as uh, oh, I guess the layman would use the term cultist. Uh, I did a lot of bad things. Dot dot dot. So we don't really want to be sort of accessing those memories particularly. Well, I remember that quite clearly. But um, the other night, well, let me tell you what happened. The other night, I, I had we were researching. We were we were performing research to help us identify an imposter amongst us. Mm-hmm. I can't stop saying amongst us. And imposter. Um, uh, they were very sus. Um, <laughs> uh, no, uh, so I, we were performing this research, and I, I I went for a drink, and then I went to bed. And when I then I woke up four days later in the hotel hospital daily. Mm-hmm. So, what I suspect might have happened is that some part of this terrible force that I worked for before got into me and made me do bad and terrible things. So that's just where we're at before we start this whole process. Hmm, let's see. Just see him sitting there scribbling notes. Yep. Doctor, in which, Doctor, in if, which... You, if, you find out, if you find out I did some murders, do you have to tell the police? Um... Oh, I don't know. I've got patient confidentiality to think about. Um, given the severity of dollar um, signs, Doctor Mrs. Vanderbilt is yeah. <laughs> given, yeah, given the severity of um, you know the investigation, and I'm under uh, Lady Vanderbilt's employ, uh, we that uh, will not need to be of a concern. Oh, good, wonderful. Um, but what I was going to advise was, uh, given the nature of the work you do and some of the things you've done in the past and what you suspect may have happened to you and what has locked your memories. Maybe we should do it the, the regular way so that perhaps you can provide some context to some of the things that uh. may arise. Cause if we do it the sort of the hypnosis way, I won't necessarily be able to understand what I see or I, uh, re- what you're what you're able to recover. I I agree, but hi- hypnosis sounds much more hilarious and deadly. So let's do that. <laughs> it sounds it sounds much more likely to wildly spin out of control very quickly. We've already spun out of control today. Oh, uh, that's fair enough. Let's let's go with the regular <laughs> approach. Oh, remember that bit where four player characters got murdered. <sighs> Yes, yes, we saw how achingly hard you were throughout the whole section. I was not. I didn't want it to happen, but you murdered everyone. I didn't want it to happen. I just, I just enabled it. There was a lot of joy leaking from you, Ash. <laughs> it was like, it's been ages since I managed to kill four of them at once. I tried so desperately to stop There it. were points where you, where you sound put, where you were clearly trying 
to sound sorry, but we knew that it wasn't sincere. That bit, that bit where you giggled for forty-five minutes. Wow. I'm very confused right now because I've put down the big blanket, so this room is dark right now. Mm. But on my webcam, it looks like I've got jaunty violet disco lights going. Yeah, on. yeah, well, yeah. as Flinny's looks occasionally like he's in on like Crime Stoppers. It's because it's a bit better. Have a minute. It's because your webcam can sort of see infrared. No, yeah. well, that didn't really help at all, did it? No, it's fine, dude. It's fine. Yeah, I know. It's just the lighting is. Well, you should, you should get some ring lights, Flinty, because then they'd help you while you're doing your streaming. <laughs> yeah, I like Flinty streaming. He's all like, "Oh, do the streaming." Streaming? <coughs> yeah, I started playing games on Twitch uh, on Tuesdays. Uh, are you? Are, are you? Are you uh, like a real person or are you <laughs> a YouTuber? Are, are, are you? Yes. Are you a real person? <laughs> I think I so. I am. Mm. <laughs> what What he means is, do you have a little insert of yourself in the corner, or are you just streaming the game? Uh, I, I, have an in, I have an insert of. Uh, I'll do it in the in the Telegram. Actually, I have an insert of these stickers that react when I talk. Uh, uh you're a PNG tuber. He's a PNG tuber. Okay. Ah, yes. No, that's cool. That's cool. I've never well, heard of those. It it basically means you have instead of you having like your camera or you have an like a three D avatar, instead it will just alternate between when you talk it will switch to the talking one and when you're not talking it will switch to the not talking one. So it just kind of, so mm. it's like a like a very simple animation of you talking while you're mm. streaming. Okay. What are you what are you playing on Tuesdays at the moment anyway? Just finished tunic and I'm just gonna go over to Pokemon Diamond next. Oh I like a bit of tunic. It was very good. If you haven't, if you haven't played it, play it. All right, sharp. No spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> I, haven't played it either, I did watch Flinty get very frustrated at having to do the same bit six times in a row. All right, <laughs> no spoilers, sharp. Anyway, right. uh, Doctor Isaac, roll. Doctor Isaac, roll me some psychology at hard as you settle down and start to sort of like try to delve into Jack's memoirs. Let me tell you about my mother. <laughs> Jack, as um, the Doctor speaks, she's calm. He takes you back. He's like, remember putting Chai to bed. You, that's the last clear memory you have, so that's where we start. Mm. Who was with you? Rebecca was with you. Yes. You put Chai to bed. You went back to your room. Rebecca went back to hers. Mm. You went to sleep. Yes. And then the memory starts to come back of you stumbling through the dream. You're like, you, you can remember the streets of London. You remember the streets of London and then the sand dune and you were climbing the sand <laughs> Overhead, the stars were right. And roll your psychoanalysis, Flinty. Is this hypnosis or are they just talking? This is, this is just chatting. Yeah, we're doing it the normal way. But right, you stop there. <laughs> Jack is starting to get really trembly. Whatever <laughs> is really bad and was the cause of his psychotic episode. Mm. As a doctor, you don't think he's ready to remember that. <laughs> I don't think I'm ready to remember it either. <laughs> but yeah, you, you have reconstructed some of the evening and you talk it through with him and you're like it was a dream, clearly. 
So he yep. needs to remember that it was a dream, and you, you you convince him to put that out of his mind. The dream is not important. The dream was just a dream. Yes, it seems scary. He doesn't need to remember the rest of the dream right now. We need to move beyond the dream to what happened next. And that's where you'll you stop it today. And Jack, you get... <clears throat> Five seventy points back. Hooray! Dang. I do my job. <laughs> Thank you, Doctor. But yes, um, I do need you to roll me your sanity, however, Jack. Uh, before or after? After adding it back. Okay. You remember, Jack, despite, <laughs> despite the Doctor's calming words, as you're getting ready to leave, you remember... The words, you have fulfilled my task. Our debt is paid. You are <laughs> welcome back, my son. Come home. What a cool thing to remember. Um, is it okay to let out a tiny scream in your psychiatrist's office at the end of a, of a session for no apparent reason? Oh, I've heard it all. I, um... I do a little shrill wail. Right, <laughs> oh. I, 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 yeah, just, re- I just repeat the sort of techniques to try and calm him down. He's obviously, uh, I didn't try to not to remember the dream because it's not important. But you know, when you tell somebody not to do something, they obviously want to do it. Why would you? Why would you tell me not to remember something? That made me remember it more. <laughs> You're a terrible psychiatrist. Well, your psychology again, Doctor. Isaacs, you're really good at this. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you calm Jack down, you get him back on the chaise lounge, he's all like, really like, relaxed on the tizzy couch, yeah. like, oh. I'll even put some of my music on. You crank the gramophone, I like that you carry the gramophone into the time clock. Right, roll your psychoanalysis again, Dr. Isaacs. Yeah, you're able to calm Jack down. Jack, the doctor's calm word, it's soothing, it's bright daylight. Yeah, you need to probably have a long, hard think about the fact that the Alpha Chef is welcoming you home for <laughs> doing his task of killing the two enemies who had entered his kingdom. Was I the baddie all along? I mean... You did murder Hastur, which was, you know, very mean of you. <laughs> and and Bast, oh god. Oh, she's going to be so pissed at me again. <laughs> yeah, you got both of her high priestess and, uh, you know, emergency lives killed. Well, it, was, it wasn't me. It was the one I'm bad. Right, uh, you finish your psychoanalysis, and at this point, everyone gathers back together in the living room, which Cat has turned, well, Penny has turned into Operation Save the World HQ. <laughs> but of course, Cat is claiming the credit for it because, you know, this is why she owns a penny. <laughs> right, let's get on with the main plot. What's your plans? What are the things you need to do in Cairo? We need to find Warren Bassat and uh, pump him thoroughly for information about the Carlisle expedition. 
we also need to track down Nuri, who is a person who knows where, or what we strongly suspect is a person who knows where the capstone of the black of the bent pyramid ended up. That we need to plop back on to seal that dickhead away because it's got half of the um, eye of light and darkness on it, like the mega eye of light and darkness that would be very difficult to recreate. Right, uh, you know also that you had Jack hired some private detectives, except Rebecca had hired the private detectives, and Rebecca, it turns out, was Hasta all along. Mm. So, uh, <laughs> is it worth talking to those fellas? I still, I still wanted to fuck over in the Alpha Tep, so. Mm. So, yes, uh, do you want to see if you can get hold of Rebecca's private detectives to get their reports? Worth investigating. Um, Kat, since you paid for these, since you got the bill, you know who was hired, and um, can probably send someone around to see them. But gosh, if only someone happened to just have their hands on the papers, you exact papers you needed for your expenditures in uh, Egypt over the past several mm. weeks. If only Penny was nearby, rolling butler I, I I am, so I shall. Plop. Uh, uh, luck it. Fuck's sake. <laughs> wow. Right, so who are the people you were looking for again? It was... Hang on, uh, I've got it. Warren Bessart. Right. And, and Nigel Wasif. And Nuri. Um, you make a couple of calls, all of you, and wait for scene. Bessart is now a regular at a hashish cafe in central downtown Cairo. Um, you now know, you know, you'll have to go there and speak to him. Uh, Nuri, your best clue is that the owner of the Cairo Bulletin, Nigel Wasif, may well know where Nuri is. Your other lead is Dr. Ali Kafour, who may know about what the um, exactly what happened here when the Clive expedition all uh, horribly died. Because Dr. Ali Kafour is the curator of the Egyptian Museum, <coughs> and the Clive expedition was a Penhue Foundation expedition to the Great Sphinx, and apparently there was a great... Therefore, you didn't come to uh, investigate. They shouldn't all need us to come and save them. They should save themselves occasionally. Did you get my message? Yep. Okay, so so the recording cut out in the middle of Russet saying something. Sorry, my internet just went down like completely for two minutes. Uh, um, the recording has picked up again immediately. So oh, um, what was I saying when it cut out? Uh, I don't specifically remember. Do you want me to scroll back and try and listen to it? 
Uh, no, that's okay. I'll just we we hash the cliff notes. You've got yeah. You, you were you were telling you were talking about the people that we were that we had to see. The last one was the guy who runs the the museum yeah. the curator. No, no, not Bissar. It was a new guy, oh, Ali. Wassif. Yeah. Right. Next month we will resume in Cairo, where we must investigate the Clive expedition by speaking to Dr. Ali Kafour at the Egyptian Museum. We must track down Warren Bassat, the uh, expedition uh, quartermaster for the Carlisle expedition, to see what dark mysteries he can tell us. And we must speak to Nigel Wasif, the proprietor of the Cairo Bulletin, to see if we can track down the elusively named Nuri and hopefully the missing part of the capstone of the Red Pyramid. Could it possibly be that sealing the Red Pyramid will bring you a step closer to victory? Or will you know, it lead to more murder on the Nile? Oh, very good, very good. I don't think sealing the Red Pyramid actually gets us particularly closer, but it stops this from all going to hell <laughs> if we somehow manage to beat them, but then most of us die. Mm. And then... Yeah, because they'll just come back if we don't seal it. But It'll all start again. back the very next day. <laughs> this is the thing we need to do to make sure that if we win, it's more permanent. Uh, join us next time for the exciting continuation of It's My Party and I'll Die If I Want To. <laughs> <laughs>